you don't know me, motherfucker, you can eat the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't know me, motherfucker. You don't know me, motherfucker. You can eat. You don't know me, motherfucker. You can eat the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't know me, motherfucker. You don't know me, motherfucker. You can eat. You don't know me, motherfucker. You can eat the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't the fucking shit out of my fucking ass. You don't know me, motherfucker. You don't know me, motherfucker. Episode 134. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats, and you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Thunder, thunder, Thundercats, ho! Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the Leftovers. leftovers. Welcome back, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me back. Thanks for having you back. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're in your fucking house. You lucky motherfucker. (laughs) Thanks for letting me have you back, have me back. Can can you just sit over there while we finish this podcast? (laughs) You're out. That couch is comfortable, you know. We've changed our mind. (laughs) Good to be back, I meant to say. (laughs) All right, yeah, so uh, we've got uh, Ryan back from the Comic Slabs. Welcome back, Ryan. You're in person this time. Yeah, thanks for having me back. (laughs) (laughs) It applies. This time it works. That makes sense. (laughs) Man, Jay's just feeding me up the best line. (laughs) What's interesting, though, is like uh, we had you on the podcast last week. Oh, yeah, it was a fun time on Skype. And... This week we got no emails. <laughs> Are you serious? You're welcome. Is that is that a true statement? Of this is not comic slobs. Of course, it, <laughs> of course we got emails. Oh, I thought I answered all of their questions. <laughs> nice. Of course not. Uh, you guys have episodes with no emails? <laughs> Most of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, you lucky bastards. 
<laughs> Before we jump in, yeah, they, I know. <laughs> I know. They do. Like, you got an email last week. We did get an email but it was last from, week, yeah. It's from John from it's, Friday yeah. Night Fandom, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, another podcast throwing you he's, a bone. He's like grandma, you know? He's always checking it to see how we're doing, you know? Yeah. I'll help you. I'll send you an email next week. <laughs> yeah, so I got another John now. <laughs> Jake. It, 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 his emails come with a piece of hard candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's, here's a couple nickels. Go buy yourself something nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, before we jump into the episode, I have a question. Like, usually our email, uh, our listeners bog us down with fucking emails asking their asinine stupid questions that we don't give a shit about. But this week, I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I want you to tell me the one celebrity that you know I could kick that guy's ass. <laughs> Or, okay, or or lady, we don't want to be sexist. So, uh-huh. if, I don't know, if you want to go all Ike Turner and beat the shit out of some poor female celebrity or famous person, just a famous person, uh-huh. I'm going to ask Jay, I want you to go first. <laughs> or do you need a moment? No, Jay, no, I, no. Jay, which, which celebrity, which, and I'm saying, like, like this is, like, the cream of the crop, or you can just say, you know what, I'm picking bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you want to go up against, if you're an idiot and you want to go up against Donnie Yen, if you think... <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> that you're walking out of that fucking fight alive. He's gonna get some mad cred for that. Like, like, yeah, like, like, if, if you think, Jay, if you're gonna, like, you don't know me, Donnie Yen! <laughs> and, 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 and Donnie Yen's gonna be eating shit out of your ass by the time it's over. Nice. If you think that that's the way that it's gonna go down, I want you to let me know. Okay. But, on the flip side, if you wanna keep it, like, I don't know, realistic. Uh huh, yeah. Then, then you can tell me which celebrity or famous person do you think you could beat the shit out of? <laughs> Interesting question. It is an interesting question. Um, I, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I knocked my mic. Knocked my mic there. Uh, Toby Maguire. <laughs> Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Wow. You can take on okay. Spider Man. Yes. Where would this happen? Like, wh- how would you do this? Where would this happen? Um, I, I I imagine some kind of bar situation. You know, we're hanging out maybe at a club. You yeah. know, and, and, and he orders like a ginger ale. He's ordering something a <laughs> and little. You're like, it's ass kicking. Yeah, time. <laughs> it's on. Jay's yeah. Jay's already on like his fifth pale ale, <laughs> and Jay's like, you don't know fucking <laughs> liquor, motherfucker. <laughs> and yeah. it's on. I just don't respect him, so it's just yeah. kind of that face you want to punch for me <laughs> when I see Toby McGuire. Okay. <laughs> I can take him too, no problem. Yeah. Every time you punch him, are you going to say thwip? Yeah. Thwip? <laughs> huh? Are you doing it? I'm just going to be like, cry. <laughs> cry. Oh, yeah. You, you want to see a Spider Man cry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jake. Yes. Go for it. I could beat up former WCW champion David Arquette. Hmm. Yes, that's right. I don't, wow. I don't even know who that is. David Arquette, he's in Scream. Yeah, that was, oh, the, David, w, you see, he was in wrestling? Yeah, yeah. former WCW champion. David I didn't Arquette. know that. <laughs> For one day. I know who David Arquette was, but I was like, this has to be a different David Arquette. Same guy. <laughs> For one day, he was champion. Then, like, like after that, are you hitting on his sister? Oh, yeah, why not? Mm. <laughs> that's a good plan. <laughs> I'm sure she'd want me to beat his ass, too. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. So, so uh, David Arquette. We got Toby Maguire. Ryan, which which celebrity are you beating the shit out of? I, I think I'm gonna go with an easy one too. Andy Dick. I, I could take <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, I'd like to hear the screams he makes as you beat him up. It would be very enjoyable for yeah. some reason to just be like, "Why did you ever do movies? Why?" Oh yeah, let me know when that happens. I'll periscope that. <laughs> Andy Dick getting dicked. <laughs> oh man. Uh, me personally, I'm going really easy. I'm talking bottom of the barrel. Uh, 
Stephen Hawking, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> he's dead. Stephen Hawking. Oh, no, he just did like a life. Oh, he's speech. still alive. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He's dead? No. I thought so. No. Well, he is. Go- he's not. gonna be. <laughs> After I beat him with his own fucking wheelchair. Uh, I say, you're stop pop- it, Brian. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Please stop. Stop. I'll the, pop, the I'll pop his tires so he can't get away. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all fucking Negan on him. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, that, that fucking that Lucille, that baseball bat's gonna be staring him in the face. <laughs> Do eeny meeny miny mo, just him though. <laughs> just keep pointing at him. Yeah. Miny <laughs> mo. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna knock that jaw back into place. <laughs> no, seriously, he looks like an oil painting. Like that shit's just gonna like slip off his fucking face. Oh no, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry. It does. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most insincere apology I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Something getting away from you there, Steven? <laughs> Your jaw. Your fucking jaw? <laughs> Let me put it back in place for you. <laughs> Do you a favor? <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Dive Bar Podcasting. Yeah, I just talked about beating up a crippled man. <laughs> a gift to science at that, you know. Yeah, I, uh, he has a beautiful mind. <laughs> he really does. To beat the shit out yeah, of. Yeah, unfortunately, you're a black hole of violence. This, this is like, yeah, this is like the, I'm like the ultimate bully at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on! Come on! <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself, Stephen yeah, Hawking? That's where I was going. <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself? Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, you're typing in his keyboard for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a puss. <laughs> Why are you saying that about yourself, Stephen? Hit me more. Right. <laughs> that's what you want. Oh man! And we just lost half of our audience. Yes, half of our audience are paraplegic people. <laughs> wow. Quad- he's quadriplegic. Oh, Let's be politically correct here. Sorry, sorry. Let's get down to details. <laughs> so um, anyway, I am. Uh, I'm listening to the like last week on the on the episode. You remember this, Jake? Yes. Ryan, you remember it too. I, I was there. I'm plugging. I'm plugging Star Joe's podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm plugging them at the beginning of our episode, saying, "Hey, hey, you, you guys got to listen. You guys got to listen to the next episode of Star Joe's." So uh, what do I do? I listen to that episode. And they plug us, but in a different way. They tell people to go away. Here, here we go. This is this oh, yes. is this is Ryan Drost and uh, talking to uh, 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 this is uh, Robert Atkins. He's also he's an artist for IDW. Does GI Joe comics. And uh, I met Robert um, at C two E two. And here here is uh, a discussion. Here they, here they are plugging pop culture leftovers. Message, message from Adam Withers. So we'll take. Oh, I got to mention real quick, Ryan. Um, when I was up in C2E2, yeah. uh, I met uh, Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers. He came oh, by the yeah. Table. He did mention that to me. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Very, He's a very good guy, so. And I went back and I was listening to their show, especially after I saw him again. I was like, why did I stop listening to the show? I really <laughs> like it. They cuss a lot of They cuss a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't, you know, I don't have anything against them as people or anything like that, but I can only take so much of that. And I was like, and they're like five hour shows. So oh, I'm yeah. like, man alive. It seems like I'm sitting here working and I've just listened to five hours of somebody cussing me out. <laughs> what the fuck's his problem? Yeah. That's a great plug. <laughs> so I'm going to thank Star Joe's for the rousing endorsement. I love how seriously he said man alive. Yeah. 
like, with all the passion of his heart. Man alive. These guys a curse lot a lot. <laughs> so if you're not getting cussed out at your job, listen to Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> you will be. The, the yeah. Lynn. Uh, are you having a successful marriage? <laughs> do you do you want to feel like do you want to know what it's like on the other side of that? Well, listen to Pop Culture Leftovers. You feel abused by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I stop listening to this podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember now. These guys use every curse word in the spectrum, <laughs> and they talk about beating the shit out of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> the man is a gift. <laughs> Just when you can't think it can't get any lower. <laughs> oh, I never, I never think that. No. I never think that. Don't set any limits on it. <laughs> 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 I can just I want to I want to see Jay just jack Stephen Hawking in the jaw and say you don't know me motherfucker <laughs> you know a lot but you don't know me <laughs> and then say you can't eat the food out of my ass, the shit out of my ass but I'd have to feed it to you yeah. through yeah. a tube <laughs> he would need his helper to eat the shit out of your yeah. ass you hear me Stephen <laughs> all right guys we're gonna move on to a segment. Uh, that uh, we like to call iTunes reviews because they're uh, iTunes reviews. Uh-huh. Oh, that's br- why we call it. Interesting. Br- bring in the offspring. Offspring. <laughs> it's one star We don't give a fuck because we really want to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris, do much and your host is a jerk. I'm an Even the offspring think we gust too much. I know. <laughs> offspring, I, uh, they agree with Robert Atkins. Yeah, we just curse too much. It's a conspiracy. They were really hesitant to take on this job because of it. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Like, we know we used to be punk or think we were, but you, know, you guys are like too much. Yeah, you got one guy talking about eating shit out of his ass. <laughs> Another one's beating up Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Hopefully we cause offspring to break up. Like, <laughs> like we cause the other band to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, All right. Can you do me a favor and get Metallica to do a bump thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, they do the Jake sucks one. <laughs> yeah, yes. All right. So here we go. We, uh, we I didn't do any uh, iTunes reviews uh, last week. We had some, but now I'm going to get us all caught up. Um, this first one, it's uh, it's titled "Hurt So Good." <laughs> Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. John Sometimes, Cougar Camp right yeah, exactly. Time. We got John Cougar fucking writing our <laughs> iTunes reviews now. <laughs> the old, the old Coog. <laughs> the Coog. I think I could beat the shit out of him. Yes. I don't know. He's oh. like a motorcycle guy, right? <laughs> that doesn't make you, him tough. I think you could take on any folk guitarist. Would, would you guys so. go to, like, a real physical melon camp? And, <laughs> and what would they do at melon camp? Is it, like, a melon farm that just has bunk beds? I didn't something? know if it was, like, a place, like, if it dealt with breasts or if it dealt with the actual fruit. Ah. I would go to a breast camp. A Either of- one sounds good. <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a variety of melons. Maybe it's both. Yeah. By big boobed ladies. <laughs> I would go. It's a dream come true. And this, like the the special guest speaker is John Cougar himself. <laughs> That's like the employee benefits. They get John Cougar to show up. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's called "Hurts So Good." It's by Ben Storino, fifty six. Ben Storino, fifty six. Fifty six. 
I'm surprised that Ben Storino 69 was already taken. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's unfortunately. Unfortunately. I'm unapologetic. I'm an unapologetic DC fanboy, but sometimes I get a little too wrapped up in my fandom and I need to be ripped a new a-hole. These guys look at a wide array of entertainment with a critical eye and aren't afraid to take the garbage I love too much and tear it to shreds when it des- when it's deserved. They even managed to do it while making me laugh all the way to and from work. If you don't like four hours plus of banter or explicit language, (laughs) or if your name's Robert Adkins and you're a co-host of Star Joe's, then this podcast community community doesn't need you, and you can go eat maritime dick. (laughs) Wow. So that's from – I don't know why he mentioned Robert in that. You made that part up. I did. I did. I, I did like the idea that they're just posting that on your iTunes page now, that people yeah. know, like, hey, it's okay if you don't like it. You're not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. We're so punk. This is <laughs> our club. No, the, Robert was really, really a nice guy, man. Yeah. Very nice guy. So I, I can't blame I can't. We can't blame him for not listening. No, no, no. man alive. Are we going to get? Are we going to get? Are we going to get angry for somebody calling us out on that? It's the truth. Not this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, it's titled "A Circle Jerk of Geekdom." Hmm. Uh, it's by How So How So Honest Now fifty seven eighty two fifty seven eighty two fifty seven eighty two. Wow, that's a lot of How uh, So. It's honest. not even like a birth date. Yeah. Well, it could be five seven eight two. Yeah, true. I guess. Oh, you figured it out? I did. I cracked the fucking code there, Ryan. <laughs> it's in the loo. <laughs> Jesus, I felt like we were on an episode of Lost. <laughs> this national treasure over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see here. Did I even get the whole thing? I, I didn't. I don't even know what this guy says. The whole the whole review, I don't have it ready. How many stars did you get? It says, uh, do you have a burning desire? To, it's a five star. The last one was a five star. Do you have a burning desire to discuss Star Wars with someone, but no one around you is passionate enough to care? Want to hear the other... Want to hear what other people thought of the latest comic book movie from people who know the source material? Um, and then I can only guess what the rest says because I took a picture of it and I didn't click the more button. Oh. So I don't know what the rest of it says. But thank you so much, Circle Jerk. <laughs> yeah, Wait, his, his, his name is not Circle Jerk. His name is How So Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 5982. Change your account. I'm just going to call him Circle Jerk from now on. <laughs> anyway, the next one, I'll finish, maybe I'll finish the rest of that one next week or after break or something. I feel, I feel like a dick. The suspense. <laughs> Tune in later for the rest of this idea. It's, it's like the Walking Dead season finale. <laughs> it's, a, it's a five star, so I'm guessing he liked this. Next one is, uh, thanks for killing my time at work. It's from Recollector1990. Hmm. Recollector? You're like giggling at every name. It could be like Tom, and you'd be like, "Who's Tom?" There hasn't been a Tom yet. That's though. my favorite cartoon cat. There hasn't been a Tom yet, though. There's been recollectors and how so good. Who's the next one, Jerry? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sorry, Jay. The recollector. <laughs> he's, he's still on it. He like he got the five bucks you owed him, and now he wants it again. <laughs> <laughs> Next one comes from Indian Giver 2712. Uh, 
Is that is that a bad thing to say, Indian giver? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Native American giver. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're the ones that are assholes. I mean, it was a Seinfeld thing, right? No, yeah. Dude, yeah, he's from Southern Asia. Okay, oh. come on. <laughs> All right, next one. It's uh, thanks for killing my time at work. Uh, it's pretty insane how I can listen to you guys for five hours and still wouldn't mind hearing more. That is nuts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All that cussing. All that cursing. <laughs> Next one, uh, not for everyone, and that's a good thing. It's by Tsuji8789. Tsuji. Waiting for that Jake giggle. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't do it. Tsuji. Tsuji. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to Pop Culture Leftovers is like getting together with your friends and talking about movies, TV, and comic books culture while drinking. It's casual conversations among a group of friends who are often crass but are still able to articulate interesting and entertain- entertaining insight on various topics in a world where there are pointless podcasts that cover the same topics pcl stands out as something unique all cast members have their moments in each episodes and the few with the british dan west are a real treat not only for his distinct decorum among the rest of the cast but because he seemingly laughs off all the abuse the rest of the cast throws his way (laughs) much of which is heart-stoppingly funny Give the podcast a try. If you don't like it, they will not care. <laughs> True. Our podcast stops your heart. I, I strongly suggest you stop listening. <laughs> For medical reasons. Yeah, I, I forgive you. <laughs> it seems a little exaggerated. If it's because we're cussing too much, then keep listening. But if it's your heart, then... Yeah, don't put your heart well, out like that. I, I don't think it's going to be me that ends up killing Hawking. He's going to he's going to download our podcast one day. <laughs> it's so crass. <laughs> Man alive. <laughs> Too long. You ever watch a movie with Stephen Hawking and you think like he loves it because like his jaws drop the entire time? <laughs> yeah, I fucking said it. He's giving an amazing performance. <laughs> It's draw jaw it's jaw droppingly good, isn't it, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> All movies, but it's the room, Stephen Hawking. How, how can it be that good? <laughs> Next one is from uh tune in listener. It's a five star. It's titled It's Great and it reads It's Great. Ah. <laughs> the suspense. Nice. Yeah, it's great. There's nothing else. No. That's it. Of course not. Fucking, we got Tony the Tiger writing in now. <laughs> Plus, he spoiled it They're in the title. Great. Uh, next one is. Uh, inf- hey, it, after you make a title, use a thesaurus and look up what you're going to type in the body. Okay, it doesn't have to be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. There's other words out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who owns a thesaurus? <laughs> <laughs> Download a thesaurus yeah, you app on your phone. Yeah, you can do it on the internet. <laughs> use Google or Siri. <laughs> Mythosaurus. This guy's talking about dinosaurs. Over here. He's talking about dinosaurs. Never heard of it. Stegosaurus. Just pull open the cat- card catalog at the library. Yeah. Oh my god, card catalogs. Card catalog. I don't know how to use those yeah. to this day. All right, guys. You know we're gonna move on to our next topic: the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Nice, Man, nice. That's a favorite of mine. I'm glad I was on this episode. Yeah, I Tupperware the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Next one is titled Informative and Fun. It's a five star. It comes from Quixk. Hmm. Like the cereal? Uh, no, the chocolate milk. Oh. And uh, it's, I listen to many podcasts, and PCL is definitely the one that I look forward to the most. Thanks to the Pop Culture Leftovers crew's fantastic recommendations. I have gotten back into reading comic books after 20, a 20 year long hiatus. 
Listen to that. That's pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah wow. Where's you know, our money? And the guy doesn't even listen to Comic Slobs, which is a comic book <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we will deter you from reading comics. <laughs> yeah. I stopped reading comics. Hey, do you want to save a lot of money on comic books? Listen to Comic Slobs. <laughs> I've actually gotten that review a couple of times where people do like, well, you guys sound like everything sucks in comic books, so I'm not reading right now. <laughs> wow. Nice. And I'm like, no, no, image is good. <laughs> Discuss those image books then, yeah. <laughs> please. Um, it says uh, the hosts are very passionate and knowledgeable about all things related comics, TVs, movies, and toys. Uh, the podcast has very high production value, and the bumpers introducing the various segments, topics are all memorable and extremely well done. I highly recommend. I like wow. that review. Yeah. You would you like the validation? I like that validation. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it, but I like it. High, high production value. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. As I'm watching the hamsters spin the wheel right now, the little kids over there spinning the crank, <laughs> yeah. shoveling coal into the furnace. Stephen Hawking wheeling around, generating electricity for us. <laughs> Keep moving, Stephen. Ryan will hit you again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one comes from ConCon, 144074. ConCon, it's a five-star. ConCon, best podcast ever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was almost speechless there. <laughs> My jaw was like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Ryan was like, you just haven't listened to comic slobs yet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> If you're looking for a funny and very informative show about all things pop culture, this is the best podcast you can find. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but this is by far my favorite. I I, want to make this person sound like angry and militant. (laughs) This is by far my favorite. (laughs) This is the best podcast you can find. (laughs) I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but this is by far my favorite. (laughs) I look forward to their show every week. And respect their different opinions and how they don't give a fuck. This guy sounds kind of bratty, too. It's like Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep up the great work, guys. Kinda, All right. Go ahead, Jake. He kind of calmed it down at the end there. No one-star reviews here? We, uh, we had a four-star. It was from the. It was from Tsuju. Okay. That was a four-star. But we no one-stars. Yeah, I mean, I bring them on. To shoot you, too. <laughs> Honestly. Kazoo night. <laughs> if you listen and you're offended, let us know. Give us a one-star review, people. Yeah. You can't, I mean, it can't be all positive. No. I mean, we welcome the one-stars, you it's know? more realistic. Yeah, and, and don't make up a fake one-star, because people have done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? People have made up fake one-stars. I read one. I remember oh, that I remember one. that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. He went on and on about how great we were. Well, no, uh, no, that was, that was a, that that was, they were trying to make a point, but there was a one star review that somebody had wrote after we talked about how much we get a kick out of them. They wrote it the very next week. They had taken it off. It was gone. I didn't report it or anything and it was gone. So people have done it just to, just to get a rise out of us. Nice. So, uh, next one, uh, is from, uh, Jesus Crusts. Ah, that's a good name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, that's like that's like uh, if Chester Cheetah was being blasphemous and nailed on a cross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like Chester Cheetah up there dying for our cheesy poof sins. <laughs> <laughs> he died so your fingers wouldn't go orange. <laughs> cheesy poof sins. Original sin. Have you accepted Chester as your personal savior? <laughs> 
Have you allowed Chester into your mouth to lick off the cheesy goodness? Uh, you know what? You know what pisses me off? Fucking Dorito breath. Oh, yeah. I, fuck, I love Doritos, but if you eat them, fucking just get the fuck out of my fucking, get out of my radius. <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me about your fucking bullshit if you've been eating fucking Doritos. <laughs> Have I told you how much I love these Doritos? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you got some son of a bitch and like this guy is like, he's like comboing the shit up because he's, and I'm not talking about eating combos. I'm talking about <laughs> Doritos and he's like, you know what? I like Doritos and I like to wash it down with coffee. Oh, gross. Doritos oh. and coffee. That guy's, just ba- that guy's just basically saying, fuck you and fuck everybody. Yeah, no respect. Follows it up with a, like a garlic clove. You yeah, know? yeah. Just- oh, you know what? I'm just going to seal it in with a fucking, uh, with, with the garlic clove at this point. Let's <laughs> just anchovy. Yeah. Hey, Jay, I'll just eat the shit right out of your fucking ass. <laughs> How about I just do that next? Same thing, man. <laughs> Same thing. This one, uh, it's titled Mr. History Tells You What You Don't Know. Oh. Jay, that's your nickname. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. History. Mr. Yeah. History. I don't think I can back that up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, those, those were some of the fun. That was some of the funniest <laughs> shit, man. Uh,. Come to this podcast for the hilarious banter and the friendly ribbing amongst the hosts, but stay for the lessons from Mr. History. <laughs> he will tell you all kinds of things you never knew before. But don't think that becoming a regular listener will allow you to know him, because it will not. <laughs> he makes sure to let you know that. <laughs> Failure to realize this fact. <laughs> Failure to realize this fact. We'll get you a fresh serving of the worst brownie mixed ima- brownie mix imaginable. <laughs> that's my favorite idea. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's a creative way of getting that on iTunes. Yeah, there you go. Props to that guy. <laughs> you don't know me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I want a lesson for Mr. History real quick. Think, think about Maybe it. later. Uh, uh, 130 episodes in, and Jay finally reminds you, <laughs> you don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but I've been listening for a, over 100 episodes. You don't know me, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, next one comes from uh, Jazz Money, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it says, You guys always make me laugh. Batman v Superman episode was hilarious. Loved how you guys were making fun of the British dude about his take on Wonder Woman's titties. Um, I'll always chuckle every time someone says garage. <laughs> oh man, the British guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank all of our listeners for all the. the uh, uh, man, we got like seven or eight of them in the past two weeks. All the nice. iTunes reviews. Remember, guys, if you uh, one star or five, we don't give a fuck. Get on there. Leave us an iTunes review. We'll read it on the show. I like how you quoted the song. Yeah, thanks a lot, Austin. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. One star five. We <laughs> don't give a fuck. fuck. All right. Uh, let's see. We've gone 30 minutes. We've gone 30 minutes. It's pretty good. This I, is your time update of the podcast. I was, I'm, I'm 30 minutes in, guys. On that Batman v Superman episode, I was purposely trying to throw Dan under the bus for his Wonder Woman hate as often as possible. Did you notice that? Under the uh, double-decker bus? No, i sure. I was like, hey, Dan, tell us why you hated Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, we've got, yeah, yeah, Mr. Time over here, Father Time. Yeah, we've gone 30 minutes. Um, so <laughs> Big Ben, you know, reminding us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This guy, is like, he's pulling in, he's pulling out all the British references. <laughs> next, he's, next he's just going to be saying, like, random shit, like, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> the Queen. I'm eating crisps. Uh, yeah, Cheerio, Toodle Pib, you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Toodle Pib, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, what I, I was going to say we're going to take a break. Yes. Oh, and then we're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to talk about some trailers that came out this week. A lot of trailers uh, came out this week. We're going to be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 trailer, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the Suicide Squad number three trailer, and then, the, of course, we got to talk about the Doctor Strange trailer. Oh, yes. Don't forget semi-trailers. I also love those. Oh, okay. fuck. Like tra- trailers <laughs> that are like a quarter long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't yeah Ryan will will not be joining us for the rest of the <laughs> it was great seeing you guys <laughs> remember Ryan don't worry he will not be joining us for the rest of the podcast tune into comic slobs it's been great being on this week yeah. I really appreciate yeah. it I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Stephen Hawking on him out on the porch <laughs> and uh, so his jaw won't be able to, his jaw won't be able to support the bullshit coming out of his mouth so, so alright so we'll be right back <laughs> so every week you're sitting there you're listening to pop culture leftovers you love pop culture leftovers you listen every week you're a dedicated fan you're a dedicated member of the leftover army and you're listening every week and you're thinking to yourself how can i help out pop culture leftovers i like these guys i want to help them out how do i help them out well number one stop talking you sound really nasally and it's annoying number two what you can do is you can subscribe to one up box okay all you need to do is go to oneupbox.com and sign up with the code popculture. What that's going to get you is you're going to get the first month for $9.92. After that, it's only $13 with shipping every month. Okay, sign up, see if you like it, check it out. Number one, you're helping out the show. Number two, you're helping out the show. Every One Up box is packed with pop culture, gaming, and or comic book related goodies. Every month is a different theme to the boxes. There was a Versus box where you got a Batman versus Superman t-shirt that was exclusive only to 1UP box. That's right. Every month, they guarantee a 1UP box exclusive t-shirt that you're only going to find with 1UP box. Uh, I got a Red versus Blue magnet as well. So I'm a big fan of the Rooster Teeth uh, DVDs. They're great. Hilarious. So I got that magnet. It was very cool. So the first month is only going to be $9.92 with shipping. I uh, just have to use the coupon pop culture. After that, it's less than $13 plus shipping. So go to oneupbox.com, drop the code pop culture, help out the show. All right. Hey, welcome back. Okay, guys, uh, we are going to be talking about some trailers. A ton of, I, I couldn't believe how many fucking trailers got dropped this week. And it's, it's bizarre that all these trailers got dropped. A week after Rogue One gets dropped? Yeah. I, I don't think anybody wants to compete with Rogue One. You think that's what it is? Yeah, I do. I honestly think that they, that somebody caught wind. Of course, of course, Marvel's not going to come out with Doctor Strange the same week as Rogue One. They're in the same studio. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think everybody else is just kind of like waiting for the Star Wars hype to kind of wear off so they can come out with their, with their trailer. Mm-hmm. But, but are you really competing in, in the world of trailers? It's not like a trailer is going to get like you're not losing money if somebody doesn't watch the trailer. I think they do compete for yeah. YouTube views and yes. shit like okay. that because they're always yes. like, "Our trailer got the most YouTube views in 48 hours in any other trailer." I'm with Jake. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Always mention it these days, yeah, every time. Do. Yeah, it's a DC. It's and honestly, it's like a DC versus Marvel thing. Like it's like, oh, look at the Civil War trailer. It got over uh, I don't know a million views, and look at look at the Warner Brothers trailer. It got six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, Suicide Squad and Fantastic Beasts both are in this list of trailers, and they're both Warner Brothers, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Two of them are Warner Brothers, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a good point. 
a lot of these debuted um, during the MTV Movie Awards that were last Sunday, too. Okay, that I makes sense. So it's like the Super Bowl event to drop your trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like five or six new trailers. Like, I think half of the ones we're talking about were first premiered during that. <laughs> so. And don't watch MTV anymore? But... No, I haven't watched the MTV Movie Awards for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <clears throat> First trailer that I want to talk about is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, Out of the Shadows, came out. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Definitely looks like we know why it's called Out of the Shadows now <laughs> yeah. in the trailer. Um, it uh, At the beginning of the trailer, you see, like, the turtles. It's it's Halloween. Yeah. And, and, and so Michelangelo is up there, and, like, he's like, this is the one night where we get to enjoy ourselves. And yeah, there's a parade going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, and the rest of the turtles are kind of being bitches about yeah. it. Like, yeah, they are. Get the fuck out of there, dude, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the turtles figure out uh, in the trailer that uh, the mutagen can turn humans. If it can turn humans into animals, then it could turn them into humans. Yeah. We see Donatello try the mutagen out on himself, and it, he applies it to his hand, uh, and then uh, his hand starts to look like a human hand mm-hmm. at that point. Um, Doesn't have, seem very scientific. It's like a new mutagen, <laughs> though. It's not the same one. It's the purple mutagen. It's purple, a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a purple mutagen. It's uh, and we see like uh, what, what's her face, April O'Neil. She uh, <laughs> she's the one who does she steal it for him? Looks like it. Sure, yeah. looks like she. Well, yeah, because it. it looks like she's in the room when she watches uh, Tokar and Razar transform. Yeah, and Be- she <laughs> rock steady and bebop. <laughs> They do Tokar a and Razor. They do a nice shot of her ass too while she's holding the mutant mutagen in one of the scenes where she's in that alleyway yeah. and those guys jump her. Yeah, my, my, just nice ass shot of her holding the mutagen. My favorite part of the trailer is her tying up her shirt yeah. and showing off that midriff. It's Michael Bay movie. You guys act like this. <laughs> That's what is, he does. You guys act like this is something new. Hey man, I just I know it's for the kids and I know they love that midriff. <laughs> Show it for the kids. Michael Bay movie should just come with like a warning at the beginning. Do you like explosions? Do you like tits? Do you like tit explosions? It's a Michael Bay movie. Do you like gratuitous ass shots? Tight pants, yeah. <laughs> Did you want more Megan Fox than you asked for? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're gonna do a roundtable here. We're gonna talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. We're gonna talk about the trailer. What did did you like it? We're gonna rate it. Uh, talk about some things in the trailer. So go ahead, Jay. Hey, start with. It. Don't we have a rating system on this show? I said we're gonna rate it. Well, I mean, do they? Know oh, they yeah. Know. Here's our fucking rating system. <laughs> Bring fucking, that guy we got in. Fucking showrunner Ryan over here. <laughs> You're welcome. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, there's that. You feel better, Ryan? I do, I do. All right, Mr. OCD. I don't want anybody to be lost. Right, Jesus. So no excuse when all- you high Tupperware or something. <laughs> 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 and then proceed to say what you hate about it. That happened. Oh, wow. He yeah. high Tupperware something. Oh, and then geez. hated on it. Yeah. And then it, he realized it wasn't a Tupperware. It was a high taste. I'll have to listen to that one, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Jay, talk to me. Uh, what are your thoughts about Teenage Mutant? It's a, it's the second trailer that came out for Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, um, I thought the first trailer was better. Um, I don't, I, I, and I, I think uh, so. This gives it a low taste for me. This trailer, um, it, it showed a little bit more of what was going on. We saw, uh, you know, what appears to be the Terror Dome. We saw them possibly fighting Krang on top of it. I thought that was cool. Um, 
I like the kind of the, you know, for a funny moment, I like the skydiving scene towards the end there. That, I thought that was, you know, humorous. But I thought that I thought the first trailer was more fun. It was the way it was shot, the way it was edited. Um, this one was more exposition, you know, the turtles talking and stuff like that, which, you know, in the context of a trailer, like watching the other movie, if I had seen the same thing, I'd still give it a little taste, even mm-hmm. though I loved I love the first Teenage Mutant. It was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't necessarily think they picked the best stuff to kind you, of... You weren't on that episode with no. us. What would you rate the first TMNT? It, it was a high taste for me. <clears throat> I, I loved it. Like It took me back to enjoying that as a kid and all those moments. Even though it was a Michael Bay fest, mm-hmm. I loved it. But I don't. don't uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it was Jonathan Liebesman mm-hmm. who directed it. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay was just a producer. Oh, true, true. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I just want to get that straight. It's like a lot of people just see Michael Bay's name attached to this. It, it, that t- that right there goes with a lot of negative. Right. You know. You know what I mean. A lot mm-hmm, of people have a mm-hmm. negative view of Michael Bay, and so they, they they. It's it's funny. It's funny how when a movie comes out, let's say a movie comes out and it's great, people don't talk about what a great job the executive producer did on right. that movie they're they're talking about the director spielberg everybody's talking about what a great job spielberg did with this movie oh what a, what a great job this director did with this fucking movie teenage, teenage mutant ninja turtles comes out mm-hmm. nobody says a thing about jonathan liebsman right everybody just says michael bay ruined my childhood yeah, yeah. and he's just a producer well mm-hmm. that could be carryover from transformers too oh it, it, it similar, is you know but, but but the funny thing is it's just like the, if you didn't like the movie blame jonathan liebsman that's right that's point. what i'm saying yeah. i'm saying nobody any other fucking movie that comes out they're not saying oh my god i gotta wait and see who Fantas- the executive produ- producer is yeah fantastic four comes out they're I can't believe that uh, – well, that's a bad example because the studio, it was the studio cut we watched. But let's say, uh, you know, like uh, you know, Batman v Superman comes out. You d- Let's say you didn't like it. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Fuck that shit up. <laughs> exactly. And, and he, Christopher Nolan was an executive yeah. producer on that movie. Yeah. It's like people blaming Batman v Superman for being a bad movie and then putting the blame, like you said, on Christopher Nolan. Right. And not giving the blame to Zack Snyder, the director. And I that shit fucking – Pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're I'm right. Just going I'm with off, you too. Going off yeah. on a rant there. <laughs> it's all and, right. And when Bad Boys Three comes out and it's fucking awesome, we'll 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 talk because <laughs> I, I can't wait for Bad Boys Three and I can't wait for Bad Boys Four, which has also been greenlit. Oh, geez. Michael wow. Bay movies About were awesome. <laughs> Bad Boys 2 was great. Yeah, no problem with Bad Boys to carry Two. On the, yeah, mm. loved it. So go ahead, Jay. I'm but, sorry, but yeah, it. Um, it it had a lot of stuff that was from the first trailer too, and there wasn't a lot more that really like um, you know got me hyped for it. It just kind of you know, like I said, with the first movie, if I had seen dialogue from that movie in a trailer, I didn't see any of the trailers for the first movie before mm. going to see it. Yeah, so I would have judged it just as hard. I mean, like this is kind of dumb. This is boring. That's that first trailer was fun, exciting. This one had too much kind of in between for me, and the new stuff didn't really blow my mind. <laughs> I was kind of expecting to see that stuff, so yeah, just low taste it. 
Ryan, talk to me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, toss it right off the bat. Uh, and I would say high taste it for the previous, tra- for trailer number one for this movie. Uh, seeing that first trailer, I was like, they're on the right track. This this is going to be better than that first movie. What they're- was it about this next one that you didn't like? Uh, I, I think Jay like nailed it. It was just too much in between dialogue. I know what the story is going to be now. I think when I watched that first one, it was just the perfect glimpse of of Krang, we got a, a sight of Krang. We got a sight of his android. We got a sight of Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Like all of those, like that made me excited. Those are the perfect parts of my childhood. Yeah, this one it gave away too much about that purple ooze, or it told me what the entire exposition and what the entire like plot of the story was going to be. And I don't need that. Like I would have. But gladly- the question, the question still lingers: Are we going to see human? Are we going to see a uh, human version of Raphael? I, I, I don't want that. I don't want to ask that question because I don't want to see that or okay. anything like that. I don't. Know. So it doesn't build to the mystery of. And of I guess that. the other thing is, is I'm not really interested in the CGI turtles either. Like, I mean, you know, back in our day, it was the. The, the giant suits and that, stuff. Come on, and those, those movies awesome. aren't that great. Oh, uh, <laughs> come on. Hey, man, maybe I was the right age. But you had no. to. I, I, those movies came out in, that movie came out in 89. I was yeah. 11. And I remember seeing that in the theaters. And as a, as a very young critic back then, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, growing up, and I, I didn't read the Eastman and Laird comics. Right. But I did watch the original cartoon. I walked out of that movie a little bit, if I would, if I would rate it back then as like a little leftover, leftover junior, <laughs> leftover baby. Yeah. I would have been like, that's a taste it. Yeah. Okay. Be- okay. For me, it was a taste it because like they took some liberties with the characters in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I didn't like that didn't carry over from the cartoon. Like I was looking at it critically as a kid. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's not the Splinter origin story I know. That this okay. is not the origin story that of of the cartoon characters. But you know, like now it's like people have like all this nostalgia about those films and like. I don't get it because I don't think that those films were as the were, first were one's great. very good. You're, you're telling I me think so. that little rat puppet doing the karate kicks wasn't awesome. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he was not. He was not like in the in the cartoon. He was a man that turned into a rat in the sewer. His name was Oroku right. Saki. Right. And in this one, he's a rat that does cool kicks. Who watches his master do karate <laughs> and mimics it? Yes. As a fucking 11-year-old, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> As a uh, fucking four-year-old, uh, I h- high Tupperware that movie. <laughs> that is a legitimate high Tupperware. Okay. And, high Tupperware. Uh, that first movie, I think, is a high taste it. I think the first movie is very good. I think the second and the me. third ones are g- kind of garbage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Vanilla Ice? Yeah, that movie's garbage. But Vanilla the first Ice one nails the drama. <laughs> like when they're all just like on the farm because everything's just so been fucked up and everything. I, I think it really nails the drama aspect of the turtle. There's and great moments, yeah. Raphael said, damn. Oh. I mean, I remember as a kid just being like, oh shit, they did it! Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's My true. Ninja Turtle just said a swear word! <laughs> shit is dark! <laughs> and, and here we are 20 years later listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, all because of that. <laughs> so it's, Thanks, a, it's, a, it's a toss it for you. The, this trailer, yeah, it was a toss it. Just, it, it's basically like the, uh, number two trailer for Batman v Superman. Okay. It just gave away way too much for it. I think, 
you know, I don't have to go see it. It's everything that I had a good idea of. Um, what, the first one, the first trailer made me interested. Now it's like trailer overload. Mm. All right, Jake, talk to me, man. Yeah, I thought it was a super shitty trailer too. I, I'm going to toss it. Also, I'm still, I still think this movie looks good and looks better than the first one, possibly. But I just, I just thought it was a very terribly cut trailer. Like I'm going to just parrot all the things these guys said. It was way too wordy. It gave away way too much of the plot beats. Eh, I just. It didn't do anything for me. You know, that kind of reminds me, um, something a little different was the first trailer made me think that this could be something new. This might have some jokes for us older, the older crowd and things like that. This second trailer just reminded me that it's the slapstick like fest made for kids Mm -hmm. that these Ninja Turtle movies are. I mean, they, I'm not saying they shouldn't be about that, but it's just like, oh, not made for me. Yeah. I loved the trailer. <laughs> nice. I absolutely, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I, I don't care what you guys think, mm-hmm. which is like, that's a constant though. I yeah. mean, that's every week. I really don't care what you guys think. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be my own man here and say that I absolutely love this trailer. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I was laughing at this trailer. I've seen it in the theaters. It's funny. The skydiving scene, like you said, yeah. I was fucking cracking up. You saw Michelangelo with like the fucking air skateboard yeah. and shit. <laughs> That was cool. That shit was funny. Splinter, I got to give him props. A lot of problems with his CGI in that first fucking movie. Mm. They've cleaned that up. Splinter looks fantastic in this fucking movie. Saw a little bit of Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman, which got me really excited. Mm. Got to see Stephen Amell, you know, working as Casey Jones. Of course, they're going to show his face. He's fucking Arrow. You got to show his fucking face. Yes, we're going to get the scene with the mask on, but and I can't wait for that. I also got the fucking party wagon in this one again. Show me more party wagon. I'm so excited to see the party wagon shooting fucking manhole covers out yeah. of this fucking huge fucking bus that they're in. I cannot wait. Uh, dude, I can't wait. I'm getting ro- I'm getting rock steady. I'm getting bebop. I've wanted to see live action. I don't care if it's CGI. I don't care if it's a, like a prosthetic suit. I don't care how they show me rock steady and bebop. I'm getting rock steady and bebop. I'm fucking so ready for this. They're teasing neutrinos. Yeah. They're teasing Dimension X. And you know what? The fact that they showed me that that, that, that purple mutagen comes into play, I don't give a shit. It's a fucking turtle movie. (laughs) You don't have to fucking, like, hold everything back in a fucking turtle movie. It's a fucking movie from Nickelodeon made for kids. Yeah, show me that there's a chance that I might see a human version (laughs) of fucking Leonardo... Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. I don't give a shit. It's a fucking turtle movie. This, you know, you, Michael Bay. This movie is Michael Bay ruining my childhood. Michael Bay. I, fuck you, Michael Bay. Fuck up a Transformer. Fuck you. The, Shut the fuck up. It's the fucking turtles. Is that party wagon scene where yeah. they're firing all the manhole covers? Yeah. And there's the explosions going on behind the motorcycles. Isn't that like totally like Michael Bay right there? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. You're, you're in two camps when you saw that. You're either like, yes, explosions, or like, oh, Michael Bay. Oh, man. The I'm, Beastie Boys I, music cranking. The Beastie Boys got me. This is what, the fourth or fifth Beastie Boys song they've used? Yeah. My yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, they're going to use up the entire discography. <laughs> I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I, 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 uh, I'm not excited of, like with Megan Fox. I've never been a big fan of her as April O'Neil. No, yeah. um, but not my April. But I am ready to see Stephen Amell as Casey Jones, and I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see these things from when I was a kid. 
I'm ready to see Krang. I'm ready to see fucking uh, Dimension X and Neutrinos and, and Rocksteady and Bebop. And and uh, this ju- it was a fun trailer for me. I found myself laughing and wanting to watch this movie. You, you are on to something there. Like the idea of Baxter in that. And I think Tyler Perry would be. I want to see. Guy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to see Medea turn into a fucking fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see fucking. I want them to go all fucking like Cronenberg fucking like yeah. body horror fucking Tyler Perry like. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my god. And fucking just. <laughs> <laughs> and just turn into a motherfucking fly in this shit. over there like, derp, derp, derp. <laughs> and like, turns into goop. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so ready for this. <laughs> yeah, the Baxter idea and, and, and Crane and all those ideas from my childhood yeah. do make me want to get excited about this. But yeah, I think like between Megan Fox and those explosions, I'm just holding back. <laughs> <it up. laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Man. I know I'm in I'm in like my own little John Cougar melon camp right now. <laughs> I, I I get that. I'm in my own little camp. I'm the only one who's tupperwearing this trailer. And I'm probably a fucking idiot for doing that. But I, I got a I got a kick out of this. I had so much fun with this one. And I think like what put it over the top for me was that skydiving scene. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. I was like, holy shit, they're showing fucking rock steady fucking rampaging and destroying cars. As Stephen Amell is like on rollerblades yeah. or something, then you're gonna fucking cut to them jumping out of a fucking plane. I'm in. I am in. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. And Rocksteady and Bebop are in a motherfucking tank. Yeah, they're in a tank. I'm, I'm in a tank going through white water rapids. Yes. Okay. It doesn't get more fucking extreme. A rhino is pretty much already a tank. <laughs> And now they're, they're double putting, rhino. They're putting a double rhino and in this. They're putting a tank in a tank. It's like a turducken. And they're not even on the road. They're in the water. They're in the water. I'm in. I'm in. I'm sold. I cannot wait to watch this. This movie could suck. I could come back. This movie comes out July, August, whenever. I don't know. June. I don't fucking know. But when it comes back, I could be like, oh, okay, I low taste it. I toss it. But as far as like my excitement level for this, yeah, it's through the fucking roof. So the trailers <laughs> it's ridiculous. Where. This movie looks ridiculous. I can't wait. I can't wait. That was kind of my thing. It, it was like, there's too much in this movie. There's purple <laughs> ooze. There's, there's, you know, Crane. There's Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, the turtles are taking You're on like, everything. Like, Jones. I know. You, you guys are like my fucking grandmother bitching about technology. <laughs> And, I, and I'm just like, God damn it, Grandma! This fucking this shit's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, it's what, what's a Roku box? What's a Roku? You know, I, it's like, fuck, know. shut the fuck up, Grandma! It's awesome. I know. Back in your yeah, yeah, I know. Back in your day, it was so it, you called people on the phone. You didn't have to text. <laughs> But you know what, Grandma? Every once in a while, I just need to shut my brain off and watch a fucking tank get inside a tank <laughs> and shoot at some fucking humanoid-looking motherfucking turtles. All I'm saying is back in my day, turtles were drawn, yeah. okay? this third-dimension bullshit, okay? I, I think that's why, why I'm still tasting it, why I'm still on board for this movie. It's a low taste, but I'm still tasting it, is because he's done a great... And same with the first movie, done a great job of capturing what... This should look like for me. These look like the fucking toys. The turtles, of course, are a little different, but Rocksteady and Bebop are fucking dead on. Yeah, yeah. Love that. They got yeah. Seamus, man. Yeah. 
Love it. Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to bring up. Jake, as yeah. a uh, on and off westling fan, what did you think of the Seamus casting? Uh, exactly. It's disgusting. He's not even yeah. fun to watch in wrestling. I don't want to watch him in something else. Hopefully they turn him into CG in the first exactly. five minutes of the movie. <laughs> he looks like more of a clown than the CG thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still excited to see this movie. I just didn't think it was a very... Fun trailer. The trailer itself. Exactly. Yeah, it could have been better. Like, I didn't laugh once. Trailer one I, was great. This was the exact opposite. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. I'm glad you loved it, man. Is that supposed to be the Technodrome? The weird, like, it looks like Transformer it. floating thing there? I was like, I it, think it was it a big ball. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. And they're fighting Krang on top of it. Krang's like spinning. He's doing like the spinning punch shit, and they're, they're attacking him. That looked pretty cool too. Well, like <laughs> last time it was it was Shredder uh, with his magnetic yeah. blades. Pew, yeah. pew. So. <laughs> I'm excited to see more of him too. It, it looks like they toned down the suit. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's it's his yeah. regular suit again. I want to see a cool Shredder for Sp- sure. I'm, I'm telling you, Splinter looks great. This yeah, go, he does. This, this go around Splinter looks great. Last time he was all like, "Oh God, yeah." He, he looked like this fucking like a little weird wet rat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, his hair's all wispy and shit. Yeah, it and didn't look that he had good. That gross little tail and oh god, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> oh god, somebody like fucking shoot that thing, <laughs> put, put it out of put his it, of, it looked like some di- island of Doctor Moreau bullshit going on in this movie. I was like, what the fuck? Somebody pull the plug on that. Fucking look like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> If the uh, if the turtles turn into humans, do you want them to be like known celebrities? What's that? If the turtles turn into humans, do you want them to be known celebrities? See the problem with okay, the problem I had initially with the casting is like they the the guys that they had cast uh, for the motion capture mm-hmm. when they first cast them are real actors. Oh wow! And so I was thinking these guys are going to be the voices for the turtles, and one of the actors is a young actor that I really appreciate. I don't. I don't appreciate him enough to know his fucking name, but he, w- he was in a show that I used to watch on uh, FX called The Riches, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoyed that show. And so they cast him as one of the turtles. So I'm like, okay, cool. So he'll be the voice of this turtle. Uh, what ended up happening is like after they had finished with this movie, they totally changed the voice actors with this. They brought on uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville to play Leonardo. Oh yeah. So they had these act. They had legitimate actors. Doing the mocap for these turtles, but then they brought on voice actors, hmm. and they brought on the one guy from Wings who played Monk, uh, okay. Shaloub, yeah. yeah, Tony yeah. Shaloub. They brought him on to play Splinter. Uh, when they, the actor for the mocap was uh, the little person from Seinfeld that played Kramer's friend. I can't remember. His I don't name. remember his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But but um, so. If they have Leonardo, if they have Leonardo turn into a human, they've pretty much got to go with Johnny Knoxville, right? That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. Is, is that what you think they'll do? Man, that would be weird. I would imagine Johnny Knoxville is more of a Michelangelo kind of. You know, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. could see what you mean. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, that'd be weird. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they could just since they didn't use the same people in the mocap that they use for the voices, they can pretty much turn into anybody and yeah, use the true. Johnny Knoxville voice for whoever that guy is. I think the most interesting, interesting, interesting. I sound like Mike Tyson there. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing <laughs> to come out of this trailer is the yeah is the fact that I have a fucking speech impediment <laughs> when I talk about it. I yeah, think that's, that's amazing. I, I agree. Yeah, that's exactly. the most interesting. I tell thing to come where out this trailer, trailer now. If yeah, it, if it has that effect on yeah, it. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> it affects my speech. <laughs> Somewhere in there, I had a fucking stroke (laughs) god dang it now i got like that stephen hawking jaw (laughs) 
Man, this is a, clearly a Tupperware. His jaw's open the whole time. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. No, the, 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 fuck it. Let's move on. We're going to talk about. We're going to we're going to talk about. We're going to next trailer. We're going to talk about trailers, 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 semi trailers. Uh, all those. Did you think of any full, more trailers? Full length trailers, double door trailers. Yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> Trailer parks. All right, guys, download Comic Slobs. <laughs> podcast next trailer we're going to talk about jake i am definitely wanting to hear your thoughts on this one fantastic beasts and where to find them this is a jk rowling follow-up i remember this being kind of like a little book that she came out with yes uh, that I, I remember seeing it at barnes and nobles i have never read it little it's, is an understatement it's not an adaptation of the book though the book is basically but a the book is called fantastic beasts and where to find them correct yes but the book is a textbook that they use at school right the same textbook that the main character of this movie wrote yeah, sure it's supposed to be like a dictionary right it's yes. just the animal names and then like Cor- a description so correct. this is an adaptation of that book and it's it- an adaptation of the creation of this book Oh wow! Hmm. Well, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> excuse, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> Shit! It's a big difference. Wow! wow. Leviosa. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Yes. laughs> fucking! I just got fucking Voldemorted. <laughs> I just got snaped. But you know what I'm saying? It's that's the textbook that the kids in the Harry Potter movies use. Yeah, and this is a movie about I, what I am it took agreeing to with whatever book. you say from this point on. Yes, <laughs> you can say and you can say the sky is purple. I'm like, yep, you are 100 percent right, sir. <laughs> Must be what J.K. Rowling intended. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, stars uh, Eddie Redmayne and. Uh, I haven't really been following this one, but I found out that it also stars Colin Farrell. Yes, yeah. yes, it Holy does. fucking shit. Uh, Oscar winner Eddie Redmayne stars as renowned m- mazoologist Newt Scamander, who's stopped off in 1920 New York City after completing a global excursion to find and document extraordinary magical creatures. He might have enjoyed his stopover without incident if it weren't for a nomad an American term for muggle, named Jacob, a misplaced magical case, and the escape of Newt's Fantastic Beasts. Uh, it's directed by Harry Potter franchise veteran David Yates uh, from a script written by J.K. Rowling herself. Um, I'm going to start off with you, Jake. Yes. Because I don't want anybody else to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> After you rate it. I tossed this trailer, actually. <laughs> okay, guys. It's all fair game. Yeah. You can say <laughs> At this point, you can say whatever you want to about the movie. Whew. I was just worried if he Tupperware I was just, I'm just letting you... I'm just explaining that that book is actually like a piece of the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> oh, I know you were. We, we all know you were. It even lists Newt as the writer of that book. Like, that's supposed to be, like, pulled out of the universe. If like anybody the, wasn't, I honestly think... I, like, think like a hand came out of their iPod. <laughs> and was about ready to fucking strangle them <laughs> if they if they agreed with me for like even a split second <laughs> that hand retracted after you corrected i didn't think i was that uh <laughs> oh my god you were more abrasive than steel wool i was oh, wow. fucking i was scared for my life wow <laughs> you, you were just comic book guy from the simpsons just yeah. like actually <laughs> there's not an adaptation Jake, of that I'm, book I'm, I'm fucking with you <laughs> he's still defensive about this shit 
<laughs> but anyway, I this trailer didn't do anything for me. I um I thought the first trailer was kind of lackluster. The teaser was better. Was kind of lackluster, but it was better than this. And I kind of forgave that trailer for what I didn't like about this trailer, which was you've got a movie and its name is Fantastical Beast and Where to Find Him. Like, can we show like? Two fantastical beasts in this fucking trailer. Yeah. Like we saw one half. You're not going to find him in the trailer. Yeah, you're not finding him. Where to find them is not the trailer. And I thought it's like a two two and a half minute trailer. And I don't know. None of the laughs really made me laugh. Uh, my favorite part of the trailer was the switch on the suitcase that made it muggle worthy. That was that nice. was cool. That was the only part of the trailer I really dug. Other yeah. than that, I'm still super excited for this movie. Well, that scene was cool. I like that he was coming in on Ellis Island. Yeah, like, that kind of like makes you put it in our world, just like the train station did at the beginning of Harry Potter. It's like okay, this makes sense. This is how an American like wizard would work, you know, coming in through just like an immigrant and things like that. Yeah. It's like they're name dropping Dumbledore's name. Like I'm yeah, supposed to give a true. shit about that. And then they're doing the dishes all magically, like making, like trying to make me think of the Molly Weasley stuff and get excited for that. I don't know. This trailer didn't do shit for me. <laughs> <laughs> I toss it hard. <laughs> wow. He <laughs> toss it hard. Cause he can't feel anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay, talk to us about, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed the trailer, man. I, I'm not familiar with this story. I know nothing about it. No one is. So, well, yeah, for sure. But I don't know the backstory. I don't, you don't I, know I, this story, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you can eat the pages right out this book. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, I, you know, like you said, I like the aspect of, you know, that this is a, a, a magic user that's going to be in the real world. Like New York, or I think it's in New York, right? It's New York. So he's going to be in New York. I want to see more of that. That's kind of this what I was missing from the original movies. I wanted to see more of these people interacting with you know so called muggles. Jay, Jay was like, I want to see a fucking wizard eat a fucking uh, <laughs> New York pizza. Yeah. <laughs> how would a wizard do it? How does a how does a wizard order his hot dog? Uh, do I want to answer answer the goddamn question? Do wizards like pepperoni and sauce? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know, motherfucker. J.K. Rollins, you got to let me know. Rollins. (laughs) Rollins. But it it also, I also liked it because it reminded me of the later Harry Potter films, which were my favorite, kind of the the darker looking, you know, more adult oriented Harry Potter film. So I'm excited to be starting in a new place with this, you know, universe is, you know, I guess we can call it that. It is a universe yeah. now. Absolutely. I'm excited about going back to some of those, some of those things and those themes. So I'm, I don't know anything about this character, where he's going to go, but all I know is that I like that, you know, he's, he's in New York and he's going to be interacting with people. You don't know me, muggle fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. a good one. <laughs> Humans oh, are. Man. I gotta write that down. <laughs> I was like taking a shot right when he said that. And I was like, oh, muggle uh, fucker. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm so glad Jay is back this week. Did I tell? Did I tell you that? Yeah, thank you. You, you man. were missed last week. I man. appreciate that. I Seriously, miss you guys too. Jay is like. Like a huge part of this show, man. I appreciate that. And every week, man, you fucking bring it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, somebody that doesn't bring it every week. <laughs> no, I'm fucking, 
I, I, I take a lot of weeks off. <laughs> You're not here every week. Yeah. No, no it's uh, honestly, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on every week, Ryan. No, stop. Um, oh, I, I know. Yeah, here, you know. Brian's being all nice and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I like you. I know. It was, it, it's weird. It's weird. It's creepy when I do that. Yeah. It's like weird when I'm nice. Yeah. When he's not here, though, it's not like Jay. We don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan. Ryan, what were your thoughts on the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? So, so much like Jay, I'm not like huge into Harry Potter. Um, my wife really is. All the books are at my house and the movies and everything, but just not my cup of tea. Uh, and uh, so this actually did make me kind of excited hmm. um, because, yeah, I'm not normally interested in the Harry Potter things, and it had the uh, right amount of that uh, Pulp Fiction briefcase. Yeah. Was, what, <laughs> what's in there? And, and, like, in the teaser we saw, he, like, opened it up and it roars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and little they, claws. Yeah, and they imply that something got out of it, and, and it seems pretty simple, like almost a very uh, budget affordable like kind of thing the way they did it so far uh jake brings up a good point i didn't even think about like where are these fantastic beasts um but i will say like the teaser got me the most excited i think it brought up the question of like where to find them (laughs) (laughs) that that part they nailed (laughs) they definitely have me coming back for that No, I'd say it's a taste it though. Like I'm okay. actually, I'm more excited for this than any of the Harry Potter movies. So yeah, definite taste. Wow. It. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna low taste this one. Um, it was uh, it, it didn't blow me away. Um, I, I mean, I didn't get a feel of really of like like who is Colin Farrell's character in this and mm-hmm. like where does he fit in? Um, maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe it does. Does it do a good job? I don't think so. I watched it about four times. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like like okay, this guy's like the trailer is like saying like this guy's definitely important to the story, mm-hmm. but like why? Yeah, why? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, is he a beast? Where, where do we find him? <laughs> That's and is he fantastic? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I it, it was okay. Like I enjoyed the the, the briefcase scene as yeah. well. Um, uh, but uh, overall, um, it was a low taste. It like, but unlike Jake, I'm not wavered. I'm still looking forward very much to this movie. It's written by J.K. Oh, I'm not wavered. I'm still super excited for this movie. Okay, I, I said I just think these. Are I bad said trailers. unlike Jay. Uh, I mean, I meant to say un, uh, li- like you. I'm oh. not, I'm not wavered. Oh, you said unlike. Unlike, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's the thing. But <laughs> just like you, I am not wavered by this trailer. Like I'm still very much looking forward to this. J.K. is highly involved in this, and mm-hmm. I have all the faith in the world that she's going to give us a great movie. And Eddie Redmayne's a really good actor, even though fucking he sucked in Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) And he did. I mean, we're talking about, like, a guy who won an Oscar in the same fucking year for The Theory of Everything. He played the guy you want to beat up. (laughs) 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 Comes all right back around. Yeah, no wonder you're so compelled. (laughs) So, you know, I'm still still looking forward to the movie – Who's the comedian in there with him? The guy that watches him like go in there. He was from uh, Fanboys. He was also in uh, the the ping pong movie that Christopher Walken mo- was yeah, in. Yeah, I don't he's know his funny. Name. He looks looks like he's going to be a funny character. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah. He's very funny, kind of dry at times. Well, yeah, he's he's very funny. I yeah. like him, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in a big movie mm-hmm. like this. You know, now so, I might be pulling this out of my ass, but is this supposed to be multiple? Well, hey, if you're pulling yeah. it out of your ass, I. 
This is the right. This is the right place for it. I got a spoon oh. for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't know me, Jay, motherfucker. Jay might make you eat it. I prefer no. a fork. Um, <laughs> is this supposed to be multiple movies or yes. is this just one? Okay. So that's what really amazes me because Ooh. on my bookshelf, this is the thinnest. And I know you're just going to bring back the argument that you said at the beginning of this, but this is the thinnest of all of the Harry Potter-related books on my shelf. Hi, and I'm the, the Hobbit. <laughs> and, exactly. It's and not that. Hi, I'm the Hobbit. And they're somehow going to stretch it out to multiple movies. But these Hi, are mul- I'm the Hobbit. These, it's not. It's not like that though. These oh, are mul- these are multiple movies about how that book came to be written. Uh. It's the movie, like I said, it's not an adaptation of that book. It's about the creation of that book. So you're telling me they're not stretching oh, this out to get as much movie money as it's they like, can. It's like comparing Finding Neverland to Peter Pan. Finding Neverland isn't an adaptation <laughs> of Peter Pan. It's a movie about the creation of Peter Pan. It'd be like if they made a movie about how Tolkien came to write The Hobbit. This movie is about how Newt came to write that book. Okay. It's not an adaptation uh, of that book. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm really just proud that I struck a nerve with Jay. I'm like, just that hit a right where it counted. I'm just thinking about taking a break and eating some Peter Pan peanut butter. <laughs> that is all I'm thinking about right now. I am not even thinking about getting into an argument about Jake about like like this book, like its origins or anything. Jake was just about to be like, "You don't know shit, Muggle fucker." <laughs> Jake, kinda, he kind of turned into Dickopedia. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but it's all new source material. It's an original, completely original story, even though there's a book with the same name as this but, movie. But you still toss it. Yeah, it wasn't a good trailer. It was a bad trailer. <laughs> More like Prickopedia. Oh, wow. Hey, now. Dot <laughs> org. Mm. So is this an adaptation or no? <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Suicide Squad trailer number. Was this Suicide Squad trailer number three? Yes, oh, yes. God. All right, Suicide Squad trailer number three sounds like. Ryan is giving us a fucking Tupperware. A high, a high Tupperware. Yeah, exactly. High Tupperware. Uh, Ryan, we're going to start off with you then, yeah, sir. You know what? If you didn't do it right, the first trailer or the second trailer, just keep making trailers. I'm really excited because there'll probably be three more trailers before I see this goddamn fucking movie. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> And they just can't quit making trailers. And I don't, you know what? I don't blame them. They're spending all that money on reshoots. You know, Warner Brothers should be able to use all of that towards all the trailers they can. This trailer, I'm going to toss it. I toss like every Suicide Squad movie trailer. I am kind of getting excited for it because it's something different. Sounds it. But yeah, that's the thing. these trailers just disgust me. Like with what they've been doing, and they're doing the. Co- I think I think we need to call this movie Suicide Watch because I'm really I'm worried about you right now. Yeah, that should be. like it like, like it should be. You're such a downer. Like, look, like let's put him on Suicide Watch. Like I'm worried about you, Ryan. They're doing the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, where it's just like how many different like songs can we remix our trailers to? You know, they're trying to make it. Uh, all right, well, Batman v Superman wasn't funny enough, so more jokes, like up that, up the action. Uh, it's getting more colorful with each trailer. Like it's just weird. Like 
I don't know. I feel like the movie... I think the colors are really bland, to be quite honest with you. Really? In the trailers. I guess it's more of the title shots that they're up in okay. the colors with. But yeah, the, the cinematography color is not changing at all. Oh, the You're title like, color makes me want to eat like cotton candy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more Harley Quinn. Yeah. Carnival. Every, every it's time very, it comes It's very out. much a carnival. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and, and I don't know. I guess it, it wavers. Uh, the less of uh, Jared Leto I see, the more excited I get for Suicide Squad. So that's probably exactly what this did wrong. Okay. Was that I got a whole lot more Jared Leto than any trailer before it. And I was like, damn it. That is not what I want in my Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And so. then you then you were like subliminally eating cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> you were like on the hunt for cotton candy. With, with razor blades in it, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, I want cotton candy, but I also want to kill myself at the yeah, same time. exactly. Like, if you could just like put some antidepressants in that yeah. candy for me. You're like a suicide suicidal Willy Wonka. Yeah, uh, Jake, is this an adaptation? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't read the comic here. This, from what I've seen, this looks to be an exact adaptation of the comic book, I, right? I don't read the comic either, but I know King Shark should be in there instead uh, of Killer Croc. King so. Shark, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this trailer a high taste. It. I thought um, the second trailer was a Tupperware for me. Um, this trailer wasn't quite as cut as beautifully I thought as that second trailer. Um, still not a fan of what I've seen of uh, Leto's Joker so far. Uh, maybe that'll change when I see the full movie. But I thought seeing a little bit too much of him was kind of like an enemy. It felt like a cheap shot to throw that Batman shot in there, too. It's like, hey, look, we got Batman. Come see our movie. And I don't know. I like the music use in this trailer a lot, though. Just like in the second trailer, I like the... Um, What's the song? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. No, they used that was uh, the first one. Ballroom, that was the one. Ballroom Blitz ballroom in this Blitz, one. Yeah. And I thought that was really wonderful. <laughs> I, whatever R&B song was playing for the first half, I thought was really well-fitting, too. I, I laughed at a few moments in this trailer. It was a very good trailer. High-tasted for me. Jay! Nice. Uh, also, high-tasted. Um, I did not... Uh, the only thing that kept this from being a Tupperware was Will Smith. Will Smith still yeah. feels completely out of place in this. His lines were stupid. The, it, everyone else I thought was great. Well, except for the Enchantress. I also thought the Enchantress scenes were just thrown in there. They didn't make sense. They did fix up her CG, though. Um, I mean, from if you watch the first trailer, that well, the second trailer that came out, and you saw like the Enchantress, and she's like doing that like whole like Peanuts pig pen thing. Where, yeah. <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm talking about? The dust yeah. cloud. You see the dust cloud around her and shit? Yeah. They did clean that up, and it's the same clip, and it looks way better. They did, but those clip, <laughs> those clips are very boring. They're just shots of her kind of looking at the camera. There's two of them, I think. And well, the first time, like, the first time I saw her, like, I didn't want to sniff her, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's a plus. That is a plus. Check that off. Check that off. <laughs> Check that off. Um, but yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. She was definitely featured in this. This was kind of all about her. I think the music coincided with her character. You don't own me. Ballroom Blitz. I think you don't know you don't me. Own me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but I, I thought I thought her fucking action. I thought the whole team's action scenes were cool. She's but vexing. Her, yeah, I love that. I love Great that. Line. I'm known to be vexing. Yeah. You're dead. Well, even <laughs> well, even Joel Kinnaman setting that whole scene up. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman was great setting that whole fucking thing up. Yeah, great cut. And I was, like, worried, like, once I heard, like, they lost, like, Tom Hardy was originally playing, you know, Rick Flagg. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, they lost Hardy, and now they got Joel Kinnaman, who, like, I've never seen Joel Kinnaman in anything. And you can tell me all day, oh, watch him in RoboCop. He's so goddamn good in the PG-13 RoboCop. Right. 
whatever. I'm not going to watch a fucking RoboCop movie that was not done by Verhoeven. Right. So fuck off. I'm Is not that the Sam Jackson RoboCop we're talking about. Yes, oh, and the Michael garbage. Keaton. Yeah, the Michael Keaton one. Fuck that. He, the, well, he was the guy that played RoboCop. Oh, that movie. He was garbage in that movie. Well, I actually enjoyed his delivery and his lines in this trailer. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, the action scenes were fucking cool. Harley flipping around that dude's head. You know, her holding that fucking hammer, licking her lips. I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on it yet. I mean, the one thing I did like, I fucking love his laugh. His laugh, I think, is fantastic. That's exactly what I want to hear from him. Um, the best scene that he had was him in that suit where he looked like classic Joker, and he's like, bye-bye. He's throwing that bomb. He's like, bye-bye. That's classic fucking Joker, and it reminded me of classic Joker. So. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, you've got all the fucking Suicide Squad there, man. Mm-hmm. And they all hear, ah, Yeah. Ah, I love ah. that. And they freak out. I could almost hear the urine running down their thighs. Yeah, I fucking love that, man. That was that was intimidating. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to Tupperware this fucking trailer. I absolutely fucking loved it. I am sold. I am fucking sold 100% on fucking Jared Leto as the fucking Joker wow. at this point. I fucking love him. Mm. He's so fucking great. He's making a mockery of every Joker that's come before him. He's not trying to do a fucking... He's not trying to do what the fucking dude that, that played uh, the Joker in the Gotham series did and try to blend Nicholson and blend Heath Ledger and do an homage to everybody. His laugh is a mockery of every laugh that's come before it. It is. Yeah. And I fucking love that about this. That's what the Joker would do at this point, in my opinion. It's just like the jo- the, the the end of that laugh is just like <laughs> it's almost like he's making fun of it, and that I love that. I I don't care about the tattoos. I don't care about any of that shit anymore. I'm ready to see this fucking Joker. Mm-hmm. I Tupperware Leto in this fucking trailer. Nice, nice. I also fucking I was not sold on Will Smith in the first trailer. Mm-hmm. I love him in this trailer because the tone of this trailer has now been set. It is funny. It's fucking funny. Yeah. Diablo's fucking Diablo's fucking funny. He fucking orders water at a bar, and oh. he's a guy that can summon fire. That's fucking funny. I don't give a fuck. That I bar scene was great. Scene it was funny, and 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 and, and, and I'm telling you, they're playing up to Will Smith's strengths in this movie. In a movie that's already funny. They've got Will Smith being Will Smith, and I have no problem with Will Smith being Will Smith. Will Smith, when he's Will Smith, is funny. Honestly, we haven't seen that enough lately. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need to see concussion Will Smith. I want to see fresh Prince of Bel-Air Will Smith. Hmm. And if if they're going to give that... If they're going to give that performance in a Suicide Squad movie, a property that I'm not 100% like, oh my god, don't fuck up my Suicide Squad... I don't care. I, I had I got a kick out of this man. I got a kick out of this trailer. I really enjoyed the way it started out. I loved the way I loved the music. I loved everything about this trailer. Suicide Squad is my most anticipated comic book movie of the year now that Deadpool has already come out. Damn. I am ready for this movie. It looks like a lot of fun. It Margot Robbie has sold me on her Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto, tattoos aside. I'm telling you, man, it, he, he's bringing something new, and I, I'm ready to see it. Now, I could watch this movie and fucking come back and be like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. But, but this trailer has you excited. This trailer it. has me excited. 
I love this trailer. I want to break down this fucking now, trailer. Now you're saying Go you're, ahead. You're more excited for this than Civil War? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. I watched this trailer and I was just like, I cannot wait. One of my fears, uh, and Jay break, breaking a lot of the things down reminded me of this, I almost think we saw too much Diablo this trailer. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder how much more Diablo screen time we'll get with it being such a large cast. I think we're going to get more Diablo. I think the character that's going to get the least amount of screen time is going to be Slipknot. Yeah, absolutely. Adam Adam looks like that. We haven't seen any of him. Adam, no, he was in this trailer. Uh, He was the guy that was using the ropes. Mm -hmm. We saw a little bit of Slipknot, but the scene where they were later on in the bar, he's not there. Slipknot's not there. So I think he's the first one that's actually going to fucking go against the team, and the nanobomb is going to blow up in his fucking neck. Right. Mm-hmm. That keeps him in check. That keeps him in check. <clears throat> Anybody's trying to test him and see, you know, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Uh, we got the meeting at the White House briefing room at the beginning where Amanda Waller is there. We hear this official say, what if Superman would have gone, gone to Washington, ripped off the roof, taken the president... Who would have stopped him? And then Amanda Waller says she wants to start a team with a group of uh, bad people that she feels can do some good. Well, well that's why we have checks and balances in place, and the vice president steps in, and you know Congress <laughs> is there. Like, it's okay if the president dies. Right. Like, it's happened before. <laughs> you don't need to form a superhero team over that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get through. But, but, you know, go okay, ahead. Give us let's say this call. happened like 10... <laughs> let's say this happened fucking 10 years ago. You're saying... Uh, yeah, uh, President Cheney. <laughs> okay, never mind. Former superhero. There we go. Former superhero. All right. Or shit, 16 years ago, President Quayle. Yeah. <laughs> Look out for that VP, man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. And I, I love the trailer, how they showed the Warner Brothers logo as it's like clicking, yeah. clicking and moving as the Joker laughs. Loved it. I and thought, it's green and purple in case. I, I drive it home. Dude, drive it home. Yeah, give me that fucking Crayola fucking thumbs up. I don't give a shit. Green and purple. I love those colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, so classic Joker. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. The laugh was like, it was almost like a, it was almost like a mockery of the Joker laugh. Yeah. And I got a kick out of it. I was just like, oh my God. I never, like, I would have expected him to try to emulate someone. Someone. Anyone, dude. Honestly, like, and he didn't. He did his own fucking thing. I mean, I'm surprised that's not what you expected. To be honest with you, I mean, I wouldn't expect Leto to come in and try to do a fucking like homage to anything. I would expect him to own the character. Yeah, you're right. He's supposed to be an actor. He's been in Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I didn't for a second expect him to try to do an. an, Yeah, but I I thought he would try to do something like (laughs) or something like what people. I don't know, but like his his. He, his his uh, Joker laugh came out of left field for me. Okay. It, it's nothing that I could have imagined. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? I yeah, think I most do. people expect like the Mark Hamill, like he yeah. seems to have that tail. Yeah. He's like, the pinnacle, right? Yeah. Right. If you're going to take direction from the, a Joker laugh, you're, you're going to go with Hamill. Yeah. And I thought like maybe he would have kind of like even Ledger, even Ledger, who was a method actor, adapted Tom Waits. Tom Waits, a fucking singer, and right. turned that into a, into his Joker performance. Yeah. Whereas to where, like, Heath, not Heath Ledger, but uh, Jared Leto is just doing something completely out of left field. I yeah. thought the Ledger thing kind of felt that way, too, though, where it was like a mockery of every other Joker laugh we'd ever heard. It was so nonchalant and just like... Almost like making fun of it was more Joker. S- it was like in, it was like an insincere. Like well, it was very sinister too. Yeah, 
this this after hearing it, this is like what I'm going to hear every time I hear him laugh in the comic books now. Like this just hit home in a way to where like you said, when you hear it, it felt like it was out of left field. I wasn't yeah. expecting that to be his laugh. Well, and like, and, all and you know, he had to do a lot to come up with that. And the squad, it sounds like, the, like the looks on the squad's face when they fucking hear that laugh—that's not good—is just like holy shit. Like this is fucking Harley Quinn and all the Diablo Enchantress, all these fucking people. He needs to dominate that, that, that team. They aren't scared of anybody. Yeah. And here they they hear this fucking ominous laugh in this echo. Mm. And we got the first serious look out of these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. Who said the Guardians of the Galaxy thing? Oh, I was saying that. I get it, man. I get it. I, I see a little bit of that in here. I see a little bit of that and, cut and in And they're here. not the only trailer guilty of this. I, I don't I'm blame them, though. Hollywood learned a lesson from, from James Gunn and yeah. that advertising campaign, and they're going to throw as many pop songs. Well, James Gunn learned something from fucking uh, Mike Myers. In Wayne's World with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't James Gunn, but yeah, Suicide Squad definitely took that from him. I was just saying, like, yeah, just using, like, these old songs yeah. to, like, make a scene in your movie that just give it that that extra punch. Yeah, I dude, feel like that's a very Tarantino thing, too. U- Uga, Ch- yes, Uga yes. Chaka blew the doors off of it. Yeah, it did. Like, it did. But, uh, and, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I guess, but it just, you know, I see it now. Mm-hmm. It being another superhero yeah, movie doing it. I, I mean, I, I can see, like, it's just a trailer, though. I, 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 like, I'm looking at the director, too, David Ayer, and it's like, you got a guy, I, I, I watched Fury, and, and Fury was such a great team dynamic. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if anybody can do a great team movie, it's David Ayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to see, like, what he does with the squad. Yeah, for sure. We don't know how the score stuff's going to work yet, either, though. That's just a trailer. Like, That's we, very true. We didn't know when we saw the Uga Chaka trailers that James Gunn was going to blend the music so perfectly in the movie as well. Right. Because I mean, there's tons of trailers out there that use popular songs, and then in the movie, the popular song, you, never get you don't that. hear it at all. Right. So we have no idea if this is just the way the trailer's being cut, or we are going to have, like, montages to Ballroom Blitz and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, we... We don't even know. I really doubt that, but yeah, I could come on, that. guys. I mean, we got a we got a shot of a helicopter fucking crashing, and as it crashes, the first one to come out of it is Harley Quinn, and she's like, "Oh my god, that was a fun ride." Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking. Funny, like you're watching. You know what I mean? Like this is fucking like a heart pounding. Oh my god, we could lose our lives and crash here. And she gets out like it's fun. Yeah. Like she got off a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, I, it was I, a great trailer. And, and you know she gets dressed in front of everybody, like in the very middle nice. of an open field. A very yeah. nice scene. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about what about Funny. what about the villain that they're looting to, to? I mean, there's there's some sort of like I think it's going to be one of their first missions when we get to see the team working in the city. There's some sort of like a fungus zombie infestation that takes over people and we see like uh, we see, we see a shot of Katana slicing the heads off of one of these zombie oh, fungus yeah. looking creatures. I mean, we see a couple shots like that where they're, the heads are being destroyed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's, I think there's some sort of like, uh, gas or something that maybe gets released. Maybe it's from the Joker. That's like your perfect automaton to like cut up for your PG movie mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show your superheroes. Exactly. Shit hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are saying it might be the Enchantress, you know, making these things, that she's the reason that, you know, you that's, don't see much of her. Hmm, so maybe she is the villain. 
But you also have the Joker in the background, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Joker's the main villain. It's a very After this Joker-esque trailer, thing. It feels like you're going to get the Joker pre-story, and then Joker is going to somehow make them shit their pants. I honestly think... Like we saw. I honestly think from the screenshots I've seen, I think he's working with her. I think there's some stuff going on that he's, like, standing in the middle of, like, a fucking pentagram or something, like, in one of the shots. Like, guns are all around him and knives. Yeah, yeah, It looks yeah, like yeah. something the Enchantress would have him do. I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, like, Jay right now, as I think, like... I think... I don't know if that's the setup, but I, I think that Enchantress is not 100% on the team no. as much as you'd think that she'd be on oh, the team. I'm not far off from that. I think you, I'm somewhere along the lines of that. My, my idea is that, you know, Amanda Waller has set up this team and Joker is doing something to try to get control of it also. Yes. Like they're both like working somewhere alongside and yeah maybe enchantress is with joker maybe he's got something but that's all he he also recognizes the power uh that this team or the good not necessarily good but the yeah the the ability he could have over them right right so we do get to see batman in this trailer yep. um uh and uh, we see that he at one point is holding an unconscious uh Fucking Harley Quinn. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's carrying her back to the Batmobile. So right there, we can assume that that's that's like a flashback shot. She's in normal clothes. She doesn't look like Harley. Yeah. So that's a flashback shot of her going to the prison. It's weird because we've seen the Joker and Harley in makeup in the car, almost going into the. Well, that's the same scene, I think. But then when he's holding her, she's in normal clothes. Really? Yeah. We've also seen. Like Harley in like the vat of what we assume is like Ace Chemicals, right? Yeah, and, right. Yeah, yeah. Those colors and stuff. Yeah, so. so I don't know where that's gonna play. I, I don't know if it's the same scene or not, but I, I could have sworn she was in just street clothes. Batman. Wait, they show Batman and he, they show him like in the air. He's got some sort of like a breathing device in his mouth. It reminded me of like uh, Qui Gon, where mm-hmm. he's got like where they're going down to Gungan City and shit. So he's got that in his mouth. The suit looks different. Yeah. Yeah. The suit looks different. He's diving. He dives into the water. Then we see uh, later on the trailer that we see Harley falling. Mm -hmm. So people are piecing this together. And when they piece it together, it looks like Batman is chasing after the Joker and Harley in the car, in the Joker's car, that purple sports car that we see. Yes. He lands on the roof of the car. Joker crashes the car, maybe on purpose. We don't know. And lands in the water. Mm-hmm. Batman dives in after them with the breathing apparatus. He gets Harley and then puts her in the Batmobile and then drives her off to prison. Okay, but but you're saying she takes in her re- home to get her a change of clothes. I've watched it a couple. <laughs> I've watched it a couple times, and I swear she's in street Regular clothes. There's clothes. even a scene where it looks like she's on a motorbike following the Joker's car in street clothes. That's like right before that scene. She's in normal clothes, in a bike, and she's chasing after his car. So are we going to see scenes of her being like the Joker's psychiatrist in this? I don't this? know. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. I don't know if they're yeah, even I going think, with that I think origin. they're going for a radically different Harley Quinn. Okay. Just yeah. to speed it up. You know, because you're also going to have... I mean, I'm sure she'll get more story time than the rest of the squad. More than Deadshot? I think her and him are going to be the two mains. But, yeah, you're also going to have to somehow wrap up an origin story for these other characters. We saw Deadshot with the mask on. Yeah. Look cool. Mm-hmm. Look fucking dope as fuck. It's the best look, cool. look of the mask so Love far. Love the way Deadshot looks, yeah. And Killer Croc. Killer Croc looked good, too. This was kind of more of him, too. I, his eyes, eyes flashing. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we also saw the beginning of Enchantress's transformation. We saw her as June Moon in this. She's in the cave. She's wearing kind of like a spelunking helmet with the light and shit. Mm-hmm. And then we see some sort of like mist or a fog enter her mouth. And that's, that's the origin story, I guess, in this universe of the Enchantress. In the comic book, she's in some sort of like a, like a party. Mm-hmm. And it happens within like a castle or something. Mm-hmm. In this, she's in some sort of a cave. So I guess they're talking about maybe some like ancient demon or something dwelling in this cave. I guess it's maybe a little bit more creepy. Huh. Um, and they thought that they'd go with the, uh, what was that movie with the fucking, that fucking cave movie? The Descent? The, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. My first yeah, they're going with The Descent. That was creepy as fuck. It was creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> we saw a lot more Katana. I really yeah. liked that. A lot more Katana. Yeah. That gets a lot excited. of Diablo, too. Yes. And that was the other character I've been waiting to see more. And of. I'm telling you, you may, I mean, I know you tossed this trailer, but you got a Tupperware Katana's fucking her look. Yeah. Straight out of the comics, am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, she's perfect. Yeah. It looks perfect. just like every cover I've seen with her on. Yeah. Yeah. I love Diablo in this too, man. It I was love cool to see Will him. Smith. Will Smith getting Diablo pissed that's off. That's the only <laughs> thing I'm worried about. Like, I'm afraid that's going to be the best scene in the movie with Diablo. And it's so like think- I hope they have more. So you're thinking good like Diablo just scene. like Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax was great. Yeah, but we didn't get to see too much of Drax in the trailers. And Diablo could have been this fucking movie's Drax. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that he'll like that have sense. that payoff, you know. Hmm. Yeah. But it, it's like, it, hopefully that Will Smith scene where he gets them all amped yeah. isn't the best part. Hopefully that's like third on the list and there's even better Diablo as the story goes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if that's like as good as Diablo gets, I'll walk out of there. Whoever, Disappointed. I, I mean, whoever's cutting these fucking trailers, is it the same people cutting the trailers for Batman v Superman? Because it feels like... No. It Feels like they, they 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 got somebody else to cut these trailers. The Suicide like, Squad trailers are way better. Yeah. yeah, as somebody who is not in the DC camp, I will admit they're doing a better job promoting Suicide Squad. Absolutely, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailers uh, have me more hooked than Batman v Superman like, trailers. Who's cutting the fucking trailers for Batman v Superman? And is David Ayer is is him and his people cutting the trailers for this? I think so. I think Snyder himself was cutting those Batman v Superman trailers, except for the second one. Yeah. I think he did the first and the third one. Yeah. Hmm. So you think Warner Brothers is letting the filmmakers themselves cut these trailers? They're not going. That would make sense. I think so. Looking back at Man of Steel and just how Snyder shoots his films, he basically has his trailer planned out as he's yeah. doing all those shots. I agree. I agree. Man, I I don't know, man. I I love the I Tupperware the first trailer and I Tupperware this next trailer. I, I cannot wait for Suicide Squad. This movie looks like it's just going to be so much fun. Just like uh, fucking uh, everything in this movie just looks like it's going to be so much fun for me. It does. It does. It looks like the ultimate comic book popcorn movie of the year. It mm-hmm. does. It really does for me. I I, I don't know. And, and like I, I guess you can bitch about like if you're going to be a fucking DC purist and bitch about fucking Jared Leto's look in this movie, that's fine. I get it. But on the flip side, it's like. This movie has done enough to make me want to see this version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. DC purists are hypocrites anyway, the, the though. One, they, they let everything pass in Batman v Superman, and they're going to complain about the stuff in this movie. Like it's kind of well. And the thing is, it's like the Joker wasn't the character he was until, and even Batman until Frank Miller came around. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The one thing this uh, movie does well for me is the fact that I feel like it's not tied in with Batman v Superman. This isn't the Aquaman movie. This isn't the Flash movie. The only there reference is no- they, they do reference Superman 
they in do the White in House. That trailer. That's it. That's that's just that's, that's it. That's light enough that I feel like I can go along. No, with that's this movie. that's like that's like fucking walking into Ben Urich's office in Daredevil and seeing the fucking uh, the Battle of the of the the Chitauri in New yeah, York. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. It's an Easter that's egg. Yeah, you're not going to have a character watching trailers for other movies during this movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to have somebody <laughs> pulling up a fi- a file that shows like Flash and Aquaman and yeah. Cyborg. Because like that was the one thing when I left. Batman v Superman. I was like, I don't know if I'm into the rest of DC cinema now. Like that knocked me back. But it's like, well, this movie isn't directly tied to it. I don't. Is it Ben Affleck? Is he going to be the Batman? Yeah, I don't know how much like Ben Affleck. I don't think we're gonna get like Alfred. I, I think it's exactly. Just gonna, I think it's gonna be that one scene. It's on the edge enough that it's yeah. like I can taste this. I can walk into this movie and I don't have to expect all that baggage mm. that they gave me at the beginning of the year. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. We're so, gonna we're, uh, go ahead. Oh, that was it. It's a nice refresher, is what I was gonna say from yeah. Batman. Even though I like Batman v Superman, this mm-hmm. is a different thing, and and it seems like I wouldn't have cared if this came out before that. Yeah, I would have been fine with that because I am just that much excited about it. Now, yeah, this so. is like this is like basically like the the fucking uh, the Massengill douche. Yes, of Batman v Superman. Clean you out. It'll mm. clean you out. Your make it make us smell nice. Your shit's gonna be fresh <laughs> as fuck. Big old DC <laughs> detox. Yeah, yeah we, we need the fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, to freshen this fucking Warner Brothers DC universe <laughs> up. Let's get that pussy smelling good. You know what I'm saying? So Zack Snyder can fuck it up again. Here to have. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about the Doctor Strange trailer. I just talked about Massengill douche. Yes. Yeah. I did. That was highly offensive. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Hey, guys, no, remember, to get, remember to get on one, I, iTunes and give us that one-star review. Some girls are like, what's that? And they're like, oh, maybe I ought to get some. I think mean, it's the first time that we've had a Massengill douche reference. Here. Unless we're talking about our Now list. for men. Well, Todd, we had our Todd, Todd Massengill, our listener. Right, we've talked about it before yeah. with I'm him. still recording. Oh. By the way. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do that all the time. All right, we'll, That's we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, we are back. You know what? It is time for what everybody's been waiting for is for us to end the show. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this next week before Game of Thrones starts. (laughs) What we're gonna no, we're gonna it's the final trailer. It's the final countdown. Yeah, that's right. I just fucking I referenced a Europe song. Awesome, (laughs) I love it. But you know what? It is time for us to talk about Doctor Strange, Mm. the Doctor Strange trailer. Directed by Scott Derrickson. Fucking, he, he did Sinister, right? Yeah, and yep. Sinister 2. And Sinister 2. I actually, I love Sinister up until the ending. He, I don't think he sticked the landing. Did mm-hmm. you see Sinister 2? I have not seen Sinister 2. It's good. Really? Yeah. That's Scott Derrickson. I like the guy. I like Sinister, yeah. I'm a big fan of Scott Derrickson. 
Doctor Strange trailer. We're going to be talking about this. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Tuwetel Ejiofor, uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's in this fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All up in there. All up, All up in there. All up bitch. in your dick hole. So we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about Doctor Strange trailer. Uh, they dropped this week on Jimmy Kimmel. Was mm. it like Tuesday or something? Yeah. 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 Talk about it. Uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah, it didn't come out at like Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, this ain't a Good Morning America yeah. shit. No. No. Everybody was thinking... Yeah, it was DC's gonna... dark of its Marvel, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody was going to be thinking... They were thinking like, oh, it's going to come out at like fucking like two in the afternoon. <laughs> That's Doctor Strange. That's yeah. what he would do. That's how he it rolls. It didn't. It didn't. It came out in Jimmy on Jimmy Kimmel mm. at night. Did he have Benedict on or something? Did, did he have a guest on? No, no, he teased it like he had Benedict on, but there was like this recording of like Benedict on. Mm. Yeah, it's just ABC and Disney trying to like cross promote. Mm. It's the same reason that they had one of the one of like the, what was it? Star Wars was on like in the middle of a football game kind yeah. of thing because yeah. they own ESPN. It, it's what their network loves Dude, to do. But when Forrest Whitaker, when he ran for fucking like <laughs> thirty yards yeah. and shit. Like, that was the best like end zone return I've ever seen. Well, it made with a walking me... stick, even. Yeah, with a walking stick, and it made me think of uh, what was that movie he did? Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he was a football player. Yeah, I'm like, what a fucking Easter he's egg. Still got it. <laughs> he still got it. But then he started showboating after the touchdown. Right. And I was just like, guys, don't Damn showboat. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey guys, would you go to? Would you take a hike in a forest that was called uh, Whitaker Forest? <laughs> No. Would you? Would you? I wouldn't take a hike in any forest. So I, I love forests. Yeah, I'd go there. Would I'd you go there? Yeah, for sure. Whitaker doesn't seem too menacing. I think, I think there should be like a forest. It's called Whitaker Forest. I, I don't know. I don't like the look of it. it you know that one eye is. Like oh close. no! Oh. oh okay, wow. okay, guys. We've 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 already fucking given shit about fucking Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Are we really gonna fucking talk shit about fucking Forrest Whitaker's wonky eye? <laughs> Are we going to go there? If you brought Forrest Whitaker up, then yes. Yeah. We brought Megan Fox up. We didn't talk about her wonky thumb. (laughs) Can the mutagen fix her thumb? (laughs) Yeah, put some purple mutagen in that shit. I I was about to pat us on the back, but then Jay just went there, so I'm retracting that. It was a great job. I take the forest thing back. I'd walk in the forest with uh, Natalie Dormer. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, are you referring to that movie? Yeah. Yeah, The Forest. Hmm. Did you guys see that? I have no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I kind of want to. I kind of. <laughs> I want. I kind of want to see the boy. That that movie with fucking Lauren Cohen. Uh, she plays Maggie in The Walking Dead with the little doll. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It, it's gonna be dumb. It might be so bad it's good. <laughs> but I want to see it. Yeah, you're right. You're right about like, that. Like little fucking boy doll. <laughs> <laughs> So, can you imagine making, throw him in the fucking hold on, hold, fire? Hold on, yeah, hold on. Can you imagine like 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 the fucking like the round table of fucking like network executives, the studio executives are like, you know what we need? We need a uh, we need that script. Where's that script about that little boy doll? <laughs> I don't that's know. The, I don't know of this movie. There's oh yeah, <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing. Hey, no, let's talk about Doctor Strange <laughs> before oh, I yeah. before I go down this whole fucking bullshit rabbit hole. Me right. talking about a little boy doll. <laughs> fucking my buddy wherever i go he goes 
I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, though. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. You guys have already talked about, on Comic Slobs, your podcast, you already talked about this. So I'm going to get the thoughts of Ryan Mears first. I feel like I've been singling out Jay. Every time I fucking, like, hey, let's talk about a trailer, I fucking run to Jay first. <laughs> That's a dick move, right? <laughs> I want you to tell me that, Jay. She's like, why the fuck are you picking on me, you son of a bitch? No, Jay, that's kind of fucked up, right? It's okay. No, 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 no. no. Jay, no. stand up for yourself. Stand up. Yeah, you okay. don't know me. Stand up for yourself. Be like, Brian, why the fuck are you picking on me? Every fucking time you want to know the fucking thoughts that somebody has about a fucking movie, I'm the fucking guy you pick on first. Why pick on Ryan? Yeah, pick this on guy Ryan. isn't even here every fucking week. <laughs> even even when he's here, it's not like he's fucking here. <laughs> Yeah, At I least he's on the mic. I can't wait for like two weeks from now when you're like, let's go to Ryan and I'm not on the show. <laughs> All it right. won't be much different. Ryan, Ryan, talk to me about the Doctor Strange trailer directed by Scott Derrickson. What did you think about this uh, this newest installment in the Marvel Universe? Uh, this trailer actually gets me really excited. I would say it's a Tupperware if it's going to be the only Doctor Strange trailer I see. It's not a Tupperware, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's sort of the thing. I feel like trailers uh, 2, 3, 4, and 5 that we get between now and November are going to ruin it for me. Mm. But this so far is like the perfect glimpse of what I wanted. You know, obviously we're getting an origin story. We're going to get a little bit of uh, the snobby doctor before the powers when he's a surgeon. You know, it plays into everything I love about Doctor Strange, and it's going to set the character up for the general public. Mm. So I'm excited to see another chapter of Marvel. What, as long as they don't do like Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor, like I'm all, also nervous about the next Infinity Stone showing up, which I'm sure we'll get to later. But so far, Tupperware. All right, so we got a well, holy fuck, we got a fucking Tupperware <laughs> from Ryan, yeah. from fucking Ryan. Yeah, the rest of the trailers are garbage. For this garbage. Got fucking King Tosset over here giving, <laughs> it, giving it a Tupperware. There's no stupid. I could be like, hey, what'd you think about that Citizen Kane movie? He's like, ah, fuck it, toss it. <laughs> Worst trailer I've seen for a movie. Saw that Rosebud bud shit coming a mile away. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> All right, Jake, talk to me about. Yeah, Jay, I'm not calling. All right, that's fine. I'm letting. I'm no, I'm letting you hang out. I'm letting Jay marinate on his thoughts. Take a little here. break. Take a little break. <laughs> I'm letting you simmer. Yeah. You simmering son of a bitch. Don't let you him boil him over. We've where, seen that before. Look at, look at Guy Fieri's over there fucking <laughs> throwing spices on that motherfucker. Emerald's over there like, bam! And I'm like, no, it's not fucking ready yet. I, I bet he's going to interrupt Jake in the middle of this. He might. be like, wait! Wait. It's my time. He's all he's all like fucking Sean Astin. No, it's, it's my, my time. It's my time down here. It's my time. It's not your time. It's my time. All right, Jake, what did you think about old Doctor Strange? Benedict I'm, Cumberbatch. Talk yeah, to me, Jake. I'm going to give it a taste. It um, It didn't blow me away. Um, I, it was kind of blasé for me, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the special effects and art style that I've seen so far. Wow, wow, wow. You didn't like Doctor Strange Begins? <laughs> uh, I was calling it Doctor Inception. I was calling it Doctor... I can see that, but I was calling it Doctor Strange Begins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I could see that, too. Yeah. Very similar. I don't know. The special effects just didn't blow me away. I want Doctor Strange to look fucking like a fucking acid trip in a fucking movie. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? I wanted yeah. to just fucking, like... Especially getting Scott Derrickson to do it and everything. Yeah. I wanted it to look like something I've never seen before. And yeah. I thought the astral plane and the stuff we saw of it was just kind of like, Meh. it looked like a ripoff of other versions of that kind of shit we've seen before. Mm. And so I was kind of disappointed. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Jay. 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 I'm going to you now. Right. It's your turn. Um, so, I, I actually agree with you quite a bit on yeah. this. Um, I, I am also tasting it. Um, not I, – I, what I did like was – I like the opening scene with the, with the narration uh, by you know Baron Mordor, mm-hmm. his character. Um, I Baron like- Mordor. Are we in fucking Middle Earth? Yeah, <laughs> it's Baron Mordo. Oh, Mordo, yeah. yeah. Know, what the fuck are you talking about, Gandalf? Damn it! <laughs> fly, you fools! We're running. Why are you telling us to fly? <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I love that scene with the with the rain coming down and the car crash, and I think that sets it up brilliantly. But what I was not blown away by was the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, Mad Middleton? Middleton? Ah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Jack, Why? Jack Mickelson? Let me butcher the shit out of these people's Mads, names. Hold on. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill in this sentence for you. I want you to jump in there right after I say it, okay? okay. Like, it's almost like you said it, uh-huh. and then you're going to finish do, it do off. Do a little Beastie Boys thing That's here. Fine. Mads Mickelson. <laughs> No, no, you don't giggle. Hold on, hold on. We're going to do this again. I'm you. Okay. And I'm saying it correctly. Right. Yeah. Like with somebody with, like, without, like, this fucking, like, this <laughs> Fuck fucking, like, this name hindrance. <laughs> you pick up right after he finishes. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like, okay. You, this is your sentence, Jay. All right, go for it. Mads Mickelson. Per- <laughs> <laughs> it's too much pressure. <laughs> I love you. He's like, he's thinking, I can't believe I said it right. <laughs> he's so proud of himself. Jay, 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 just call him Hannibal. Okay, Hannibal, the guy from Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> I think his, I think his uh, special effects and magic usage was really cool. I think, mm-hmm. but I didn't like the Inception type stuff with the buildings and all that. Yeah. So I didn't see, you know, I, we didn't see Doctor Strange's powers necessarily. But yeah, in my notes, I have, I want this to be a crazy fucking acid trip. <laughs> Do you really have Yeah, to? <laughs> and it was not. It was not. It didn't, it didn't show me something new necessarily from, uh, it showed me something new from the Marvel Universe, which I appreciate. Um, I like that aspect of it. This is something that I have not seen in other, in other Marvel films. So that gets me excited. Uh, but, but visually, I was not blown away yet. Um, but it's just a teaser trailer. We we don't know what how his powers are going to work or what they're necessarily going to look like. We saw the ancient one. I'm cool with her, Tilda Swinson. I'm I'm fucking cool with her. I think I think her narration was also cool. I I love that aspect of the trailer was the the narration. We didn't hear a lot from Doctor Strange, so I, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, what did you think? I, I'm going to ask everybody at the table that's spoken so far. Mm. Uh, what did you think about, uh, and I was kind of shocked by this because they did a lot of filming in London, so I assumed that we would hear Benedict Cumberbatch in a classic British accent and we heard him with an American accent. Yes. Uh, that shocked me. It was good. It was good. I was not expecting that to come, you know, that to be his voice. It shocked me. Yeah. yeah. It did not sound like and I'm him. not saying that, that Benedict Cumberbatch has not done an American accent before. He <laughs> has in other movies. I was just kind of shocked here with all the talk of, like, all the London filming that they had done. Yeah, for sure. I was expecting British accent all the way, mm-hmm. and I, that would have been fine. Oh, we just heard it in, like, Black Mass, right? I mean, we heard it. It, it was in Black Mass true. and also in... Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. So he's done it before. True, true. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't blow me away. I did like it. I, I'm on board for this. I want to see more of it. Um, I did. Uh, you want to see more door of it? 
<laughs> it's more dough of it. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Is it an adaptation? <laughs> no. Not of the actual comic book. Wow, okay. But but overall, overall, yes, it's different from Marvel, but I wanted it to have something that I hadn't seen before in other movies, and yeah. I think I got too much of that. So maybe that will change the more we see of this. I think he looks good. Um, we haven't seen him in full costume, but that cape scene walking up the stairs gave me goosebumps. I fucking, I think that that's was a great the thing. scene. That's the thing. It's like, I think the cape needs to be as much as a character in this movie as he yes. needs yeah. to be a character. Su- he has such an odd costume. Yeah. And it's so unique compared to everybody else yeah. also in the Marvel Universe. What also, well, it, the cape has its own personality. Well, yeah, it does. The cape is like the suit for Iron Man. It's yeah, almost like, like Spawn, Spawn's yeah. cape and stuff. Yeah. Um, like the magical items that Strange uses are really like the allure to mm-hmm, the character. Right. Right, right. But what also really excited me about this is the story of this guy coming from the scientific background, and he's like, I don't believe in chakras. I don't believe in, yeah. you know, all this. He doesn't believe in Shaka Khan. <laughs> no. Yeah, no Uga Chakas here for this guy. But it doesn't look like they're going to go too extreme with how he gets these powers. He's basically, well, I mean, in a way, but it, it wasn't what I expected. They're kind of grounding it in a way with ancient mysticism, you know, ancient Eastern mysticism, stuff you can, you know, that they do practice, that they, you know, ancient monks and stuff, which is what Tilda Swenson's ancient one reminds me of. So I'm excited about that, seeing him go from that extreme to the other and how that works out. I'm going to echo you and Jake. I'm also going to taste this. I I think the the biggest problem for me was visually what I saw. Um, it wasn't really like what I was expecting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I I can, I can, I, Another thing that kind of like what, what Marvel's doing is like we've heard Feige say like, oh, we're done with origin stories, which well, I, this is clearly an origin story. It's clearly an origin story. But on the flip side, it's like I think part of that initiative was like what they're doing with Black Panther. They kind of introduced Wakanda into Age of Ultron and now they're in, they're just they're just going full on. Mm-hmm. Black Panther in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, but I think Black Panther is a character you can jump in with that. Like, mm-hmm. you, with Doctor Strange, I think, warrants an origin story. I am it's not, a good origin I'm story. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I, I, but on the flip side, I'm not saying this is the best representation of the trailer that they should have given us. Okay. I think that it should have started off with the, the voiceover mm-hmm. of, of, of Stephen Strange saying, Welcome to New York City. And basically giving us like what who, who Doctor Strange is. This is my city. This is my home. Many people see New York City this way, and mm-hmm. it just shows like normal. Well, you want like that Jason Aaron like comic exactly. start off. This is the normal city life, and the next thing you know is like this is what you see. Well. This is what I see. You, you yeah. just wanted more fantastic beats. And then more. 45 seconds of tripped out shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. See, I, with- I don't need to see, I don't need to see t- uh, teases of Chueta Ejiofor as Baron Mordo. I don't need to see Mads Mikkelsen fucking doing s- some inception flippity do bullshit <laughs> with the city. I don't need to see all that shit. I just need to see some trippy fucking like I'm going on a ride. I'm, here we are. Doctor Strange meets Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to see. With the visuals, this only gives me hope. Like, the one complaint I had about most of the other trailers was that I felt they showed too much. I feel like what they've shown us here is going to be like what he was learning. It's going to be early on in the movie. And then maybe the first moment we see Mads Mickelson. Like, 
So I have a lot more hope that there is trippy acid stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did the right thing in saving that for the screen. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they did. Like, that's the thing. I don't want to see the the epic stuff. Yeah, but I'm I'm your yeah. ca- I'm your casual Marvel fucking I'm your casual fan. Yeah, and seeing I five New Brian. Yorks layered on top of each other is something that those casuals haven't seen in Iron Man or Captain America. So this could still blow them away. Yeah, I agree with Brian though. The heavy trippy stuff that's the sell here. Yeah, that's what's, psychedelic. That, that's what's getting butts in seats to mm-hmm. see something. Yeah, I want to feel like 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 somebody fucking like uh, gave me acid and made me look through a kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah. What they put in my drink? Right, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing about this, and that's why it doesn't impress I'm me. I'm not talking about you getting roofied and raped. <laughs> Ryan, I don't. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm not talking about your fucking hangover weekend. Look, that's the best part of every Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> the roofies. But that, that's what disappointed me the most is that we didn't get some of that. That's what the sky's the limit with Doctor Strange. Yeah. So regardless of who the studio is, you have so many ways that you can do this in a really cool and different way that's going to be different from any comic book movie. Yeah. And I didn't see that yet. So well, This goes back to one thing Brian has said many times in being that, like, the studios don't understand the viewers. So to them, this is blowing the doors off of it. They've, yeah, you're right. They've waited over eight years. You know, Iron Man was a scary enough concept. How are we going to make Iron Man fit the screen? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get Loki and the, the gods of Asgard such a huge concept, you know? So I feel like Doctor Strange has actually scared movie companies mm-hmm. for this long. And this is, right now, this is blowing the doors off of it to them. Hopefully they got better stuff in the movie. Yeah. Like, I agree with you guys. Yeah, there. but you Tupperware'd it, so I don't know what you're talking about chief i'm just, I'm just I you're saying hopefully they got better stuff in the movie coming from a guy that just tupperware, yeah, I the tupperware fuck out of the this out of hope that they're not giving me the whole plot like teenage mutant ninja turtles you can <laughs> wish in, you can wish in one hand shit in the other yeah. i'm talking about what i saw and i'm not trying to be a dick but i am but like <laughs> i am trying to be a dick but but no it's like it's like you know it's like like i can like you can watch any trailer and say well i hope right I mean, no, if I that's just, the way it works, I Tupperware the Fantastic Beast trailer. <laughs> for, you for hope, what I hope, there's I'm a lot get. more Fantastic right. Beasts yeah, in there. Right. Yeah. I I hope upon twentieth uh, viewing of the Fantastic Four movie that Josh Trank put out that I'll think it's a great movie. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I preface my Tupperware with I know they're going to ruin this with the next four trailers, and I know they're going to ruin it with you know. So it, it is wishful thinking from the very start for me. Mm. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like this, like this trailer, like. For for you, watching this trailer, is this enough to make you say, like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see this movie? Because I have watched trailers in the past, trailers in the past that I have seen, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how this plays out when I finally get to sit down and watch this movie on the big screen. And, and, and I'm telling you, like, Civil War is one of those movies. Suicide Squad for yes. me is one of those movies. Yes. These are movies that I've seen trailers for and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. This movie, on the other hand, you know, uh, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, Ant-Man. Like, I, like, wow, really? Huh? Like, like, I tasted Ant-Man, but it was like Ant-Man trailers didn't blow me I, away. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I felt like when I watched this, it was like, okay, Okay, I I, I want to watch this, mm-hmm. but it's not like I am fucking like uh, 
I'm like itching, like, oh my god, can't wait to see that scene where you know the universe is you know on top of itself mm-hmm. and right. and he's he's seeing these things for the first time. It just didn't blow me away. Yeah, you like saying it that way. I still feel Tupperware. Like okay. it, do, it does actually still hold my excitement. This trailer, I've been this trailer or teaser, whatever you call it at this point. Uh, they call okay. they called it a teaser. They call it a teaser, You're but it shows right. a lot more. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think Hollywood knows what a teaser <laughs> is anymore. <laughs> no. I feel like teasers are all less than forty seconds. Yeah, teasers are normally more like than one forty seconds. Yeah, yeah, but Hollywood's giving us two oh, minute teasers. I agree. I know you do. Yeah. yeah, they're giving us two minute teasers. I don't even think Hollywood knows anymore. That's a trailer. This got me more excited than anything they've shown for Civil War. Wow. So, yeah, I would easily say that. Okay. You're having an acid trip. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I'm being honest, though. Like, this series, I'm more excited to see Doctor Strange right now. Wow. uh, We got Hunter S. Thompson over here. (laughs) Get this guy some milk. He needs to calm down. <laughs> the colors, Duke. The colors. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm just afraid it's going to be watered down, Doctor Strange. That it's going to be Fisher Price's my first fucking Doctor Strange <laughs> Me for all too. the little lambs out there that can't take it, just being totally fucking whacked out. Yeah, a mind fuck. I yeah. want a mind fuck. I do too. Yeah. Listen, well, Chris listen Angel will show up. Yeah, listen to fucking Chris <laughs> Angel over here. That's mind freak. <laughs> <laughs> He'll freak your mind. <laughs> yeah, I do not want Chris Angel. No, I mean, not with Jay there. No, <laughs> if he gets the Aya Agamotto. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I honestly feel like I don't think that Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be the main villain of no. this movie. No. Mm. I think they're saving him for the second movie. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't even think that Dormammu is going to be the main villain of this movie. Mm. I agree. Do you, uh, who do you think? That, I think they'll play it real safe in it too. Yeah. Who do you? I mean, they're supposed to be doing uh, three movies, right? Yeah. Who do you think Mads Mikkelsen is playing? God, man, that's a good question. Um, God, I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be Doramu eventually. Not not this. This is the inception. He, he might have been somebody else, and then he becomes that. He wasn't always that way. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Who's, I don't know. Doctor Strange's Rose. Who's playing Mordo? <clears throat> Chuetel Ejiofor. Yeah. Okay. He does. Um, he does that first voiceover. Well, you see him. Uh, he's the African American dude that like fucking like like he, he like kind of like walks away mm-hmm. in the trailer. That's that's Chuetel Ejiofor. And so I think that he's going to be like a future villain, but I don't think that he's going to be the main villain of this movie, of course, like because they, they, they did focus on Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet we start to see him turn. A lot of people are saying that Mads Mikkelsen's going to be Nightmare. Uh, uh, that's, that's a good one. But I am hearing the rumor coming from Bleeding Cool is they think that he's going to be playing Despair. Mm. Huh. Okay. Uh, I all I would guess is it's some kind of a possession. Like, judging from the black eye makeup, that looks really cool, too. Like, he's some sort of a also sorcerer and probably possessed by one of the many dark magic things. But he's not the only one. Right. He has followers or something, apparently, that all have that kind of blackness on their eyes. Is it going to be like the comic? Or are we going <laughs> to see Mordo being trained at the same time as Steven is? It, from the trailer, it seems like Mordo has already been there. You know, he's telling him, like, things are going to change. Yeah, but if they're doing a proper origin story and if there's a training, Mordo has to be established in this. What they could do is kind yeah, of change it up. at the same time. Right. Maybe Mordo has already been trained, and if Strange beats him to, like, Sorcerer Supreme, then wouldn't that be a great motivation for why he becomes evil or, you know, that classic, like, True. Dark, Jealous, yeah. dark Jedi, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Um... 
I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's one, I, I don't think that they, I, I honestly don't think that they nailed it with this trailer. I, I, I don't think as far as like, if you were to watch this trailer as like your average viewer, as far as excitement level, I don't think that it's going to get you there. I watched the Civil War trailers, and it's like, okay, you guys got me. Yeah, even seeing Civil War trailers with a large group of people in the theater, you can tell it really hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton, let's talk about that because like people are going to want to know our thoughts on that. She's playing the Ancient One, which the Ancient One in like you know the comic books is is an Asian character. Yeah, with 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 a, with a beard. I mean, and here we've got fucking you know we've got. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, they couldn't get the guy from Kill Bill, so you know they just figured they'd go yeah. completely different direction. And Marvel hates Asian people. <laughs> yeah. as we've seen <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly from Iron Fist, we've learned this. Yeah, and Daredevil season two. David Carradine, unfortunately, fucking was practicing autoerotic asphyxiation in his fucking uh, closet, and he's dead, so they can't get him. You're absolutely right. Right. Yes. So now they got Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. I'm going to say this. Number one, she's fantastic. Great actress, mm-hmm. absolutely love her. I am gonna, I am gonna go, I, and I know I've been sticking up for. Her. She does kind of look ridiculous. Mm. Well, she uh, does look a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, but that's just in the trailer. I'm gonna wait and freeze it. I'm gonna freeze it until I see her in the movie. Right, and and I think from my point of view, I don't know that I don't know Doctor Strange that well to be able to put put that face to that name mm-hmm. so for me she's new and and i'm just gonna go with that and from what i saw so far i don't have any problems right but if i had been a big fan of dr strange and been reading that i i can understand ancient one of course is a major player in that so i i can understand why you know it doesn't make sense that they just couldn't find an asian person to do this at all man I, or woman i kind of disagree there i think ancient one really only plays into the origin story and then after that like Doctor Strange is like our dimensions, like Sorcerer Supreme. He's mm. a, it's she's only there to set up this character. Okay, so like I, I agree, I think they can take some liberty with something like that. It's just like Batman Begins or any other origin story. Mm. They can tweak it to however they see fit and. Just to get the path started. So okay. we should just be happy that we're getting Tilda Swinton. I think that's a great actress to to fill I'm in this role. Not going to disagree. With that's you. a great point, Mirrors. It's not like the agent one is like Splinter. And yeah, Doctor Strange needs to show up and like. Yeah, it's not Alfred. Yeah, she's not going to be there everything. every movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's a good point, yeah. guys. Wouldn't be surprised if they killed off that character. In the I movie, bet that, that's my going theory is she will be killed off and you're not even going to get a force ghost or anything. This is a one movie deal for her and it's it's Cumberbatch's show from here on out. Mm-hmm. Huh. I could see that. All right, guys. So we are going to move on. I, are we done? Do you, any last thoughts with Doctor Strange? No. I'm excited for a second trailer that I hope will be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I, I mean, it's like... I just I think that this was it could be a great movie. I agree. I mean, this could be a Tupperware movie. I mean, you've got Scott Derrickson, you got Benedict Cumberbatch. This could be a great movie. I just feel like for me, it just kind of missed the mark. Yeah, I, I wanted to see more colors, more vibrant colors, and more uh, you know fantastical fucking visuals than what I saw. I just saw like oh, okay, here's a. Here's an Inception visual, and I hate calling that because like everybody's calling it Inception, yeah. but I see that. Yeah. I, I understand what everybody's yeah. saying. Everyone's saying it for a reason. Exactly, I see it too, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like that's not what I want to see. I I want to see what 
I want to see sight beyond sight where, he, you know, he can see things in the astral plane that we can't see. And I want to see some fucking crazy fucking colorful fucking creatures and visuals living within New York City that that the normal, you know, human can't see. I want to see these crazy fantastical things. And that's what I expected from what I think has been like the boldest directorial decision since James Gunn right. put on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's yeah. like when they put Scott Derrickson on, I expected something really different than other Marvel movies. Right. Where this felt like all the other Marvel movies kind well, of. No, it didn't. It, it, this felt like nothing like the Marvel movies, but it felt like nothing that I wanted to see from Doctor Strange. Like, I don't see, like, Iron Man fucking, like, trying to figure out puzzles and fucking shit and fucking Iron Man. It, it, to me, it did feel it, like, it like the weird. Iron Man 1 trailers, though, a little really? bit. Really? Yeah, because they near as many jokes. The Iron Man trailer the Iron Man 1 ends trailer. with him fucking in the suit, flying around, dodging fucking, like, fucking, air pl- uh, fucking jets and shit. In this, we see, like, a shadow of a guy in a cape. It's like we see him get punched by a bald lady. <laughs> but a lot, of the, a lot like, of the setup was there. Like the Iron Man trailer was a lot focused on him being blown up in the vehicle, him ble- being held hostage. Yeah, like, yeah but it, it ends. It ends with fucking Iron Man flying in the suit, dodging fucking jets. Yeah. And in this one, we didn't get to see Doctor Strange conjure up anything. And he yeah. walked up some stairs. He walked up some stairs. It's like, I've seen fucking, like, three-year-olds do that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, at least give me the fucking suit. I, yeah. love, I love the idea of Brian reviewing those on YouTube, too. <laughs> oh, another video of a three-year-old going upstairs. Yeah, your kid's so fucking gifted. I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. This trailer was super <laughs> underwhelming. And I expected a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a dick. There's not even that Scott Derrickson stamp where you're just like, that's a Scott yeah, Derrickson yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. So that's worrisome, you're too. Right. You know? Did he really have a lot of involvement in the video? Hopefully visual? they didn't stamp that out of him. I hope not. Yeah. That yeah. That's worrisome, though. I was expecting that, too. So yeah, the, uh, only, the only thing I have is it worries me with just the state of trailers nowadays. Just, like, the idea that, like... Like we've said on this show, it was Suicide Squad trailer number three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer number two, uh, Fantastic Beasts had a <laughs> teaser right before this. Like, yeah. there's just so many goddamn trailers, and like I said, no, hold on, you're not even talking about TV spots, right? Exactly. You're not, you're not, I mean, you haven't even brought up TV spots yeah. yet. Yeah, and it's just like we're going to see so much Doctor Strange between now and November. Like yeah. that is almost what bugs me. Like right now, like I wish I could somehow ignore all of the Civil War stuff. There's right. two weeks. Just let me enjoy these two weeks, and I guarantee I'll go buy the tickets. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. <laughs> like I'm gonna go see it. Like I get it. There's and there's spoilers already out on the internet yeah. right now. And yeah, you can call me a spoiler pussy, but we're so close. That I am avoiding them. Yeah. yeah. I just want to enjoy that. I want to sit down and enjoy that movie in its fullest. Right. And I don't need six trailers, which equals up to 10, 15 minutes of footage that we'll have seen before going into a movie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, IMAX 3D tickets, like 15, 16 fucking bucks. Right, like, exactly. Let me, let me see the movie. Yeah, like I wish I would have known going into Batman v Superman that they showed me all of those scenes. Like oh, I could just tri- piece together the trailers and I would have gotten that $10 experience yeah well i mean seriously when you talk about batman v superman and we're, i'm gonna take a break here real quickly but like before i do that like had they not shown us that second trailer with the doomsday reveal oh, it would have been so much better yes i don't even know what i would have thought i don't even know what i would have that 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 thank you 
Thank you, Jake. Yeah. I'm right there with you. It brings up all they this took that away from me. They yeah. robbed me of that. It robbed us of that decision to make up our own minds of this movie by showing us the third act in the second trailer. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, honestly, like, if we saw anything of the second act of Doctor Strange, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying too. I'm hopeful for this because I'm hoping all the great shit yeah, that's is going to be left for the theater. But I mean, look at Civil War. Like the one big thing we've been hearing from the people that have seen it is that we haven't seen anything yet. That yeah. we haven't seen that's, any of the that's third my act. Other, yeah. But yet the trailers are still blowing our dicks off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can have the best of both oh, worlds, right? Hold on, they're saying they're saying the airport scene yeah. is the you best have, scene. They said you haven't seen a tenth of the airport scene, but you know what? They're saying you haven't seen any, like you said, of the third act. Nothing at all. Yeah, and that's yeah. you can have the best of both worlds. You can have the trailer that knocks your dick off and the big reveals that also do the same thing. You hear that, you DC? In the, in the movie. You hear that, DC? Yeah. Let us make up our own minds. If you're going to do bold shit like give us Doomsday in the third act of the movie, let us make up our own minds. It reeks of unconfidence, and we're smart fans. We can sniff that shit oh, out. Yeah. Exactly. You're like that desperate fucking girl that keeps texting us. 27 and times a day. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's <laughs> Stop it. That's Stop it. If I'm into you, I'll text you back. He's just not that into you. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. I'm at work right now. I can't get right back to you. You don't have to send me five texts. And when I don't respond, you don't have to send me, hey, like, hey, are you just not into me anymore? Yeah, you don't want the nipple no. reveal before actually going to the whole event. There exactly. you go. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the other thing that Civil War is doing great. Like, mm-hmm. they've let the reviews out. Like, people are loving it. I, I don't blame you guys for being hyped for it. It's just like, I kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I'll go see it. Like, it, it'll be great. You're like, hey, man. Two weeks. Let's just yeah. t- let's just time jump. Let yeah. me watch the movie. I'll make up my mind. Man. I'll be there in two weeks, and I yeah. bet I'll be excited. Yeah. Judging from the reviews, I don't I'm need going it. to love it. Yeah, Ryan's like me, dude. I don't need any more TV spots. I don't need any more. I don't need anything else, man. You've got my money. Let's just do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just wait till they play that Doctor Strange trailer during the summer. <laughs> And you hear crickets I'll, in the I'll, fucking audience. I'll cheer about it then. I'll be the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna that, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with a segment we like to call "Good Pop, Bad Pop." <laughs> I'm fresh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be fresh. All right. Hey, welcome back. You know what? This is one of my favorite parts of the fucking podcast. Uh, we're about to end it. nice nice that joke never gets old honestly no it's one of my favorite parts of the podcast it's time for good pop bad pop it's time for more leftover reviews with good pop bad pop all right good pop bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read sometimes we rate these things you guys are familiar with our rating systems now uh we will either toss it taste it or Tupperware it. I wanted to start off Good Pop, Bad Pop with Brian's movies. I watched a shit ton of fucking movies this week, guys. Nice. In the theaters, and I want to talk about those movies. Uh, one of the, one of the movies that I saw actually, uh, last week, uh, that I didn't talk about because I wanted to save it is a movie that both Jake and Jay have seen. 
10 Cloverfield Lane. Ah, yes. Nice. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I promised you that I would come back and watch this movie and give you my thoughts and settle that debate. Nice. About 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, I, th- I believe you gave it a high taste it. Yes. And Jay, you gave it a Tupperware. Yes. Okay. And you both had, uh, Jay had a lot of love for the movie. Jake, you had one issue with the movie. And that issue was the fact of the main character. Yeah. And her being a little bit too much of a MacGyver in the film. <laughs> yes. Okay. I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. Let me, let me start off by saying this. I Tupperware the director, Dan Trachtenberg. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Out of nowhere. Dan Trachtenberg, this is his first fucking motion picture. I Tupperware this director. I, I think Dan Trachtenberg is phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what this guy holds for us in the future. And Disney, Lucasfilm, if you are not considering this guy for a fucking Star Wars movie, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, if somebody does not have this guy fucking doing an Aliens movie in the near future, oh, fuck yeah. you're out of your fucking mind. God, yeah. Fuck, man. fuck, uh, what's his fucking face? The, dis- <laughs> the, the District 9 guy that yeah. they were talking about? Who's that guy? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. District 9. Who cares anymore? Elysium, dude. Yeah. This guy should be directing an Aliens movie. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. Not that dude. This guy, phenomenal. Um, I am going to – it's hard for me to choose a side. I understand what Jake is saying about her being a little bit too MacGyverish. Mm-hmm. She does make the statement about you know her past and how like when things get hard, she panics and she runs. Mm-hmm. They kind of show that at the beginning of the movie. But on the flip side, when she starts doing what she's doing – she panics and she runs, but she also does it in a way where she's very resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> she's very self-preservationalist. Mm-hmm. She's all about self-preservation. And I noticed that from the beginning of the movie where she's things get hard within the bunker and she fucking fashions that fucking crutch into a fucking knife or a blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She carves it down into a blade. When things get hard, yes, she does try to run. But they kind of established early on that she's very fucking uh, – she, she's, she's really smart. She, it, she's all about self-preservation. She's already making shanks and all? She's, she's making shanks. She's dude. ready for prison, man. She's, ready. she's got this. She's ready. <laughs> you haven't seen this? No, I haven't seen it. And since I know Damn all it. about aliens and all from like the other podcasts I listen to, I'll, I'll just wait. Kind of thing. <laughs> I want to be able to talk about this fucking movie. Talk all about it. Right. Talk it up, man. Ten Cloverfield Lane for me. Uh, I really enjoyed the character of Emmett. I, yeah, I loved that character. Is that, is that Goodman? No, that no, was no. Uh, that was the other guy that was trapped in the bunker with them. Okay. Um, this movie, I I I I, th- I thought it was a Tupperware. I, I absolutely loved it. I I felt like her character didn't really understand that panicking and running for her was self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when push came to shove, she may have made that statement, but she didn't really realize how resourceful she was. Yeah. That makes a lot from more the, sense, too. Like, from, she's trying to describe it, but she doesn't understand exactly. it. Exactly. She's, like, like, considering herself, like, a weakling. Like, oh, when things get hard, I run. But, like, the way she runs... She's fucking MacGyver. Yeah, she, I thought she said when things get hard, she freezes. She panics. No, she story. said she says she uses the word she panics, and then when things get hard too hard, she panics and she runs. Well, her version of panicking and running 
is completely different. She views herself in a completely different way than I would view a character that panics and runs because the way she does it, she's very calculated. She's very tactitional. Yeah, she's James fucking Bond. She's James fucking Bond. <laughs> I, I was going to say I, Rambo. Like <laughs> if Rambo was a little more insecure. But I think they established that early on, even before she gave her story, with the fact that she was already sharpening that fucking crutch before John Goodman came into that room, mm-hmm. and before she even gave that story. I do see where you're coming from, though, Jake. I do see where you're coming from. But I think that Dan Trachtenberg basically took a lot of stories that we've seen in a lot of other movies, but put such a spin on it to where it was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see where this movie goes. How does this tie into Cloverfield? Mm -hmm. How does this tie into Cloverfield? And the question I'm going to ask you guys right now is, Mm -hmm. like, is this a direct sequel to Cloverfield? Because I asked you on the show and you guys were kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a... I didn't want to answer that question. To spoil the ending, yeah. But 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 is it is it a no sequel? no no? Thank you. I'm glad you guys all agree. Yeah. The, what's interesting about what the Cloverfield brand is is originally this movie Ten Cloverfield Lane was not called Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. It was called Valencia, um, and no, it was originally. Excuse me. It was called Cellar. No. It was a. Uh, this was a uh, script that was written. Uh, and it was called Cellar, and it was supposed to be just about what happens in the bunker. Well, then it evolved into something called Valencia, which had kind of like a lot of the elements that we still saw in the end of this film. Uh-huh. But they thought to them, JJ thought to himself, you know what? This is not going to sell. Right. This is a great movie. People need to see this. So you know what? I'll go ahead and give you the rights to use the word Cloverfield in this movie. And he did. And more people saw it because of it having Cloverfield in the title. Yes. And so with that being said, Cloverfield has now become an anthology series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Abrams himself has said that. It's like a word of branding he's going to give to multiple movies so you right. kind of know what like kind of feel you're going to get. Yeah, you know that you're going to get something that where you think it's going to be one thing and it instead of zigging it zags yeah, by man. the end of the movie. And I Tupperware this movie. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I thought the female lead was great in this movie. Love her. And I, Jake, I understand your points with this movie, but I am going to, I, even with my understanding of this points, I'm going to side with Jay on this one because going into this movie, I was listening very carefully and remembering what you said about this, but I saw a lot of her character traits from before she even gave that story. Yeah. And it didn't change. She was still that character. I think she has a skewed view of a person because when things get hard, she runs away. See, well, I'll have to watch it again. I when swear she, get, she said freeze. When she gets hard, she panics and she runs away. Well, she did that in her relationship with Ben. But right. she froze when the kid was being abused. She yeah. just stood there. But she says she panics and she runs away. She doesn't do anything. And... I felt like she did that in her relationship with Ben. She was engaged to be married. If you guys didn't know the voice of Ben on the phone, that was actor Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, we did know. Very small part. Yeah. Very small part. Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon. Yep. Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> pocket Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> she had her own little pocket rocket. 
but like like I I I really enjoyed this movie. I think Dan Trachtenberg could have gave us something that like we'd seen before. Like, oh, okay, here's this fucking abduction story. I think he I think he did down to small little details, giving us something completely different. The little game that they played, yeah, I can't remember. What life, they, I think. Well, they played life. They played. A, they played another game where they had to guess like who the other person was. Oh yeah. Oh, that part was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the Santa Claus moment. The Santa Claus moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that. Oh my god. Like, like wow. You know, like she she's really picking up on who this guy was, and she saved him at that point. I, I, the acid shit was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved this movie. I, I absolutely loved it. Um. We all kind of saw where it was going to go, though, towards the end. Like, I knew when they were in the car and she saw the what she saw in the car yeah. mm-hmm. and how she used that to defeat. I don't want to spoil too much because I, I think everybody needs to watch this movie. Yeah. I think it's a great sci-fi movie. But I'm going to go ahead and Tupperware this movie. I think Dan Trachtenberg, for this being his directorial debut... Regardless, if this is not his director, directorial debut, this is a Tupperware movie for me. Yeah, it's definitely I, his most high-profile movie to date. I don't think he's ever done anything before this. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just, the writing was just too clever for the character to me, and it's, it didn't bother me with her, like, the, the acid stuff or the stuff she did with John Goodman. It mostly bothered me in the very last act. Well, like, I, just the stuff she, like, she just made all the right choices in that very last act. And I think just, she's a survivalist. I think she's resourceful. And I think she mistaken those. For being weaknesses, yeah, I, I and, think I think you learn that stuff about your, especially in her situation. She learned that about herself, yeah. And I don't think anything she did was like nothing. I it was so, it was stuff that she was doing at the beginning of the movie, yeah. But 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 it's also not that far fetched that she knows how to do what she does. I can see it on YouTube all day. Yeah, uh, how to do what she did. It's not like far. Well, yeah, and she me. was learning as she went. But I think like yeah. everything that she thought was a weakness was self preservation. Yeah, and she was doing these things before she even fucking told that story to Emmett. She right. instantly learned how to make a Molotov cocktail. She instantly learned how to have a perfect throwing arm and throw it right in the right place. Like I don't know. I think when push I comes to shove, I don't think that you have to be Nolan Ryan. It got too movie for me. I don't at think the end. that you have to be Nolan Ryan to throw a fucking uh, bottle into a fucking alien anus. Yeah, right. she, she didn't necessarily need to earn the Cy Young before doing that. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it just got it got too movie perfect for me at the end. Hmm. Well, I mean, you I high tasted it. I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Right. And, how, how would you guys rate? Cloverfield. I know I it's not a sequel. But I Tupperware. The Cloverfield. Cloverfield. I Tupperware. I Tupperware. There's a taste it for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, any movie from here on out with the Cloverfield name on it, is that like a guarantee you'll see it? I now? will see every movie yeah, with absolutely. the Cloverfield name until they dick me like maybe twice in a row. <laughs> uh, it's going to take two dickings yeah, yeah. before you change A double mind. dicking and then it's like it's basically like the M. Night oh my, formula. If they cast Alan Tudyk in the movie... I'm 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 in there I'm there th- thrice fold. <laughs> I mean, because basically, like Brian said, the Cloverfield thing means now what the M Night thing used to mean. You know that you were going to get that swerve and it was going to be exciting. Yeah, and just like the M Night thing, like he dicked me over twice in a row, and then it's like yeah. I don't see M Night movies. You got the double decker dildo. Yeah, I got the double. Dog. Yeah, but see, this is uh, this is a completely <clears throat> different director than Cloverfield. So yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, if they do a Cloverfield 3 and they call it Cloverfield whatever, 
get another director in there. Let Dan Trachtenberg go on and do bigger and better things. Yeah. Like, yeah, give him that fucking Aliens movie. For sure. Give him that Star Wars anthology film. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I, and I love how that wasn't... The ending was not the central point of it. The central mm-hmm. point of it was her advancing. With, and I think that, like you said, I think it starts off with her character leaving her husband. That was a bold move for her at all to just pack well, up. Well, things and, got hard and she and ran. Go, right. And so that's not necessarily a weakness. That was the right thing for her to do. Yeah. And I think she just kind of learned more and more about herself. Well, and then even at the end of the movie, she's got a, she's got two paths to take and yeah. she takes the, and she doesn't always know that she can do these things. She's yeah. always kind of hesitant. But she's always able to do them, and she, she always is. makes the right decision. But there, there are people like that. I don't think that's far-fetched. I think there's a lot of people that don't. I think it was in her character from the get-go yeah. to to be that person. I, I think that she downplays her, like what she can do when, in all actuality, she is one of those people. Like I know people that it doesn't matter what they put their mind to, they succeed. Yeah, but it doesn't, that doesn't make for an exciting movie character, I guess is where I'm coming from. Like, I agree with your points. Like, and at the end, that's why she makes the decision that she's going to go this way down the road instead of that way right. down the road. Because now she knows that she is a viable yeah. asset. Yeah, but I feel like people. in every decision, if she didn't make the right decision, we're talking about the end of the movie. Yeah. True. Yeah. I just, I just never, there was no threat. Like, I felt like there is a threat. Like, if, if she doesn't make, if she doesn't do the right thing, I felt she, this character is all about self-preservation. And, like, if she makes the wrong move at any fucking turn, she's dead. But I was never worried about her making that wrong move. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't know. I had no clue. Yeah, from what I've heard, it sounds like between the characters in the cellar, in the, the shelter or whatever, and what goes on after that, what little towards the end, there's plenty of threats. It just sounds like you're, like, the only one who didn't perceive it that way. Like, you kind of see her like a Mary Sue Whereas I think everybody else got behind the character. Yeah, yeah, I was rooting for. Her. I was I was worried for her multiple times that she was going to be fucked over in one way or not. Maybe not dead. Maybe not the end of the movie. But something bad was going to happen to her. Well, I mean, if you watch the original Cloverfield, it didn't end with a happy ending, right? So yeah. I was thinking to myself, like anything could happen in this because mm-hmm. I remember the character from the original Cloverfield. It ends with the camera being. That's what yeah, I was stepped thinking. on, obliterated. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, they could go that route with this. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a great branding of movies. These are the movies where nobody wins. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk next about a movie that I saw. I saw Eye in the Sky. Oh, okay. Eye in the Sky. It's got Aaron Paul in it, and it's the final movie with Alan Rickman uh, in you know in person. <laughs> As Excuse opposed, me. I mean, he's going to do the Alice through the Looking Glass or whatever. The, the, the Bread Girl movie. Yeah, this yeah is, this that's is what the, I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is the Bread Girl movie. Um, I am going to Tupperware this movie just like Scott Schuette. This movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, I have never been so into a movie where a girl is selling bread on the street. <laughs> I, I hated this movie. The Bread Girl made all the right choices. <laughs> I mean, it really helps with that drone like, hovering overhead and the suspense there. I'm going to tell you, uh, Eye in the Sky. If it's if if you if it's if it's near you, if it's in the theater, and you want to see something very very good in the theater, Eye in the Sky is definitely worth watching. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the pacing in this movie, okay, basically the movie is about um, you've got these terrorists and they are in this building and. You've got the, you've got basically the military trying to get clearance to blow it up. 
They're trying to use basically kind of like a, they call, I forget what they call the bomb, but it's almost like a napalm. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get clearance to blow this up. And in order to get clearance, they've got to go higher up in the chain, in the food chain of the fucking military. Um, You'd think that it's, and they're using a drone to bomb it, Mm -hmm. this building with these terrorists in it. These terrorists are going to go, they're going to put on this, this fucking like suit this explosive suit and walk into like a like a like a uh, shopping mall and kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. and you think like wow how is this going to be exciting well they establish so many different characters in so many different areas that aren't like in the same like shots and scenes mm-hmm. they establish so many characters like Aaron Paul's character is like controls the drones and then you've got like Alan Rickman, and then you've got like Helen Mirren's character. They're all in different locations. They and the, and then they establish a, another actor that I remember seeing like in uh, what was it? he's in the new Gods of Egypt movie. I think I can't remember what else he's in, but like all these different characters, they're all in different locations. But with all these different characters, it's able to keep the pacing so well. That kind of reminds me of like The Martian. Like how we had like all yeah. of NASA and there's yes. all, not, nobody was on the on Mars right. with them, but there's a big enough cast to keep Ex- the excitement. Exactly, they're able to keep the pacing so well in this, and then also like show you what's going on in the village. The tech that they use in this fucking movie, the spy tech, mm-hmm. is so fucking cool to keep their eye on the terrorists they have this fucking like instead of like the big drones that carry the bombs they've almost got like these mini drones that are animals there's one that's a hummingbird oh that's cool and it looks like a fucking hummingbird and the cg that they use is just good enough to convince you that it looks like a real hummingbird wow and the hummingbird will perch next to a window okay what well what can you do when the hummingbird can't get inside the building to watch what the terrorists are doing. Well, of course you have a drone that looks like a fucking bug. Wow. A fucking, like almost like a, like a cockroach flying bug. And they use these, and it makes you wonder like, is the fucking government using this shit? Yeah. You just, you talking about it is scaring me. That's been, (laughs) that's that's quite possible. Just looking around the room right now. (laughs) And so like they're fucking like showing a guy using a cell phone, controlling this bug drone and flying around and watching these terrorists. Alan Rickman is a Tupperware. Helen Mirren fucking proves that women are fucking badass in the military. Like, people are like, well, uh, you can't have a female president because they're too emotional. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? This totally goes against that grain because she is a badass Hmm. that makes the fucking tough decisions when you have to make them. You can agree with her or not agree with her, and that's what's fucking beautiful about this movie. This movie is absolutely phenomenal. I don't want to fucking spoil it, but definitely, when this comes out, you don't have to see it in the theater. I would recommend it. It's great. Aaron Paul's great in this movie. But I Tupperware this movie. When it comes out in Redbox, if you don't rent it, you're fucking crazy. Eye in the sky. It is phenomenal. And you know what? Alan Rickman, in his final appearance, 
goes out like a fucking ball. I was my my comment was going to be it's it's so great to hear that. It's always so sad when an actor passes away and then their last movie is like such garbage. I Raul Julia comes to mind. Everyone goes same place. I knew I knew you were saying that. Like the shitty ass M Bison role is his fucking last movie, and it's just like so fucking sad and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His last scene in this movie, dude, it's almost like almost like at the end of this movie, you could almost like insert like him saying, "You got served," because <laughs> he fucking he tells it like it is at the end of this movie. He is so fucking good. That's awesome. Now he, I guess, the last movie it wasn't the last movie he filmed, but no. the last movie that we'll see is that Alice in Wonderland thing. Right? Alice, I, I mentioned that earlier. Actually, okay. yeah, that's the la- his voice acting. But this is the last time we're gonna see him. As Alan Rickman on the screen. Wow. So, uh, next movie I wanted to talk about is Midnight Special. Oh, I, you saw it. I did. They were playing it in Savoy. Uh, Midnight Special. Jake, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what you're going to think about this movie. Yeah. I don't think you're going to Tupperware this. Okay. I'm going to say Jake's going to taste this because of the ending. Me on the flip side, I think the ending of this movie was so inventive and different that I'm going to Tupperware this movie. And this was a hard movie for me to rate. I loved this movie. I loved it. It brings you right into the action. Um, it also, the characters are so rich. The characters are so rich in this fucking movie that you're almost like, I want to see these characters before this movie is set into place. Wow. How this all happened. Like, how, how did, how do these co- characters come to the point where they are now? Okay. Where did they get here? Because, like, this boy has the, the, like, these abilities, and all these people know that this boy has these special abilities. Well, these people that these boys, uh, that this, okay, these people that know that this boy has abilities, they're already in, like, almost like a Westboro Baptist church cult. Hmm. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. Didn't it's, expect that at all. Yeah, I did not expect it either. Wow. I did. So, so you're not given a ton of backstory. You're not. You're given it in pieces. That's kind of cool. Um, but they're just kind of trying to use like real life themes to kind of yes. catch you up to those things. Yes. Adam Driver is phenomenal in this movie. He's so good. Michael Shannon is a Tupperware performance. Um, you can't beat Michael Shannon. He's so good. Fuck Joel yeah. Edgerton. I want to know more about his relationship with uh, Michael Shannon's character. Kirsten Dunst is probably the weakest part of this story, and it's not because of her performance. It's probably because of her character and her character's introduction mm. and like where they place her character in the movie in certain parts of the movie. It's the writing's fault, then? It's the writing's fault. I, I felt like her character shouldn't have been involved in certain scenes where Michael Shannon's character should have been involved in. Mm. Once you watch the movie, that'll make sense. But I do Tupperware this movie. I feel it's a great science fiction movie. I do think that they kind of like take a lot of elements from other science fiction movies, like Cocoon, like Close Encounters, um, E.T. They take elements from those movies, put it into this movie, kind of make it their own. I'm not saying that they flip the genre on its ass, but I'm saying that they give you a better feeling of those 80s sci-fi movies than I felt in a long time. And you can argue and say Super 8 did it, but I feel like this does it better. Awesome. Yeah, even before you saw it, you were kind of giving it the Starman comparison. Yes. So you, de- you definitely could see that in the trailer. Very much Starman in this. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, this movie starts off with a fucking car chase scene. Uh, and uh, these guys are like in like a, like a 72 Challenger and driving around and shit. And 
you don't know what's going on. This kid's wearing goggles. You don't know why is this kid wearing fucking scuba goggles. Yeah. You don't know any of these things until the end of the movie. And this movie always keeps you guessing. And I feel like they could have done the classic ending to these some of these sci-fi movies. And they, I think that they kind of do switch it up a little bit. I, I Tupperware this movie. And it's not going to be a Tupperware for everybody. Mm. I think, uh, Jay, if you watch this, you'll Tupperware it. Sounds like it. Yeah. I think if, <laughs> if, if Jake watches this, I think he's going to love it up until about the ending. And then Jake is going to be like, okay, I, I tossed that ending and Jake's going to land on a taste it. Okay. I feel, I feel like, but I, I, I honestly would love to hear your thoughts on this movie. I was off on Monday and looked actually for this movie and we didn't have it in Peoria anywhere. So I, it looks like I'm going to have to wait for home release for this. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's going to be one of those cult classic type movies? I mean, you said not everyone's going to like it, mm-hmm. but do you think slowly it's going to kind of build that momentum after it's been out of the theaters? I think it was released too early in the year mm-hmm. for the Academy to really give it any recognition. Okay. Kind of the ex machina formula. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that. Okay. okay. I don't. I but don't. I, I think even it, because of its release, release time and availability. It came out in the summer. Didn't get, okay. It did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ex machina came out in the summer. I remember watching that in, in mid May, early June. Such a quick turnaround then for it to come out on home release. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that in mid May, early June when it came out in the theater, and this I watched about a week ago. So mm-hmm. this came out in like March or early April. So yeah, March. So I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Sounds fucking awesome. I'll to watch me. it. I hope you guys do. Yeah. Last movie I want to talk about is Barbershop The Next Cut. <laughs> yes. Of course. The highlight of your week. Been getting rave reviews. Guys, I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to give it a fucking Tupperware. I, I don't care. I love this movie. I love Barbershop 1. I give it a Tupperware. Barbershop 2, give it a high taste it. And Barbershop 3, The Next Cut, I give it a Tupperware. Back up to Tupperware. Nice. It maybe runs a little too long, but you know what? That's fine because it gives a great message. It talks about gang violence and i think that this is a great movie for people to watch uh jb smooth is absolutely hilarious in this movie cedric the entertainer we need more of him in this fucking movie Mm. he was fucking great uh common was great i'm a big fan of common i loved him on helen wheels to see him come back and do this fucking movie was absolutely phenomenal everybody came comes back that's pretty much in barbershop one and two even if it's just cameo appearances from them they come back they're in this movie it's funny. I laughed out loud. I absolutely love this movie. That makes me want to see this. I'm in the same boat as you a little bit. Uh, Barbershop 1 is a Tupperware for me, but Barbershop 2 is a, like a low taste it for me. Yeah. So it's good to hear it's back in form. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, problem I had with this was like the lack of Chicago Bulls players in the movie. Yeah. In the first movie, I think it was – I think we got Norm Van Leer, who – Norm Van Leer, if you don't know who that is, that's – he's an – this is really like localizing it to like you. I Chicago. Feel like. Yeah, you love your Chicago Bulls. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, and this movie takes place in Chicago. The first movie had Norm Van Leer in it. He was in the barbershop. Norm Van Leer was a Bulls uh, point guard for years, mm-hmm. and then Norm Van Leer was a commentator for the Bulls during like their halftime report and post game report and shit like that. I actually met Norm Van Leer. Norm Van Leer actually passed away a few years ago. Okay. Um, I met Norm Van Leer. The first time I met Norm Van Leer was back in, uh, the only time I met Norm Van Leer was back in 2002. It was the Chicago Bulls luncheon and I paid to eat lunch with the Chicago Bulls. 
What, and, other, what other bulls? Not to sidetrack the story, were uh-huh. there? What other bulls were there? Uh, I mean, uh, there was like a bunch of bulls that were there at the time. It was like Jay Williams, his first season with the Bulls. Jalen Rose was with them at that time. Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Fred Hoiberg, Marcus Pfizer, um, all those guys that were on the Bulls team at that time. Um, so, uh, Norm Van Leer was out there in the lobby and, he was a point guard for the Bulls. He played us alongside Jerry Sloan, who was the coach for the Utah Jazz. Um, if, if you guys are familiar with Jerry Sloan at all, but Jerry Sloan was the Chicago Bulls guard. But Norm Van Leer was there, and I was like, I, I love Norm Van Leer. And I was a huge fan of like just him and his commentating and shit like that. And so like when I saw him, he's first on his cell phone. And he's on his cell phone, and he's like, talking to somebody on the cell phone. Then he gets real excited, and he's like, yes, all right, all right, awesome, awesome, awesome. He gets off the phone, and um, first thing he says is like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I got my Rolling Stones tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all excited that he just talked to his buddy, and his buddy scored him Rolling Stones tickets. And then I proceeded to tell Norm how much I loved him and how much of a big fan I am of his. And, and um he passed away actually the same day as uh, Johnny Red Kerr. Oh, was, wow. Who was the Bulls' first coach and also a fucking uh, Bulls commentator. Who I met Johnny Red Kerr, and that was one of the best fucking moments of my life, too. But Norm Van Leer was in Barbershop 1, and he made an appearance in that. And then Jalen Rose, when he was on the Chicago Bulls, was in Barbershop 2. This next movie didn't have any bulls in it other than just like clips and tweets from Derek Rose and Joakim Noah. And that, <laughs> that let me down. The, the only two most well known, but exactly. all they get is tweets. Yeah. They had Anthony Davis, another NBA player, make an appearance in this movie. And that kind of let me down, but I'm still going to Tupperware it. I loved it. That's awesome, man. That's good. Joakim Noel could use like a haircut too. That would have been perfect for this movie. <laughs> Jeez, get rid of that bun. I've been getting really positive reviews from what I've read. Though. Tons of positive. reviews. The trailer didn't do anything for me. I was I just like, eh, you know, another barber shop. That's that's cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll see it eventually. Yeah, but... yeah. Where's my Friday movie? Come on. Oh yeah, well, yeah, we too. saw but, Friday but yeah, sequels. No, nothing like stood out to me that this was going to be. You know. I love all the fucking Friday movies. Me too. You guys I'm are crazy. The first one's the fucking Friday. highest of jumpers. Friday. Yes. Yeah, I don't give a shit, one. man. Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. I love all those fucking movies. Those are Tupperwares, too. How, how have they not done a Black Friday movie? I mean, come on. Let's get this holiday <laughs> special going on. Like, <laughs> oh, that writes itself right Ice, there. Ice Cube and Chris Tucker need to come back yeah. and, and do Black Friday where they're like in Best Buy and just yeah. beating the shit. Some <laughs> fucking, fucking just like, like, you got knocked the fuck out just <laughs> So they can get like the fucking deal on a yeah. fucking TV. Yeah, Jingle all the Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that, man. So, oh. Jake, uh, let's uh, final movie that I want to talk about: Jungle Book. I'm mm. still in shock from the next Friday, love. I gotta give you a second. <laughs> Dude, I, I like next Friday. Oh, oh yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Funny shit. All right, oh. hold up, hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here real quick. Yeah, let me get my senses back. He's gotta breathe. <laughs> All right, hey, say, Jake, let's talk about, we both went and saw 
uh, Disney's The Jungle Book this yeah. week. Yes, yes, we Let's did. talk about that. Jake, talk to me about The Jungle Book. I know you were not wanting to see this at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> talk to me about The Jungle Book. What are your thoughts, Chief? Oh, fuck. I absolutely fucking <laughs> love this movie. Wow. Yeah, it was like the highest of Tupperware's for me. Are you serious? I swear to God. Yeah, wow. I walked out of it just like blown away. I, it's the best movie I've seen this year, I think. God damn. <laughs> Um, I, I was blown away by the CG. It just felt like such a fucking movie. Like I, I was so it felt like such a fucking movie. He, like he a, went to the movie theater. And yeah. Believe it or not, holy shit! It felt like such a fucking movie. Well, a lot of movies these days don't feel like fucking movies. They feel like fucking like test. And I, it's like a strain to even fucking keep paying attention and not just think about like some other like thing that has nothing to do with the movie. Like halfway through the movie, you know, I I wander a lot in my mind and I judge movies by that a lot. Like if like halfway through a movie, I'm thinking about how many eggs I got to order at work the next day. <laughs> then, He's doing inventory then, while watching a movie. Then that movie's not a fucking Tupperware at that point, and that's like the proof in my head that it's not, you know. Yeah. And I mean, this movie, I. I was so fucking tired when I went to see it. Like, I had just woken up from, like, a nap and was like, oh, fuck, I gotta go see this fucking movie they don't really want. see the jungle, bro. Yeah, it felt like a chore, like, on my way going to the movie. And then, like, I was just blown away, just, like, munching my fucking popcorn, like, wide-eyed, like a fucking eight-year-old, this entire fucking movie. I, I just... <laughs> like- Halfway through the movie, Jake just stands up in the fucking crowd, and he's like, you know what? Fuck eggs! <laughs> Fuck eggs, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> to hell with them. To hell with eggs. This movie's great. God, I loved it. I mean, the CG just blew me a fucking way. Like, just on a visual level, I was just, like, fucking blown away this whole fucking movie. I thought the voice cast was amazing. I thought Idris Elba just fucking killed it as Shere Khan. Is that how you say his name? Shere Khan, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I love Bill Murray as fucking Blue. I I thought the kid was an amazing actor for a kid actor. I just like I think this is the best John Favreau movie there is. To me it's like the topped Iron Man. Yeah, I like this better than I like this better than every Marvel movie except Guardians of the Galaxy. Damn. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I fucking loved this fucking movie. It, I I, I want to go see it again. It was amazing. It's one of those movies that you have to see it in IMAX 3D. Like it was just a visual fucking spectacle. Hmm. It was that, amazing. That just changed the ticket I'll be purchasing. Uh, Jake, I don't know what movie you saw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I also was not thinking about ordering eggs <laughs> because I loved this fucking movie. This movie is an absolute Tupperware from beginning to end. Yeah, it was the whole thing. There wasn't a moment of boredom. It really knocked my dick off. (laughs) Did I I surprise you guys there? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. You surprised me. The moment a song happened, I was like, oh my God, Brian's going to hate this movie. No, (laughs) no. No, there were were two major songs in this movie, and and I still love the movie. Man. Um, The only problem I had, I think, was with with Christopher Walken. Mm Mm-hmm. He's the only, like the only voice actor I felt like that, that didn't fit really well when he played like what was it the, what was the big monkey King name? Louis yeah King Louis mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Christopher Walken as King Louis but I can look past that man this movie was so fucking phenomenal I I, I, I the kid actor is so good unbelievable good so good I mean you've got actresses like Megan Fox when she's like working with CGI characters and it looks like she's not even acknowledging that something is in the fucking like you know in the scene with her right you know like she like when you're watching teenage mutant ninja turtles and you're watching like megan fox interact with something that's not even on the screen (laughs) it's like you know that it's 
you know that it's just bad acting. I agree. This kid, it felt like he's actually talking to like these fucking wolf cubs. Like when he's talking to Gray, I love Gray. Oh, number it, one, yeah, so I, adorable, so adorable. I love that fucking character. I loved him interacting with the Black Panther. I loved him interacting with Baloo. Um, the, the fucking, the big ass snake and shit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Amazing. The graphics in this are phenomenal. Um, the scene where, uh, they, they talk about the little boy using, uh, Ma- Mogwai. Ma- yeah. Mowgli. Mowgli. Not yeah. Mogwai. I'm talking about fucking <laughs> gremlins. Mogwai! <laughs> Ma- Mowgli. Mowgli and his tricks and how he's like a, he's a man cub and, and instead of like using like natural like, uh, animal instincts, he uses like tricks. Hmm. And that's, that's basically like man coming up with like their inventions. Right, right. Him using his tricks and like one of his tricks was like the way that he collected the, the, the honeycombs for, uh, for uh, Baloo. 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 Um, th- that whole scene was just brilliant uh, with him getting stung and then all the other animals in the kingdom showing up and saying, oh, oh, he got another one to do this for him? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that funny? It was Let's- super funny. Oh, you know, John God. Favreau was the pig in that scene. Was he really? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was hilarious. It, I loved it. My, I was not expecting to enjoy this movie at all. I saw the, the, the critic score and I was really surprised by it. I was it. blown away by it. I was like, what? Yeah, and then, when, and then as soon as this movie started, I was just like blown away at how great this movie was and thinking to myself, like if any of our listeners have young children... Do yourself a service and do your kids a service and go to the theater and watch The Jungle Book. Your kids are going to love you for it. It was so much fun. I was in a theater that was packed with children. Okay. And to gauge the audience, Mm -hmm. kids were loving it. it. The kids weren't acting like assholes. Right. They, they were, were just enthralled by They it. were locked the fuck in, man. Wow. And I Tupperware The Jungle Book. It is so good. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, pure exhilarating movie magic from beginning to end. Wow. I just, it was fucking crazy. Good. That's surprising. I, I didn't expect either of you. To. I was like, it's it's one of my favorite Disney animated movies too, and I'm really anti. Let's make all Disney animated movies into live action movies. Yeah, but now I'm looking forward to Dumbo. If, yeah. it, if it happens, which is a rumor, I'm looking forward to Dumbo now. Well, what, my, about, what about Pete's Dragon? You mentioned that earlier on a previous show. That's one. Of and my you were really nervous too. about that. Yeah. I, but Weta, I found out Weta is involved in the creation of the dragon. And yeah. I actually, I posted on our webpage a I picture saw that of picture. the dragon, mm-hmm. which looks like Cringer from He-Man, but they've done a lot of work and, and, and they've done a lot of, um, research on like how they're going to make the character move. They, Weta has actually studied pandas and other mammals that are clumsy creatures mm-hmm. and kind of like, studied them and their movements and they're going to incorporate that into the movie so wow i'm hopeful i'm not saying it's going to be awful it's a good sign though but i'm hopeful that still pictures a toss it for me well i am hopeful i'm still hopeful after what i saw in the jungle book if they if they can pull off like uh like a a a third of that i'm hopeful my first thought walking out was fuck we need to get favreau to do the live action lion king movie yeah, like that would be fucking amazing because I, I Lion King is one of my least favorite Disney animated movies actually, and I, it's it's kind of a controversial opinion, but I think they really fucking fall apart on the final fight between Scar and Simba at the end, and I think the animation kind of turns to shit, and you don't get that payoff of the fight that the whole movie builds towards. And I was like, if Favreau did a live action version, like you would get that fight because the 
action sequences at the end when they were in the big fight with Shar Khan and everything was fucking amazing. I love how it never goes away from like the point of view of like how the animals view the humans. Yes. Even when you're looking at the point of view from like Mowgli looking at the humans, mm-hmm. it still feels like you're watching the point of view of an animal looking at humans from the outside in. And, hmm. and, and I love that. You're totally right. And because of that viewpoint, there's like a point at the end where I was like heartbroken like shaking and like heartbroken at the turn the story had taken at the end, like that a decision that one of the characters makes to try to like solve things like ends up going sour and you're just like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. That yeah. Shark Khan is right. Basically. And right. you're just like stunned from it. This movie was so fucking good. It was wow. great. I, I love the whole, uh, the idea that they introduced of the peace rock. Mm hmm. That was awesome too. The peace rock was just like uh, just an amazing scene. They're, they're they're basically like they're going through a drought in this jungle, and um, the peace rock is the only place where there where, where water is available for these animals. So there's a jungle code that, in time of drought, any animal can meet at the peace rock where water is, and there are no killings right at the peace rock. And Shere Khan threatens all the animals, mostly the wolves, yes. saying that once Peace Rock is not visible, meaning when when so much water has filled up in the Peace Rock where you can't see it anymore, well, all bets are off. I'm going to fucking kill the man cub that lives with you. Wow. I'm going to kill Mowgli at that time. Damn. And uh, this movie, it's dark at certain times. Um, I don't think it's anything that kids can't handle. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that even though there are characters that do die within this movie, I think it's, it, it teaches kids a valuable lesson. And I think, I think you can take even your younger kids and this is a great movie for them to see. You got to remember that even in Dumbo, the mother dies. Yes. And, and yeah. that's an animated movie from, you know, 70 years ago. Even like Bambi. Even yeah. Bambi. So it's like, I think kids can handle this today. And I Tupperware this movie. The animation's great. Bill Murray is fantastic as Baloo. You get to hear Bill Murray sing, so yeah. I mean, that's worth the ticket price. <laughs> nice. It's great. I Tupperware <laughs> this movie too, Jake. I think everybody should see it, especially if you have children. Definitely take your kids to see this while it's in theaters. Um, they're they're going to love you for it. And it's going to be one of those movies that they're going to remember, I think, for the rest of their life. It's going to be one of those movies that like 20, 30 years from now when they're doing their own podcast, they're going to talk about the time that their parents took them to go see The Jungle Book. I, I agree. Wow. It's a movie I'll remember for the rest of my life. Like it, it really just fucking like shook my foundations. Like It was so fucking good. It was fantastic. The kid actor in this is so good, too. It, it feels like he's really interacting with these characters. Uh, when he's talking to the wolf mother that raised him, and she's like rubbing her head against his. Oh yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying that this fucking this fucking wolf is his mother. I agree. I, 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 that's silly, but I'm buying it. I'm thinking to myself, this fucking CG wolf loves this fucking boy as if this boy was her own cub. <laughs> This movie pulls it off. All the emotions are there. It's all there, man. Yeah, I mean, after about five, ten minutes, you don't even think about the fact that all these are CG creatures. True. You're just, like, completely, like, sold into you're the immersed story. In it. Yeah, you're just completely immersed. Um, I thought, stay for the end credits, too. There's no end credits scene, but um, Scarlett Johansson does a song that they play in the end credits. And I don't know if you've heard her sing before, but she is an incredible singer. And it's a song she wrote just for this movie. And, oh, man, that blew me away, too. So. Wow. Now, uh... 
the original like animated Jungle Book by Disney, not yes. the original, but their like animated take yeah. on it. Disney's first round. Uh, that was a favorite of mine as a childhood. Now, w- did you guys have anything like that in mind going into that, or did this movie make you completely forget about? No, the- I love that's probably my favorite Disney movie, and it's the biggest reason that I was very anti this movie. Right, you were was, afraid they were going to shit on that. Yeah, we're going to live action shit on your favorite Disney animated movie. Yeah, because I, I mean, didn't hear great reviews for Cinderella, so I was really nervous about this. No, and I agree. And I know it's not Disney, but they just recently did the Peter Pan thing that looked really shitty, too, mm-hmm. and everything. And we know I wasn't a big fan of the Tim Burton House in Wonderland, and that's another one of my favorite Disney movies. And this is the exact opposite. And your love for the animated Jungle Book will enhance your love for this movie. Wow. Like, when you get the Baron necessity scene if you're that big oh, of a fan shit. of that that's what i was hoping if for. you're that big of a fan of the animated show like it brought me to tears damn awesome so it's great it's, it's, yeah, wow. it's really good I'm, I, I'm i'm not joking like this is it's, I, I i get shook up like talking about it like yeah. it, it was it was fucking no i want to i'm pretty much gonna leave the show right now and go buy a ticket <laughs> you guys got me sold i'll go with you <laughs> i, I want to see it again have fun wrap it up guys <laughs> i want to see it again myself in theaters it's it's that good wow I'm awesome not, i'm not shitting you um uh fabian mansilla he's a listener of ours he sent us an email and it's about the jungle book he says hey guys i'm fabian I uh, just wanted to say, love your show. Listen to you guys during my commute to school. I'll try to keep this short, but promises don't mean shit. I went to an early screening to the Jungle Book, and it was an absolute Tupperware. You honestly feel for Mowgli, and the graphics in the movie are uncanny. It's no Life of Pi, but a really, really close second. Anyways, I wanted to let you guys know of a website called Advanced Screening dot com. I always get early screening tickets from uh, them, and they do screen everywhere around the U.S. I'm not sure if they have any in Peoria, but I just wanted to let you guys know about it so you might take advantage of it. Anyways, thanks for a great time, and sorry I sounded like a fucking ad. Uh, You don't know me, motherfucker, Fabian Mansilla. (laughs) He's got us there. We, We don't know him. So I'm glad Fabian uh, got a chance to see this, too. He's in complete agreement with us, Jake. It is a Tupperware. It was better than Life of Pi. I really I really enjoyed Life of Pi. I liked it, too. He, that's not what he's saying, though. He's talking about the the graphics. And the graphics were better than Life of Pi. I don't know. I, I never saw Life of Pi in the theater, so I, I can't make that statement. I watched Life of Pi on my TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, the graphics in in this were fantastic, in my opinion. I loved the Jungle Book graphics, and I thought the graphics in uh, Life of Pi were great too. Uh, both were great movies. I agree. I agree. I just I still put this above that on even on both levels, on mm. graphics level and movie level. Yeah, I never saw Life of Pi in the theater, like on a on a DLP screen. So mm-hmm. I have no. I, I'm in the same boat. I have no. Yeah, I can't. No pun intended. I hope. <laughs> I, I wish there would have been a pun intended. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to move on to more good pop. We, I got tons of good pop, bad pop this week, but I've been talking enough about a bunch of fucking shit that I've seen this week. I want to move on to something that you guys have been watching or reading. So why don't you jump in? Why don't you fuckers quick, jump quick, in? Quick, 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 quick. I can talk about some comics. Yeah. You know, I love doing that. I do that All a lot. right. Uh, I grabbed a comic this week that came out that I thought you guys would be excited about. Uh, I picked up the C-3PO one-shot, um, you know, Star Wars comic. Um, and like Jake said, doesn't start off with the opening crawl. So uh, instead we get a sweet title page. 
Um, but it's written by uh, Robinson with art by Harris and. Um, I would say this is like they just go by like their last. I'm names. just giving the last names because I can't find them in the, in the <laughs> beginning. It's like uh, it's written by. I believe Sh- it's Chris Robinson <laughs> and Tony Harris. It's written by uh, Cher and Madonna. <laughs> it, art by uh, Prince. Uh, James Robinson. James Robinson is the the writer and the artist is Tony Harris. Okay, so uh, yeah. Uh, lettered by VCs Joe Kermit. Ah, fuck the letterer. <laughs> no, he does a great job using the Star Wars font. I mean, come on. Okay, okay. How fair. would I know it's the Telltale C3PO? Oh, oh dear. Wasn't. I want the job of a letterer in a Star Wars comic where I just use the program on the computer and yeah. type the words in. Copy paste everything yeah. over. Yeah. Yep. I guarantee that guy is like the most lazy guy ever. Oh, What's I'm his sure. name? <laughs> I like how you yelled at him about it. Now you're like, what? Joe Caramanga. I guarantee you that motherfucker's just like fucking like smoking pot in his basement <laughs> and drinking Dr. Pepper. Jo- Joe's just sitting back like, oh, you got another job for me, James? Thanks. <laughs> oh, sweet. Another Star Wars series? We're doing a Bib Fortuna one shot? <laughs> yes. He's like, get a hold of me when you do that BB-8 comic. I can't wait. <laughs> Shut up, Mom. I'll take out the garbage soon. I'm still playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Comic book letterer is a real job. <laughs> All right, C three P. Yeah, this is uh, the one shot about the uh, the one the one arm Star Wars character everybody's been clamoring All for. Right, hold on, okay. So this is a story about the red arm, right? Yeah, it is actually a story about the red arm. So C three P. O.'s got the red arm in uh, the Force Awakens, right? Yep. Yes. All right. Okay. Where'd that come from? Oh my god! Well, hold on. My question is like, okay, so he's got the red arm. It's not his arm. C-3PO, if he jacks off, is that like the ultimate stranger? Yes. Yeah. yes. I think that the title, the title of this sums it up by calling it the Phantom Limb. I mean, really. Yes. It's like the, you know. The Phantom Stranger. You find out it's the arm of a serial killer droid. Actually. And then he starts unwillingly killing people. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, for some reason, I guess to sum up the story, uh, C-3PO is leading a whole bunch of other droids on a deserted planet. And they have captured a a protocol droid from the First Order. Mm. Uh, this protocol droid has the location of Admiral Akbar. Um, so, oh no. It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> but they need to get this droid uh, back to uh, Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Mothra, uh, to, uh, you know, so that the rebels or resistance will know where he is, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's pretty funny because they do the typical comic book setup with the team. You know, you got your med droid, you got your fighter droid, you got a construction droid. Uh, had no idea there were this many droids. It's but... like the Ocean Eleven of droid books. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> the bomb expert droid. And the... But for some reason, since the evil protocol droid and C3PO are both. There's like an emo droid that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> the contortionist droid. It's just working on its eyeliner. And... <laughs> but, uh, the two protocol droids uh, get along but they keep going over the fact that oh we're programmed to hate each other but we're both protocol droids how weird you know and uh, you know they're stuck on this planet Uh, their general had died and they need to get to a beacon to summon the resistance Um, so the droids are trying to band together and go across this planet filled with animal life that wants to eat them Mm-hmm. And uh, so they deal with giant spiders, and it takes out a couple of them. They, they try to cross a bridge, and it's like a squid shark thing um, that ends up ripping off 
C-3PO's arm. Ah. You get the O-deer and everything. Um, but in the end, it's just, of course, this odd couple of protocol droids that are together. Um, and they're, they can see the TIE fighter. They're almost there, but it starts raining. There's this acid rain. Oh, jeez. And, uh, yeah. It's raining droids. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. It's raining droids. <laughs> Amen. Meet <laughs> <Bleep> bloop. <laughs> it, it, it takes kind of a weird twist, though, because I guess over the, them crossing this planet, these droids, they learn friendship, uh, you know, and, oh, and wow, wow. despite their programming, they can overcome that for friendship. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, you know, so the evil droid just decides to do the right thing and he walks out into, he martyrs himself to activate the uh, beacon and he tries to get back to C3PO, but all that's left. Is that red arm? Ah, wow! So C three PO then meets up with Poe Dameron carrying this arm, and Poe's like, "We'll get you a new arm. Don't worry." He's like, "I, I got this one. It's fine. It's, it's like his new like best friend, he, you know." And so, you know what I think Poe Dameron's catchphrase should be? What's that? Hot Dameron. Hot Dameron. <laughs> Hot Dameron. <laughs> That's, you know, that's fun to say. Yeah, wouldn't it be? That'd be cool. I'm in. Like, you know, like it doesn't matter like what the like, circumstances, like anything, like when shit's hitting the fan, yeah. he's just like, hot damn it. <laughs> Sorry to inform you, but all the boffins died. Hot damn it. <laughs> we just blew up the Death Star a third time. Hot damn it. Hot damn it. Hot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird story. It's a quick one. I'd say it's like a high taste it. You yeah. know, at least now we know what the arm is. Um, I mean, it's nothing impressive. You can tell right. by what I shared with you. But this is the most relevant comic we've gotten to the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Everything else has been about Princess Leia saving like Alderans, and you know we have like. Chewy hanging out with an orphan. <laughs> Weirdest goddamn fucking stories Marvel is giving us for this exciting new movie property they have. And right. this is the first one that actually touches on characters. I mean, I know there is a Poe Dameron comic out yeah, now. Yeah. But I feel like now, six months later, they're finally figuring out, or maybe it's almost been a year. It actually has been a year. Yeah. Shit. But they're finally like dishing out what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me get this straight. 3PO's wearing the arm basically like in memorandum yes. of this robot that yeah. that was evil and then did the right thing and killed himself. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time before that arm starts killing the rest of the mm-hmm. crew. <laughs> Couldn't he just put like a stuck a ribbon to his chest or something? It's just, like a magnet. Yeah. It's really funny. Are you talking about like 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 one of those breast cancer ribbons? Yeah, yes, exactly. It's really funny because uh, three a red ribbon. He, he even points out he's like this goes against my aesthetics protocol. Like he's just like this looks so terrible, and yet he still like wants it fixed onto him. And so by the end of episode seven, he's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, that, no, I don't need to remember that shit no more. Yeah. I'm hoping they give me a one shot where he explains why he doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> there, there is one little blurb in here, a, a panel that did make me interested because they're talking about uh, forgotten memories. And he actually is recalling memories from being with Anakin. Oh, and wow. from episode two and episode three. He's like, I get flashes of this. I don't know. Even though it, his memory memory was wide. Yes. He's like, I see flashes of this. I don't know what's true and what's not. But I remember, and then he describes, like, these C-3PO vague scenes. is having hot flashes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
You should have me forgotten memories. <laughs> so uh, I think that was a weird blurb, and we probably will never hear anything else about it, but yeah. that was like a really interesting thing sure. to kind of put in here. Very cool. I know you've got more for good pop, bad Yeah, pop. let's have these guys talk about something. Uh, I mean, there's more wow. comics, right? Yeah, I'm pushing off on one of these I was, just, I was thinking about Star Wars comics and how ridiculous they are. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop. They should have one just called Star Wars Canon. Jay. Where they promise to put actual canon stories in every, every month. Jay. Oh, I would buy one that explains all the stuff they erased and then, like, how they're replacing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Yes. I, I watched this, too. Did, Did you? you watch it? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Pee-wee's Big Holiday. It's a Netflix original film. Uh, when they first announced this, I didn't know if it was going to be a theatrical release. When I found out it was a Netflix release, I was thinking to myself, hot damn, Dameron. <laughs> hot Dameron. <laughs> I thought to myself, hot Dameron. Uh, it's going to be a fucking uh, Netflix release. That's great. More people are going to be able to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it. What did you think about uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday on Netflix? Uh, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this. I was I was in the dumps, man, and this movie made me laugh my ass off when nothing else was going to. It made me feel good, just like Pee-wee's Big Adventure made me feel good. Yeah, It's not as good as Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Don't get me wrong. But it is worth watching, especially... Mm-hmm. 30 plus years later, I mean, I think it's like 31 years later. Yeah. He's, he's what, 63 right now? I think he's about 63. Wow. Sure as fuck doesn't look like Does it. Does not look like it at all, man. Yeah. He is in it. He is that character to the T. He plays it, you know, just, you could tell he, you know, he's playing it with all his heart and soul. He yeah. is fucking Pee Wee Herman again, which is surprising as hell. Um, you thought Pee Wee Herman was gone? Yeah. You don't, you don't know Pee Wee, motherfucker. Pee Wee's back and Pee Wee's in action and you can eat the shit out of Pee Wee's motherfucking ass. Yes. Yes. And I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought, okay, of course they're going to skip some beats. Yeah. They're going to do some things that I don't appreciate about this. But, man, I fucking loved it. I loved it. From the opening get-go where they do the montage, the typical Pee Wee Herman wake-up montage and you go through his well, gadgets. He's, he's talking to a female version of Mac and me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was weird. You're like, talk, you talk, no, it's great. That's from, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a ode to the, <laughs> the other character yeah. design in that character was very disturbing to All me. All right. Hey, second, I'm going to Tupperware this. Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely Tupperware this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about Joe Manganella. Oh, loved it. Loved their friendship. Joe Manganella was, it was absolutely phenomenal in this movie. And I kept thinking to myself, like, is Joe Manganella doing a Pee Wee Herman movie, or is he auditioning for the Shazam movie? Ah. I don't know this guy for shit. Um, he was my True Blood. Yes. I'm a big fan of True Blood. Yes. He, was so. by, he was by far one of my favorite parts of the movie, though. Every time they did the flashback with, Pee- with Pee-wee, or like a dream sequence of him and Pee-wee at the party, yeah. I was. those were some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yes. Between the dueling pinatas and, the, and the getting the just Pee-wee suit and everything, those, yeah. are, those are some of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Joe Manganiello is great. He I'm was a big, great. I'm a big fan of him. I mean, he's appeared on the soup with joel McHale. he was on true blood and it felt like for me it was like him auditioning for shazam yeah yeah and, and, he, and he like he really played that part well yeah. i mean he had fun with that role he sure did and and you could tell in in between their chemistry oh, he, and he's playing himself yes yeah he's not he's not playing a character joe manganella who played flash in the original spider-man movies the 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 raimi film mm-hmm. yes is playing Joe Manganella, the <laughs> actor. 
and he plugs what he's done like I didn't know what he did lately and within the movie him, itself yeah. he plugs that he was in True Blood and he was right. in Magic Mike or right, whatever right. he was in Magic Mike I thought that well. was really funny yeah. Yeah. all it took was Pee Wee's Milkshake <laughs> that's what made Pee-wee's. their friendship happen no no Pee Wee's Milkshake brings all the boys I, to the yard apparently it does it, it does. brings all the boys to the yard <laughs> damn right and it sure as fuck brought me into this movie, I loved it. I thought it was fucking great, man. Jake, what did you think? Talk I will. Ha- I, I high taste it. High oh, taste, Jake. It. I can't. I can't help but but hold it up to. I, I love this movie. My high taste it is a strong statement, okay? But I still can't help but hold it up to Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. And to me, that's the Tupperware. And if you put this next to it, I can't call both those things Tupperware. It's like thirty it's, years later, I can't. Thirty years yeah. later, I can give it a Tupperware. Yeah, it's if still you, not on that level. If to me. you can fucking it, no, seriously. For me, watching Dumb and Dumber from 20 years ago, which I think is a really funny movie, and then watching Dumb and Dumber 2 or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it was called, mm-hmm. and how that was a f- complete toss-it for me, mm-hmm. how awful it was. For Pee Wee Herman to have the same energy that he had in the original Pee Wee Herman movie 30 fucking years later and pull and, and pull it off in this movie – I gotta give him a Tupperware. I Tupperware I felt his like performance. A, I felt like a kid again, man. I don't disagree with that. I Tupperware. Dude, the, 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 the flying car scene. Yeah. That shit was. was the mobile hair salon. Was My favorite character. <laughs> the mobile hair salon. <laughs> My favorite character was Wilderness John. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's exactly what I thought. Fucking brilliant. There were so many good things. The nine daughters that were trying to, you know, get with yeah, him. That was very funny. I mean, come on. It wasn't Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's yes. on Netflix. Okay. I mean, I hate taste it. Don't crucify me. <laughs> How could you just give it a high taste? Yeah, I know, I know. I, I think in some instances you're so happy that it, it recaptures yes. something that you have. Like, I have to give yeah. this a Tupperware. It, it recaptures. There was not a moment where I was, like, not happy about watching oh this. Oh, my God. Joe Manganiello, like, like in his fucking, like, bedroom, in his fucking, like, you know, New York uh, high-rise suite. Yes. Upset and sad <laughs> that Pee-wee didn't show up to his party. Yeah. Was and hilarious. He's, and he's crying like a teenage girl. Yeah. He's pouting in his room like a teenage girl. That is fucking Awesome. You've got like the manliest motherfucking man crying that Pee Wee yeah. Herman didn't show up. It's basically, this movie is a love story between Joe Manganello and Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. I, it truly I, is. I Tupperware this When movie. they meet is one of the most hilarious scenes too. And, and they're both listing off all their favorite candies <laughs> yeah. and saying it at the same oh, time the root, and everything. The root beer barrels. Yeah. <laughs> The way Pee Wee ate the root beer barrel cracked me up. And then the fact that he threw the candy away when he yes. was done was so ridiculous. I can see where Jay's coming from. If I were to come at this movie where I was like down in the dumps and, and just kind of feeling like bleh, I, I, honestly, I think that would affect my rating too. Like yeah. I could see this. This is the kind of movie that would really like cheer me the fuck up yeah. if I was not in a, in a good mood. great, man. And I would give Couldn't it help it. Couldn't help, and and the theme was kind of there's always a moral lesson with Pee Wee Herman movies, and the theme kind of with this one was coming out of your shell, yeah, you know, you know, stepping out of your boundaries, and I thought that was awesome too. That there was kind of a nice moral lesson with this, just like all Pee Wees. Well, now that we finished this segment, I will let you guys let me go. 
What? Uh, that's Pee Wee says that like a hundred times in the movie. Oh yes, yes. I totally <laughs> forgot that. I'm gonna let you let I'm gonna you let, let me you go now. Let me go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. That was great because yeah, he was kind of annoyed, but he was yeah. trying to find a nice way to tell people he wanted yeah, to get well, out of there. There was the, the 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 one blonde character that reminded you of like the Penelope Ann Miller character mm-hmm. from Big Top Pee Wee. Yes. yes, that was like overbearing and like totally like needy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I told I loved that part. Of the movie that was super funny yeah yeah man i, I had a blast jay, watching it. so jay, happy i loved it I loved i'm it. glad you I loved, loved it too it. guys don't no, you're, you're out shut no, your no, mouth no no no, <laughs> I loved it too. no 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 we're peewee pals yes we All are right. Woo. forever peewee pals forever <laughs> me and jay we get to sing a song it's called peewee pals forever <laughs> and you're left out jake Pee-wee i loved it too peewee pals forever jake doesn't exist in our world peewee pals forever <laughs> Jake, it's gonna be okay, man. I didn't don't, get the email cry. with the lyrics to this song. Hey. <laughs> so Jay, like you remember that part in Pee Wee? Yes. I love that part and it's you love it. Awesome. And, and you love that part too. I do, I remember that. Dude, Pee Wee Pals forever. I always remember that you loved it. Pee Wee Pals forever. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> hey, if you didn't shit all over the movie, I know. Then, you know? <laughs> Pals forever. I need a shot. Pee-wee. I'll fucking and, and I'll watch that again. Too. Me too. Whenever Absolutely. I'm down, I'm gonna fucking watch. Yeah. That, so yeah, not Jake though. He hated it. I will never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I want to think about Wilderness Child, I'll watch it though. <laughs> Guys, uh, Jay, uh, did you watch the season finale for eleven twenty two sixty? Yes, I did. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, that's fine. What did you think, man? Um, mixed feelings, man. Mixed feelings because. I was expecting more um, more brought into the JFK assassination, and I feel like they wrapped that up real quick with this. Mm. So I was kind of fo- – I guess I was focusing on the wrong thing. But at the same time, I feel like you know Bill's character, Oswald's character, Oswald's wife, like all that stuff just got wrapped up real quick. And it's like – but I was invested in these characters. You – made me invested in these characters right and i felt like they wrapped that up way too quick um you know and and also you know of course oswald you know jake or is is it jake jake yeah jake uh amberson (laughs) he kills him and then he's in deep fucking shit and then two minutes later he's he's exonerated and they're and the fbi agents he's sitting there grilling him like oh what were you doing there and all this mm-hmm. shit and then he's like oh you're fine and they're almost buddies no man i like how he played the mind tricks on dude he's like i did enjoy he's that like, he knows his fucking jfk history and he's like uh well if you're gonna do this i'm gonna fart i'm gonna talk to i'm gonna fart I did I say, <laughs> did I, what do you mean now did i did i say fart yeah, I so, yeah. thoughts you have thoughts <laughs> no no he says he says something like like i'm gonna bring it to i'm gonna bring it to like the pump attention that like right. about the Marilyn Marilyn Monroe shit and that was great and I was just like I was just like oh my god dude I was just thinking to myself dude you got served he, he did get served he, he got served he did get served. Got served a lot of you got served references in this episode <laughs> did we do that earlier well Alan Rickman said you got served too oh yeah that's right. that's right did he but I, and I agree with that you I thought got served. <laughs> yes I thought that was cool, but then they're sitting in the car and they're just buddy buddy after he and the whole like phone call from JFK and Jackie Onassis didn't make sense to me. How did they know anything about him whatsoever? Yeah, like oh, I know you loved your fiance and she's dead now. Holy shit! This is the first time where Jay is like fucking knocking something that I fucking love. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, dude. no, no. Like, I knew this day would come. It's awesome because like I absolutely loved this fucking episode. Mm. It was like. 
it was like because it gave me what I wanted. Like mm. I always thought, like in this episode, like uh, shit, should I spoil it? Yeah, I, go for I, it. I thought things were going to happen historically the way that they did, and they didn't. Uh huh. And it was nice to see like the alternate future. Yeah, and I was cool. I was cool with a lot of this. I'm not hating. I it. was like, holy shit, dude, he fucking did it. Yeah. And I got to see the alternate future, and I was just like. Oh my god, I can't believe they're fucking giving me this. Right. And that's what I loved about it. And then I also loved the ending where, like, you know, with... Uh, the him, poem him. that was written by Stephen King? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, and then him meeting up with old girl at the end. Yeah, and that was great. That part was fucking phenomenal, yeah. and that's what... No, but I totally get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and, like, you're making me feel stupid. No, it's... I, I, no, I, you're making me feel stupid with your fucking... <laughs> With your intelligent fucking ramblings. Are you guys not going to be peewee pals anymore? <laughs> oh, shit. Know. I don't know. I don't know, Jay. It's like, I don't know you anymore. No, like, yeah. Like, we were wearing friendship bracelets before. Yeah. <laughs> and just threw I'm, it on the ground. I'm ready to take off my friendship bracelet. <laughs> I watched you guys put them on each other. I know. It was touching. They were green and purple, and I, I was like, I called them our Joker bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, dude, we're... Oh, sorry. Like, I meant to say... <laughs> Jake, Jake wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. It was a ceremony between you and me. It was. It and now was. I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm taking it off. <laughs> <laughs> Back to status quo. Aww. That, that, that was my only problem with it. Right. I love that they turned it into this love story. Yeah. And I love his selfless act of, and it was like his most heroic act yeah. of saying like, okay, I can't. I can't continue this relationship with you. This is all it's going to be. Yeah, man. But, man, it was a very heroic act because mm-hmm. she, I think they were, like, meant for each other. I do, too. I mean, yeah. talk about fucking soulmates. Absolutely. Um, and she she stole the fucking show, She's man. great. God, she was angelic as shit. Yeah. But I I'll agree. With I you. don't think I could have made that choice. Right. And that, that, that for me was a big decision for him. And yeah, it, I'd be going through that fucking time. Port- again and again. Yeah, I'd be like groundhog, groundhogging, uh, day that yeah. fucking pussy all day. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, she, she was groundhogging that pussy. I would, yeah, yeah. I would, I would learn how to speak and then I would, and then, and then, I, yeah. Dude, she, no, she's, she's, perfect for I him. love her. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah, and that that was the saddest most impactful thing, but then the way they ended it was also yeah. very uplifting. Yeah. And and the poem that that Stephen King was told to wrote uh, to write by the showrunner. The showrunner is like we need something to kind of wrap this this right. story up and he wrote this fucking beautiful fucking poem yeah. that really hit home for me when I saw it and I was like just kind of gasping when yeah. when when that poem yeah, was over. He was with. like, "Roses are red." No, you're ready to say the same thing. No. <laughs> JFK survived. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Rub a dub dub. <laughs> Stephen yeah. King in the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it was. It, it's it's a really beautiful poem. Like you need to. It sounds beautiful. No, you, you you really need you really. There's websites dedicated. Just just to this poem. Yeah, it's called uh, The Poem. No, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> the poem. the poem. They're going to make an eight-episode Hulu miniseries about this poem. But <laughs> but I, I was really like – I was really worried about how this was wrapping up until yeah. that happened. Um, but yeah, yeah, for me, the big, the only downfall was that I, I felt like they made us care so much about this Oswald story yeah. that maybe I lost – 
lost touch of what the real story was. I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe you had a different no. view on that. To me, that I, was one of the biggest, like, I didn't watch the whole things, but one of my biggest complaints was I thought the show was focusing too hard on the Oswald stuff when that's so very secondary in the book. Oh, see, well, they definitely tell you that, yeah. Well, for me, it was just like, I wanted to see, like, like, I, I, I figured, I thought that they were gonna, like, end it the way historically it happened. Mm-hmm. And when it didn't, mm-hmm. I was like Tupperware man. I, I I love alternate shit. Oh yeah. yeah, show me show me like what didn't happen historically. So does this set up for more or is this nah, it? No. This is it. just one and done. One and done. Of, I mean one season. One season and done. Absolutely, yeah. and that's the way it should be. And and, I, and you know what? I think I think a lot of my problem with that is too that the, those those actors were so great. I mean, maybe they weren't supposed to be such a focal point. Yeah, but they did such a good job that you are so focused on those characters. And then, yeah. and then when it's mainly about her and him, yeah, I felt just kind of disappointed. Yeah, the guy that. that played the principal was great. Oswald was great. Bill Mimi was great. Chris Cooper was great in this. Yes, uh, I think like the weakest character in this was Franco, Franco, Franco himself. Absolutely. But, but um, I mean, I Jake, I haven't read the book, and like that's that's on my list of mm-hmm. like Audible purchases. It's and very good. So. But I, not reading the book, I Tupperware this. I had a lot of fun with it. I love alternate time travel, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like Quantum Leap was always like one of my favorite shows. Oh, me up. too, me too. And so for me, like I kind of looked at it as kind of like a Quantum Leap type story, right? And for that, for that, I can like Tupperware this. I, I loved it. Tupperware the entire series. Yeah, high tasted for the for me for the final episode. Cool. I can I can, I can I'm gonna miss that. it, man. I'm gonna miss having that be my weekly yeah, thing. I would love to see like a show where they attempt to kill John F. Kennedy every week. <laughs> I've always very uplifting. Yeah. Like I've always like I've always just been like, shit, why can't kill that you, motherfucker. Why can't you throw that into every show that I watch? Like I want to see like season two of Supergirl. Like let's kill John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Big Bang Theory, season eleven, let's kill John F. Kennedy. You know? Yes, uh, yes. Spoiler, the Big Bang Theory is on the grassy knoll. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a, uh, those bastards. Yeah, fucking uh, Arrow season fucking five. Uh, dead, dead. He's sh- the second shooter. Dead shot is the second shooter. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, let's yeah, Game of Thrones season six. <laughs> they don't even have fucking guns. Seriously, like you know, I, hell, like when I go to bed at night, the only thing that puts me to bed, I don't count fucking sheep. I fucking count like bullet holes to. <laughs> That's disgusting. Like, I, 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 yeah. I count how many holes the third bullet made. You know, I just do the whole diagram in my head all over again. The magic bullet. You like you like that that, that bullet spray. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how did it hit the senator and JFK? Oh my god. There had to be more than one gunman. That's right, everybody. Listen to comic slabs to listen to three sick fucks. <laughs> Every week. You guys already listen to these sick fucks. I mean, it's no different. All right. They're sicker than us. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about The Lost Village. Oh, yeah. That'd be a fun one. I I talked about The Lost Village. It's an anime. It's on Crunchyroll. I talked about it last week. I gave my thoughts on The Lost Village Episode 1. I know that Jake watched episode one, and I know that Ryan has watched all three episodes that have come out. I, too, am caught up on all three episodes. I'm not going to talk about it. I probably will because... I'll get you. I'm a talkative son of a bitch. (laughs) But I want to know what you guys thought about the village, the lost village. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say high taste it. Uh, Nearly a Tupperware. I'm definitely going to be following this series from here on out. So thank you very much for the recommendation, Brian. 
Um, but you were absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, go into this, uh, yeah, expecting everything, but expecting nothing kind of thing. <laughs> and it is weird and out there. And yet, like we were kind of on the nose too. Yeah. It's everything I expected from an anime. It has your cliche, like girl in the cat hoodie. Her name's Lion, you know, <laughs> uh, like the Brian character who yells at everything. He's your, your typical swordsman. Yeah. He's very gruff and responsible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it seems, that happens a lot. Yeah, it seems very self-aware though, which is one oh, thing exactly. I really, really like about it. Like, like you said, we were, we were, we were right. It's like all the typical stuff, but it seems more than that. It's n- not just like a rehash of all the typical stuff. It almost seems like almost a parody. Well, it, yes, the thing that really threw me off is it turns out that it is a mystery series. Yes, it's supposed to be a mystery horror. Which right away, because that was the weirdest thing about that first episode. Mm-hmm. The first episode is a Tupperware. And it is introducing you to this cast of 30 people. Uh, like Brian said, they're on a tour bus. They want to restart their life, and they're going to find this uh, legendary village or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and it's weird. It throws you right in there, not even a minute in, and we're already cutting from face to face while they introduce themselves. Um, did you write that shit down? Dude? I did. Just write it down. Yeah, Lost Village? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I, shit, dude. I, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already in. <laughs> I only watched the first episode, but I it was a Tupperware for me, too. Yeah, dude. I, I, fucking A. Yeah, man. I See, that's a fucked up thing, dude. I thought I was, like, on my own and shit. Yeah. Because, like, I'm new to anime. No, you found a good one. Dude, yeah, this good shit job, is, like, this is, like, you find a diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, as much as I love, like, you don't the, know anime, motherfucker. <laughs> as much as I love reality shows and stuff, this really hit that bone for me too. Like, yeah. it, re- it really felt like that's with, what I can't wait to see with the confessionals and like that kind of shit like that. Like, it really, I've never seen an anime like it. Like, it, with that aspect. To well, it. after the second episode, when I found out that it was a mystery, that's what made it even better. Because yeah. now we're gonna have all these characters, just like you said, like on Survivor or Big Brother. Yeah, who done it? Who who was it responsible for this yeah. or who screwed us over in this part and and you're gonna like was it the rapper was dude, it dude, the... dude, yeah what's up with the rapper dude and they'll yeah, be able to he was kind of creepy it, in that second episode for real trying to drag the little girl off no dude something. he was no he was rapey yeah exactly rapper dude uh, was, you'll get that and rapper, <laughs> dude, rapper dude was seriously but you rapey. see him talking to somebody else so then right after that and you're like so is this guy in on it you start questioning mm. each cast member like hmm. why yeah. are they at this village exactly you, you start to like is one of them like a detective one of them might be working with the law they didn't want any of this on this tour why didn't you report this the only one i trust is the fucking bus driver you know what i don't trust him are you serious because at that that episode there's a knock on the door you know they leave them basically the second episode the bus crashes and they're like fuck it we're close enough we're gonna walk oh and the bus driver's like, well, after you saw in the first episode, he didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. For some reason, he got hired to be a bus driver, and he doesn't want to drive to the location. Do your job! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you you kids are irresponsible. You just want to run away from your life. This is stupid. I, I refuse to do it. What and, did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so in the end, after the bus breaks down, like they kind of make a deal. They're like, all right, well, we're going to a mysterious village. We don't need money. You can have our wallets. And then if you come after us or you say that we yeah, abandon you, yeah. like we'll just say that you threatened us and took our money. Oh, jeez. So they kind of blackmail the driver. Yeah. And at first he's just like, fine. But there's a knock on that door right away. And he has this weird look. And then it cuts 
to the rest of the crew. Yeah. Huh. So he, and he shows up later, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he does. So that's my big question: is what knocked on the door, and that has to do with more of the mystery that we get glimpses of in the next couple episodes. But it's got me enticed. I, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I'm on board, man. But yeah, that first episode was perfect. All your it, yeah, it's self aware. It's got all your anime tropes. <laughs> There's like the one girl who's super creepy. She's constantly talking about executing and things like that. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna die, and dude, everybody's dude, like, dude, "Hey, dude. calm down." She tries to kill old dude. She does. She does. Yeah. And towards- what was fucked up about that? It's like she's trying to fucking drown this guy later, like in the third episode and shit. Mm-hmm. She's trying to drown this guy. And like she's trying to kill him, and the whole time, dude is like looking at like she's like her chest. <laughs> yeah, dude is looking at her chest, man, because like because she gets wet, so you can wet. see her bra. So you oh, can see her geez. bra, and like even He's though just perving out. Yeah, dude, dude is perving out because like she's trying to fucking like fucking like like drown, dude. But he like comes out of the water, and he's still looking at like her, <laughs> her wet, supple breast. Oh, it's weird. That is weird. You'll get that kind of shit all the time too. And yeah. There's like an, another character who's like the gun cat. She loves guns. She loves, but guns. she keeps making cat puns in there, <laughs> just like super troopers. It's like in a way. it's like Ted Nugent if he loved watching YouTube videos about cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's weird, and you know she becomes best friends with the guy who's all about survival. He yeah. just is like loves swords. And it's stuff. like Bear Grylls if he was like a sword fighter <laughs> and had cool sunglasses. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. <laughs> it's good though. <laughs> yeah, no. It, the characters are all like just interesting enough. And, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And so and like the, I the, said, the, the 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 fucking the one like like I don't know if they're a married couple, but the couple that yes. they're hilarious. Yeah, he's like, I will give my life for you, and she's like, No, I want you to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> what, what did you think about? I that? loved it. Like I said, it was a complete Tupperware. Yeah. Like I, I need to watch these other episodes. I'm kind of thinking it, with the mystery aspect, maybe I'm better off just waiting for. Like at least ten episodes of this thing to exist. It's then, signed yeah. for twelve episodes. Okay. We're guaranteed getting that, but with the earthquakes just happening over in Japan, mm-hmm. they said it will be delayed. We uh, will be seeing delays at some uh, point okay. during this. But yeah, right now there's three episodes up on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's called The Lost Village. I highly recommend it if you are a Crunchyroll subscriber. I want to talk about You know, it. real quick, it's actually rated R, too. That surprised me to find really? out. Yeah, it's rated R. Uh, for language and violence, hmm. which we just finally start to see some of the violence in episode three. Yeah, they allude to like the bear and the claws. Yeah, and the but I think we're gonna get even more if it's rated R. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, we're yeah. definitely gonna see some some serious shit. Yeah, and yeah. if you're not a Crunchyroll subscriber, if, even if you go to their website, they'll let you watch the first episode without being a subscriber. And that's yeah. a Tupperware right there. We yeah. all agreed that's a Tupperware. Yeah. So check yeah. that out. Yeah. So if you want to get like sucked into this world, then yeah, watch watch the first episode, man. It's so bizarre <laughs> that I think. You'll get into it. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Yeah. I was on Crunchyroll, and like Crunchyroll, they they give you the anime options. You can watch all the animes that you want to, and they're they, you know. But they also have a, a drama selection, and the drama is live action shit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a separate subscription. It's Kore- Korean drama. Well, so I, you know what, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check out this fucking live action fucking Crunchyroll shit, and I watched this show. It's called. Waka Kozaki. Okay. And uh, let me explain this. Waka Kozaki brings you... <laughs> what, are you what are you giggling I'm about? I'm laughing that you, you're down the Crunchyroll rabbit hole. You're laughing the live I action know. I know. I'm watching the live action Crunchyroll fucking drama. Uh, it's called... It's a, it's a Waka Kozaki. Hmm. Uh, it's spelled W-A-K-A... 
K-O-Z-A-K-E, Wakakazaki. It brings you Marisaki Wakako. She's a 26-year-old that loves nothing more than delicious food and drink. This chick, she loves fucking eating food and getting drunk. Hmm, sounds she good. Loves, she loves her fucking food, and she loves to fucking drink alcohol. Okay. This chick loves it. She's My cute. kind of lady. She, yeah. Perfect lady. Wakako's favorite thing to do for relaxation is to go off by herself after work and go to various places to eat and drink, even if she's never been there before. The moment Wakako is able to taste the pairing between the food she wants to eat and the perfect accompanying, accompanying drink, the happy sound of shoo <laughs> leaves her lips. I, I'm not kidding you. When this fucking chick... When this chick hits the fucking climax of fucking food and alcohol, you hear this chick go, shoo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know it sounds silly as fuck. So I started watching this. I thought I was watching like episode number one. I thought I was, I guess this is like season two, episode one. It's titled Classic Beer Food, Deep Fried Mackerel. So it's a live action show. And what they do is she walks into a fucking restaurant and she orders like food. Okay, and as she's waiting for the food, like this fucking chick, she loves. Not, number one, I'm going to point this out. She loves fried food and she loves beer. Mm. This is the perfect woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. Are okay. we in Wisconsin? Okay, <laughs> this 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 show is basically a pornography without fucking nudity and penetration. Ah, it's like basically it's like watching a porno. Uh, she eats food. And as she's eating it, she's basically having an orgasm. Ah, this show is amazing. <laughs> she gets a hold on, hold on. She hold on. She in, in this episode, she gets served a craft beer while she's waiting on. She orders fried mackerel. She gets served a craft beer, and she she says uh, she orders uh, a craft beer. They they serve it to her, and she goes, "That's the stuff. It's the creamy head that makes a draft beer." <laughs> I just got half a chub. Is this a, oh, here thank you, thank you. Is this a, is this a scripted show or is it like a reality show? It's a scripted show. Okay. It's a scripted show, but they're in real restaurants. Okay. At the end of the episode, Jake, they show you the restaurant that they actually went to. Mm. Ah. So she's a patron in this restaurant. They actually have actors play like the parts of people that are running the restaurant. But mm. at the end of the episode. They tell you where the restaurant's located, and they show you the real people that run said restaurant. Wow. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're watching an Asian woman fucking orgasm while eating food and drinking beer. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so anyway, they show her drinking this fucking craft beer, and it's almost like she's making love to the mug with her mouth. And you hear the beer being chugged down her throat. Like, you hear, it's almost like she's sucking on a cock. <laughs> and you hear semen just, th like, running down her gullet. It's insane. They then show her fantasizing, and I'm not kidding you. They show this woman fantasizing about her food and dreaming about how good it's going to taste in her mouth. They serve her the deep-fried mackerel that she's been waiting for this entire time. And she looks at it, and she says, It's so big in person. <laughs> Oh, Guys, man. yeah, yeah. I just finished it. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. She is so intimidated by this big mackerel that she doesn't know if she's going to be able to take it all in. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh! She's fantasizing. Here she is. She's fantasizing. She is fantasizing about fucking fish, about mackerel. I want to play a little bit of uh, a little bit of audio 
Please. From uh, Waka Kazaki. <laughs> and here she is fantasizing about the mackerel. Here, hold on. Let me play this. It's coming up, I swear. Oh, it's coming up, all right. <laughs> <laughs> サクサクのところもソースが染みたところもたまらんのうわ。で、残り半分にはお醤油をかけて魚料理として味わってみる。うん。これは間違いない。お魚にお醤油は鉄板だよ。Never been to dinner with a girl that excited. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right, guys. So then, um, I, I want to play a little. I've never heard a woman get so excited. So she's eating mackerel, which is a fish. Okay. I have never heard a woman get holy more, mackerel. Holy mackerel is what she should have said in this episode. That would I would have Tupperware it. <laughs> I've never heard a woman get more excited about tartar sauce in my entire life. I want to. I want to play this clip from Waka Kazaki. Let me play this again. Here she is getting excited about tartar sauce. Alright, that's that's a that's a lady getting turned on by tartar sauce. (laughs) Your Korean fans are going crazy right now. (laughs) And then Guys, she takes the mackerel in her mouth. Oh, boy. And I kid you not, on the screen, you hear her say, and they show this in subtitles. She says, it's so fleshy, I might moan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Here's, more, here's more audio of her having another food orgasm. And I, I want to point out uh, again that once she has a food orgasm, she always says, pshoo. から伝わるサクフワ感。ま、待ちきれない。もう、なってしまうほど肉厚だ。美味しい。サクサクの衣に包まれたホクホクでジューシーな味フライ。タルタルってどうしてこんなに魚介に合うんだろう。ゆれ卵の水。考え出した人。インパブリック。そこへ迎え入れる冷たい生ビール。It's <laughs> the weirdest porn music ever. Guys, this is basically like if you were at Long John Silver's and watching some chick flicking her bean. I mean, this is this is like some chick masturbating in a Long John Silver's. So, um, for it being a show about food, did yeah. you did you notice them grabbing any leftovers boxes, any doggy bags at all in this? Does and it- just like all good leftovers, <laughs> guys, guys, like this is like honestly, like if you like food and if you like masturbation, this is the <laughs> bingo. Movie. This is the movie for you. This is the show for you. 
I I loved it. I thought it was. I love this fucking show. It was just the right amount of mix of like pervy shit. Yeah. It was just like some chick. It was almost. It was almost like Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. You know, g- traveling the world and going to different restaurants, but on the flip side, like giving a corn dog fellatio. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you know, no, it's like, he, he doesn't even get this into it. I mean, that is like love of food, right dude. There. Dude, this chick loves her food. She loves her alcohol. Like this is like the only thing that was missing in this was like the waiter slapping her in the face with his dick. <laughs> this show is fuck up. It's called Wakakazaki. I Tupperware this fucking show. I am definitely going to be watching every episode. <laughs> it is fucking amazing. Oh, I know. You're going to be watching it with the blinds down and <laughs> you, all. You better fucking believe it. <laughs> Man, yeah. That is, I've never... She's so into that food, I bet she gave the waiter an inferiority complex. <laughs> he, like, walked away not feeling like a man. He was like, man, I'll oh never pleasure a woman like Dude, that. Watching her fucking drink that fucking beer, and you hear her go, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hot. Wow. Hot shit. You think that was added in post, those noises? <laughs> I, I do. I do. I think, yeah. it, I think it was post-added. Post-converted. All right, guys. <laughs> After that, I want to bring up, hey guys, free comic book day is coming up. Ah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. It is. Uh, moving on, free comic book day is coming up in May. It's the first weekend, first Saturday first in Saturday. May. First Saturday. Yeah, uh, Ryan, do you know what comic books are coming out? Man, I know I've announced them before. On, you just don't remember. I don't remember them at the time. I, I, probably something to kick off Civil War 2. Yeah. I bet that's going to be one of them. Uh, I can't remember anything. Maybe DC Rebirth. Any DC Rebirth nope. stuff? No, DC Rebirth kicks off at the end of the month. Yeah. So hmm. not even that, a preview. I don't know. I th- I can't remember. They're doing a reprint of Suicide Squad number one from New Fifty Two. So yeah. they're trying to get more Harley Quinn stuff out on the shelf to yeah. build up for Suicide Squad. Yeah, you know, uh, go to uh, freecomicbookday.com, and I'm sure that they have all the co- titles listed there. But And they also have a comic book shop locator, so yeah. you can find who's participating. What pisses me off, though, is like when I first started doing Free Comic Book Day, is like you could get like as many titles as you wanted to. Now when I go to a comic book shop, it's like, okay, you can only pick from five books. Yeah. Like... Okay, so I've been waiting here for like an hour for the store to open, and I can only get five books. Like, yeah, I I've, I at least got like fifteen titles I want to choose from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because anymore every publisher does at least two. Yeah, like so. Books. Yeah, it's not like you could buy the ones that you they wouldn't let you get. Right, this is your one chance. At Even them. the subscription services now, because yeah. I subscribe to Atomic Empire. Yeah, they used to give me as many titles as I wanted to. Yeah, they did me too, and. They don't do that anymore. Wow. They give me like a limit of five. It made last year really hard because there was like a Simpsons comic and I definitely wanted the event tie-in. And it's yeah. like you do end up wanting all of these free comic book days because like you said, there's something exclusive that you're not going to be able to buy or not pick up somewhere else. It right. does have something that yeah. makes it worth money despite the fact that they're giving it away free. Yeah. And you end up spending your time either getting there early or the disappointment of missing out. Yeah, so you might it as does well just become get, pretty rough. At the at the end of the day, it's almost like you might as well just take a fucking like fried mackerel and shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be way more satisfying. <laughs> oh, so good. 
I'm gonna listen to that audio all day, dude. You need to, <laughs> dude. I'll give you my fucking Crunchyroll login. I do want that. Seriously, yeah. I need oh it my now. God. <laughs> I, thought you had to pay, I thought you had to pay for that stuff separately. What the uh, the live action stuff? I thought that was a separate subscription. No, dude. I was watching that shit all fucking day. Dude. <laughs> I was watching Waka Kazaki. How do you fucking... stop? You know, I mean, yeah. your pants are already down, dude. So. Dude, it was fucking crazy. Eventually, it gets sore. So anyway, dude, like, okay, so not she, with more tartar sauce. So she, she's in the bar, dude, and like she like <laughs> she orders some sake. I'm not kidding you, dude. Like the fucking glass that she orders the sake in. It could not be more phallic. So she orders this fucking sake, and the dude starts. He starts pouring. It's called like sake wine. Yeah. He starts pouring it in, and it starts overflowing. And I was sure knows what it's doing. It fucking knows exactly (laughs) what it's doing. Oh my god! The only thing, seriously, like I said, the only thing that's missing in this is like the waiter slapping her in the face with his dick. (laughs) It is so sexual. Wait till season three, dude. I Tupperware the fuck out of Waka Kazaki. Yeah, I was waiting for like the jazz music to kind of kick in that little funk beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Now we're getting that that course of the meal, huh? Oh my god, dude. Like seriously. Like, this chick gets so turned on by food, like, I cannot imagine, like, how excited she'd get if she's fucking, like, having sex. Damn. I can't imagine. Like, like, seriously, like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna work on that between episodes. No, it's like, if you give her, like, a fucking, like, nine piece chicken nugget and she's fucking, like, you know, fucking, like, flicking her bean and shit, can you imagine if you're actually, like, you know, having intercourse with her? (laughs) What the hell? I can't imagine that, yes. (laughs) I tupperware this already. I haven't seen any of it. Dude, dude, I'll. Waka Kazaki. I want to watch it tonight. You kind of want to. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to text us that spelling. No, like, the, the fucked up thing is, like, it's like it's a, it's a perfect show because it makes you hungry and horny at the same yeah, time. Yeah, those go hand in it's hand. It's almost like, it's like, oh, my God, I want to have sex, but I also want to go to a fucking buffet. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, now, like, the sneeze guard is not there for me sneezing. It's almost <laughs> like it's there to, like, like black the semen. I went to Crunchyroll and, and I just went to Popular. It's the number one show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard to find. There you go. Waka Kazaki. Check it out, everybody. I love it. I loved it a few times today. I could only watch it in five minute increments, but I loved it. <laughs> I gotta see this. I gotta see this girl. <laughs> All right, he's got to. Hey, uh, do we have any more good pop, bad pop? Or are we done? Yeah, I could talk about uh, the, you know Batman and some Ninja Turtles. Do in the middle of a comic book crossover. Go right for now. it, Batman. Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so you know DC Comics and IDW have teamed up to bring a. Uh, a it's a six-part crossover miniseries, uh, Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's been pretty fun. Uh, issue five has come out, so we got one more issue to go. I'm surprised, man. I've heard you talk about it. I've heard John from Friday Night Fandom Podcast talk about it, and everybody's seeming to love this fucking book it's, so it's far. It's surprising how good it actually turned out. I mean, they got um, James Tinian the fourth to write it. I love him. He's done amazing comics, and he's going Talent! Yeah. He's yeah. He was on that. He was doing. Uh, I know he's written some uh, Batman and Robin, and I want to say he was on Grayson at some point, or he maybe one been. of the side books. But um, he's going to be doing Detective Comics after Rebirth, so he mm. knows his Batman. Um, but he's writing this crossover in which. Um, Do you think he can deep throat a mackerel though? 
No. It's an important right. question. No. It is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe flounder, but not a mackerel. Huh. <laughs> I don't know the size of fish. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty awesome, though. I mean, all your favorite ninja characters from your childhood are teaming up. We got Batman and the Ninja Turtles. So basically... Uh, Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. Dude. Oh, yeah. He's definitely one of my favorite ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Wait, from the wait till next year, okay? Ninja we'll, Gaiden? IDW will mix it up even more, I'm sure. But... Uh, <laughs> Double dragon, dude. So far, Some tight ninjas in that. Wow, Ryan, you're really fucking coming through. With <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you guys down. There's not that many ninjas. Oh, fucking damn. Chuck Norris from American Warrior. Yes, was it American Warrior? Was that I, I want to believe he was an American Warrior. I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know your ninjas. <laughs> oh, this girl is super cute. Let me see. <laughs> Are you looking at No, Jay, she's mine. Oh, show, show him. I want to see that. Waka Kazaki. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, dude. This chick is deep throat and fucking. Well, since you dish. interrupted my review, why don't you let me see it? I love this oh, shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I just pushed over that picture. She is amazing. That goes well with any beer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Krang figured out, like, this beautiful plan to... <laughs> Krang, the Ninja Turtles bad guy, sent Shredder and the Turtles off into a different dimension. And they wound up in Gotham. Mm, and, big mistake. And, of course, the biggest detective ever figures out, you know, he, he's on the lookout for ninjas. Sherlock Holmes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's on the lookout for ninjas. He finds these ninjas, yada yada. Uh, Shredder is really the cool part of the comic. He's been making deals with the Penguin, and he's trying to take over uh, Gotham City because he sees the potential in it. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the Bat Computer and Alfred and everything are figuring out that the weapon, the side that they found, is mutating back to like nothingness. And basically, whatever mutagen uh, from. <laughs> <laughs> Stop Stop it, Jake. Jake, can you put your pants on, man? This is getting ridiculous. That girl's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. She's like a robot or a dead body. So, I love Batman. I do. Just not that much. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, it's been a lot of fun. Last issue, there was a pizza party at the Batcave. Alfred brought a whole bunch of pizzas. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Michelangelo was pursuing all they over the place. They were deep the shit out of that pizza. <laughs> uh, Casey Jones has now shown up to try to rescue the turtles. <laughs> Uh, and what's gotten really crazy is basically Shredder knows also that the turtles are demutating. Yeah. So he just figures, well, I'll just conquer Gotham and okay, I don't give so a fuck. Okay, so when you say demutating, like they're not turning into human. They're no. fucking turning into like straight up like fucking They're going to go back into turtles. Ah. Yeah. And yeah. so he kind of knows that, you know, the odds are in his favor. He's also partnered up with the penguin and he thinks he can figure out how to go back and forth. Is the penguin is turning into a fucking penguin. Yeah, that that's really <laughs> why I wanted to bring this up because Shredder has now opened up his own. And the portal. Shredder is turning into a fucking cheese shredder. <laughs> no, it's he, fucking weird. Batman is actually turning into a bat. <laughs> it's fucking weird. This fucking comic book is nuts. Look, 
James, James Tinian's did a little bit better of a job I, than that. I would hope so. But uh, what is cool is uh, Shredder, like, he's made a deal with Ra's al Ghul. So now he is head of the Foot Clan and head of How the League did, okay, of Assassins. So they show the meeting. Yes, that of was Shredder. Like the end of the, uh, they show issue a three. meeting of Shredder and Razagul. Yes, yeah, so That's all, all Tupper, the ninjas are together. Tupperware that shit. Tupperware yeah. City. So and now Batman's shitting his pants because he realizes like how se- he's been underestimating Shredder and. Uh, and Splinter's been warning him the whole time. He's like, no, this guy's serious business. You shouldn't Splinter be Splinter is actually turning into a small piece of wood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smaller piece of a stick. <laughs> but uh, in this one, there's some fun. Uh, Damien shows up, and he beats the crap out of Casey Jones. So we get to see like that crossover fight. Damien like, and yeah. Casey Robin, Jones? Robin beats Casey. Awesome. So, yeah, I thought Fucking that was... should, yeah. yeah. That was really awesome. That's dope. And uh, so uh, Batman and Robin have agreed to go out and try to fight the Shredder, and the Turtles are going to try to jump back to their world. So they Jake go... is beating something right now. Yeah. Fucking, that, that, fucking, <laughs> that fucking crushy roll recommendation I gave him. But... Uh, Shredder has gotten... Oh, they're putting that shit in, like, panko. (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Shredder has gotten a hold of some ooze, and he's brought it back. Jake got a hold of some ooze, too. (laughs) I lost a hold of it. (laughs) So the the reveal at the end of this issue is that Shredder is turning (laughs) Arkham Asylum into... What the fuck? A bunch of mutated animals. Oh, no. So the Riddler and the Joker and Penguin you're are all... Us, you're showing us an ad for, oh, like, ad. Future Quest. <laughs> Killer <laughs> Croc's go. gonna feel right yeah, at that's home. That's the page. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but we get, like, Mr. Freeze looks like a monkey animal. The Joker's like a snake. Uh, the Riddler is, like, another animal. So. Toy Man is a Holy toy. Shit. Yeah, Penguin. I, I bet you can't guess what animal he turns into. A squid? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. fried mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fucking man, bad is saying. <laughs> Why is Bane an elephant though? Seems kind of odd. Yeah, that doesn't seem very South American. You're right. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Who's the Mad Hatter? He's a mouse, isn't he? Doesn't he turn right into? There. Or is it the rabbit? The crazy rabbit. Oh, he does look like a rabbit. You're right, those buck teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a rabbit. So, um, Oh, my favorite was Scarecrow is obviously a crow mm-hmm. with a mask on kind of thing. So I've heard great things about this fucking... Yeah, it, it's hard to follow up the goddamn Japanese drama you I'm talked sorry. about. <laughs> Jake's over here beating it. <laughs> he is totally, he's totally checked out. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. Waka Kosaki. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. No, don't, don't be sorry. I knew I should have done that Batman one earlier when you gave me a chance, I but tried. now we're all spent. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right, guys. There. All right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break and let Jake beat it and uh, let Jake break one off. Yeah, yeah. I want to finish one on. We'll air. let Jake get all the baby batter out of the brain, and we'll come right back uh, with some news. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, "I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap." Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. 
They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. All right. Hey, we are back. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Dude, you seriously watched the entire episode. (laughs) During my good pop, bad pop. You watched Wakakazaki. The first episode, man. What did you think, dude? It was fascinating. I had Tupperware it, too. <laughs> I would rather watch the next episode than do the rest of this podcast. <laughs> hey, man. I don't, you know, I don't give a shit where I love Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. but I don't care where he's going next. I want to see where old girl is going <sighs> next. Yes. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> She's going to Pashoo Town. That's where. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like instead of Pound Town, it's Pashu Town. <laughs> Same difference. Wow. That was wow. mind blowing. Fucking. Well, blown. Yeah. <laughs> it blew a lot more than just the mind. Yeah. I had Good Pop, Bad Pop, but I can't even do it now. <laughs> hey, do, do you guys have any more Good Pop, Bad Pop? No, no, I'm spent. <laughs> I, just, I, I was going to do a DC animated review, but I'm, I'm skipping it till next week. Now. All right, next week. I'm next out. week. All right, we're going to move on to. <laughs> The pop culture leftovers news. 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 All right, guys. Gangster as fuck news this week coming out. Uh, we've been talking about this movie, uh, this next movie for years, Bill and Ted Three. Ah, hell will, yeah! Will it ever start production? Alex Winter, who plays Bill, says. Please. Yes. <laughs> and that Keanu, of course, is returning. Here's the quote that he had with Forbes in a recent interview. He says, Pishoo. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need to know, man. No, he says, it's looking good. This is Hollywood, so I don't believe it's happening until it's coming out on video on demand. But we're all working on the film every day at the moment in terms of the pre-prep type work. So it's an active project. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be shooting it shortly. We've been working on it for like six years. We're knee-deep in the script. It's been written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, who wrote the first two. They are fantastic writers, and the script is great. We have a script. We have a director. We have a studio. We're just trying to nail down a start date. Uh, Reeves also came out. Uh, years ago, guys, and I, we've reported this on the show, but I, I kind of just like want to reiterate this. He talked about the script. When he talked about the script, this is what he said. He said, the future comes back and says, if you don't write the song by this certain time, the universe is going to unravel and history and everything is going to change and the dinosaurs are going to walk the earth. He says, Jesus is playing baseball. All sorts of weird things start unraveling <laughs> and wormholes are twisting. We have to kind of bring order back, and it's connected into bringing our families together by writing a song. I mean, it's edgy. There's a great scene where Bill and Ted are in jail, and we're seeing our future us's, and they're all tatted and hard. <laughs> they're like tough sounding. What's up, dude? Hey, dude. Hey, guy. Stop calling me dude. They want to be. They want to beat up Bill and Ted because they've inherited the life that they fucked up. Mm. They're miserable and they hate that Bill and Ted and they hate Bill and Ted. There's some funny stuff. So, guys, Alex Winter in this interview with Forbes, he mentioned video on demand. What are the chances of this movie being released on a streaming service now? Mm. 
instead of theatrical, what are the chances of this getting released on Hulu or Netflix? I think very high. Yeah, it's very likely now. Um, but that almost disappoints me kind of, too. Like, I mean, I guess it'd be great because it'll actually get made. But I don't think it would be like the production that we would want to see follow up, you know, what Bill – I mean, I'm not saying they're like the mo- – they're not the Matrix. I get it. But still <laughs> – It would be cool the, to see, see some money poured into yes, it. Yes. The Bill and Ted movies definitely hold a certain part in my heart. Yeah, and- but, but one of the big problems about this was the fact that they were asking for – like the budget on this that they were asking for was astronomical. And what was it? Do you know? Uh, it was well over $160 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> After being like twenty years without one of these movies, like yeah, they're clearly going to have a hard time like getting the money to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with that. I, I'm fine as long as it gets made in some sort of way. I think you know with the stream like Pee Wee. I mean, I had a great time watching that. Yeah, but this is Bill and Ted. We're talking about, and we t- we just heard like Keanu Reeves talking about Jesus playing baseball and dinosaurs. Right. I mean. <laughs> Number one, we're talking about Jurassic World, and then we're talking about Passion of the Christ yeah. meets Field of Dreams. But what, I mean, what are we going to get from this? But you, in a Bill and Ted movie, it's not necessary that those things look phenomenal. I'm not worried about how you know the dinosaurs look in a Bill and Ted movie. They could look like claymation, and it would still be fine as long as it's done correctly. Yeah, I don't want to see them have to sacrifice the script that they're so fond of because of budgetary reasons, though. That's kind a of- script that they've worked on for six years yeah that's kind of disappointing <laughs> that's true and we we've got no rufus yeah yeah that's like the the worst part about it now is the lack of you know george carlton's iconic character. carlton yeah 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 we, we don't, fresh prince we don't, have, we, don't, we don't have carlton doing the carlton dance right which was hilarious in the fresh prince <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm George Carlton. I'm surprised you guys quit pursuing long enough to hear me mess up. <laughs> it's it's kind of odd having having it made now with Keanu Reeves being such a big name when he yeah. really wasn't at the time. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to think of this being yeah, made. But, God damn it! I want to see Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. I do too. On screen together again. I do too. So if they have to sacrifice some things to get it made, I I think I'm okay with that. I think I could look past some things budgetary wise. Hmm. Yeah, this this I mean the original two movies had such a profound effect on me that every Keanu Reeves movie I've seen since I do the. Wheedle, 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 wheedle. When he comes on the screen. Right. And I know it ruins the Matrix for anybody who watches it with me, but it's necessary. Right. Probably helps Matrix 2 and 3. <laughs> <It does. laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell him. But it's really, it's really about those two characters' interplay. It's not necessarily about special effects or whatever. I mean, this sounds like a grandiose script. But at the same time, maybe they could tone it down. I mean, it's just about those two for me. See, for me, it sounds like I'm listening to Alex Winter talk about this for the past, like, three, four years that Mm -hmm. I've heard him talk about it. And he's talking about what an amazing script that Matheson and Ed Solomon have done. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, it's like I don't want to see them have to sacrifice budget just to put out this amazing script. I I, want to see – I want to see like what they want to show us. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that too. But, but it'd be a shame to have to keep waiting I, I, or not happen. But I can't I can't see Bill and Ted three coming out in theaters. Mm-hmm. 
and your general audience giving a fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been 20 something, 25 years. Right. It's a very specialized audience. Since the fucking last Bill and Ted movie was ever in theaters. If you're going to strike, you have to strike now. I mean, with Ghostbusters coming back. Um, I know there's more that I'm thinking, oh, Beetlejuice just, you know, being yeah. in the rumor mill. I mean, now is really the time if you are going to bring something back from 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, true. this is their, their hope. Yeah, is that's it, the thing right now. Even TV's on that train right now. Exactly. X-Files, Full House, Heroes, yeah. like all that kind of, like everything. If anybody can do it, it's Netflix. Yeah, right. Maybe just yeah. put it out on iTunes and the theater at the same time. Get like both the best of both worlds. I say Netflix is the only way to go. Yeah, I think. I mean, I know iTunes. Is, I, everybody's got a subscription already. Yeah, Netflix is definitely going to get you. And if not, it'll pull in more. Yeah, it'll keep them kind of you know in the competitive world of them. Amazon Prime, Hulu. It's just another thing to kind of keep the ball in their court. Yeah, I mean, like, like even the fucking cartoon came out over twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Ish. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Netflix is big on the nostalgia thing. I think they could capitalize on that for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think that is definitely the way to go. I don't I don't yeah. see this being in a. I don't see general audiences going to this. I see a very specialized crowd that's at home watching Netflix already. They're going to jump on board, especially mm-hmm. with Keanu Reeves on this. So yeah. Oh yeah. If he's the front runner or the the name at, at yeah. the top of a Netflix series, that's a yeah. draw in itself. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they could do it. I, I think they're taking a risk either way, and maybe that's what they're hesitant on. I, I, I think that it's. I think that if it, it if it's a Netflix original movie, I think that this movie's going to do gangbusters. Yeah. So maybe just have faith in that. Maybe Netflix should have more faith in that, and just yeah, maybe they should do it. Well, I don't way. even know if it's on the table yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Netflix isn't going to pour $160 million into this thing, though. Yeah, I, I think that's why he did this interview with Forbes. He's really trying to sell this idea and yeah. trying to make it... I mean, I'm sure there's a certain amount of salesmanship in that where, yeah, they've been working on it for six years, but they still probably need the production company and the distribution behind them. Right. Once it gets made, once, it, once this movie finally gets made, I think that we're going to finally hear Alex Winter say, <laughs> Finally, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. you know that's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna move on to Marvel news. It's time now for Marvel news. <laughs> Marvel news. Marvel shoe news. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got Marvel emails. Starting off, uh, Bar- uh, Luther-, Luther Shaver sends us an email and it says, uh, Baron Zemo was always one of my favorite villains. Even taking it back to good old Helmet Zemo. Seeing as how Daniel Brühl's role as Zemo has kind of been under the radar, do you guys think that he'll take a backseat to Tony? The uh, Tony Captain America storyline and be an overarching villain for a few movies, or, or do you think that Marvel hasn't solved their wasted villain equation? <laughs> so basically, saying like, oh, is he going to be the next Baron von Strucker? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the next, you know, Ultron and just die in this movie, or do you think like he's going to be an overarching character and we could see him in future films? Hmm. 
That's well, a great question. Well, I'm sure as Shaver knows as a giant Baron Zemo fan that we've had two of them in the comic book history. Mm-hmm. So even if they do the atypical Marvel thing and kill them off, they got an even better Zemo uh, as a backup if they wanted to bring out. You know, I think they're going to come out with a new movie called Finding Zemo. <laughs> That'd be great, man. <laughs> really bringing Pixar and Marvel and all of this together. Lots, lots of synergy there. Yeah. <laughs> I just pursued. <laughs> I, I personally think, you know, for him to be a villain in this movie, it's a major deal. I, I really do. I think that for for these two teams to be fighting in the first place, Zemo has to has to have a play in that at some level and i don't i think he's going to be more of a loki type i think we will see him be an overarching villain i think we'll see more of him i disagree i I think i'm with jay i think with our heroes fighting or at each other's throat like the overarching story in the comics and i know they're loose on that but it's basically this opens up a hole. How it, much faith do they have in Daniel Brule? I completely disagree. Yeah, mm. I, I don't. It's Zemo. I don't think the masses really know who he is very much. So not yet. Not yet. I All guess. it takes is one movie. I mean, the masses know Red Skull, and they didn't. They didn't keep that train going. So what do they get? You no, know, oh, we can blame that on Hugo Weaving. I mean, they did. Basically no, the train kept ki- going. That's they, how Bucky got separated. Yeah, they did. They did <laughs> not kill him off in that movie, though. Basically. <laughs> You know, they killed him off. They didn't leave him alive. Even if Hugo Weaving would have done more, they they made but, that road hard to travel. I just don't see Zemo. I, I don't see Marvel Studios. Oh, let, let's Zemo. let's follow up Infinity Wars with a fucking Zemo movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do a three movie Captain America Zemo trilogy. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't would, see him doing multiple movies. I'm with Jake on this one. It's like on on, on one side, I, I understand what you're saying. Like on one side of the coin, it's like okay, Marvel, you can't do it again right right you can't kill off another character but i can't see them saying oh the next movie's infinity wars but wait until you check out our fucking zemo trilogy (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna knock your fucking dick off and i mean don't get me wrong jay i love the character too i'm not shitting on it because i have dislike for the character right Mm. i mean shit in a perfect world we'd get fucking zemo masquerading as citizen v yeah and fucking Well, All that shit. You know, really, guys, it depends on how this movie ends. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of this movie. We might have some repercussions where Zemo, you know, is going to be around because of what happens. If at Zemo the end of makes this it movie. past the halfway point, I'll be shocked. I, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. For him to for for him to be in this and for these two teams to be fighting. He's got something to do with it. And so yeah. I, I think he's – I don't think he's going to be in Infinity Wars. I think they're no. going to – he'll be later I, on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think Marvel knew what they had with Tom Hiddleston. True. True. And now they do. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I don't think that they've learned from their mistakes. No. And I, I don't think that they're like, oh, wow, we've got Daniel Brühl as – Baron Von Zemo. Right. Wow. He's going to shock the industry. He's going to shock the industry if Hugo Weaving didn't do that as Red Skull. Right. I, I get tr- I get what you're saying, but See, I, I just feel like with the inner... I don't know. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I bet still, money crossbones will be more important than Zemo. And, and I don't think so at all. that's the thing that ke- kind of keeps me with faith. I mean, arguably, this is a second movie with crossbones. I know he didn't have the mask in the previous one, yeah. but that character has been carried over. Um, I don't see why they couldn't, since 
Bucky has been such a huge theme throughout all three Captain America movies. Well, they signed fucking Sebastian Stan to a fucking... Thirteen? Nine-picture yeah. deal. So I don't see why... Like, I, I haven't heard about the Daniel Bruhl six-deal <laughs> six right. fucking but signing. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be a great surprise if Red Skull pops up like that? I could see that being a character that returns. And with Crossbones being a reoccurring thing, mm-hmm. like I think they can get some of these villains back eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally see Zemo being the doomsday of this movie. That's why we haven't seen anything from the third act. Because, yes, the heroes are fighting for the first two-thirds of the movie. I and do not you, see you Zemo. Think, do, I do not see Zemo being the third act of this film. No, he'll be I'm done. I'm agreeing he'll with you. He'll be done for by the third act. <laughs> he'll either be dead or, or like, see, in I jail. disagree. You, you're <laughs> making him such a throwaway character. No, 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 no. They're no. making him such a it's throwaway character. It's not the character. rhino. Uh, I don't know. They haven't shown us anything. Because uh, there's nothing to show. <laughs> or there's a lot to show. No, yeah. Zemo, more like Zeno. I, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. With fucking Zemo being the third act of this movie. Look, I think he yeah, is. You guys man. are writing fan no, fiction. Sh- Shaver, I, yeah. Shaver's, I'm with you, Jake. Shaver's on to something. Purple sock here. Purple sock head. Yeah. He's going to be the next big villain. If Hawkeye villain. can't have a purple <laughs> no, head, purple then fucking so- Zemo can't. The purple sock head is what I nicknamed my cock after I watched <laughs> Waka Kazaki. <laughs> and I fucking say, Pissou! In the privacy of me, of my, in my own bedroom. <laughs> That's what Purple Sockhead is. It's not fucking, uh, it's not fucking Baron Zemo in the third act of fucking Civil War. <laughs> oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> I think it will be. I, you know what? I hope we're all wrong. I hope they surprise us all. That would be nice too, yeah. That would be nice too. Zemo and Tony team up. <laughs> Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> Zemo, Zemo, and Tony. I don't. Zemo. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Zemo is the end of the movie. This dude is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's another Baron von Strucker. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think the whole movie is going to be them just beating the shit out of each other. I think yeah. in, in the end, it's going to be ultimately about. They're not going to end it with a fucking like. It's they're not going to end it with Cap and Iron Man taking on Baron von Zemo. It's not going to be. Pee-wee's it's going to end. It's going to end with fucking Captain America. Staring at the grave of fucking Captain America after the Battle of Crossbones. There's, I don't disagree with that either. I don't, I don't disagree. But who caused that? Not Zemo. Not Zemo. I, I think he did. I think he is the cause of all this conflict. I think you guys are onto something in that Marvel has underdone all of their villains, but at the same time, I I don't know. I just oh I now to do Zemo now right. now we've gotten it right when we but, got to Zemo. Now, <laughs> now we're gonna do it right with Zemo. Uh, we're gonna cast this no name schlub, <laughs> Daniel Bruhl. I bet I, that first action sequence we hear about the big car chase <laughs> sequence or whatever is all about taking down Zemo and then he's done absolutely for. not he's absolutely just, not no no you're saying I think you're saying cro- the third act is all Zemo <laughs> I, th- I think I think Crossbones is gonna bite the dust way before Baron Zemo what? I'll does. take this bet I, I'll take I want this, this bet all day long alright that's fine that's that's what I feel like man they're not telling a shit about him nothing we don't see him we don't know shit about him but we know he's a major there's reason there's not even a Zemo Funko there's- Pop coming <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, we're going to base everything on your fucking toys now. The whole movie plot hinges on your goddamn bobbleheads. It does. The Funkos know the real secret. That head's not going to bobble for more than a half an hour. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. (laughs) I I disagree. (laughs) 
All right. um, I'm more excited than ever for Civil War to come out now. Oh, I know. Man. It's a Civil War now. <laughs> this, is, this is the it first is exciting War. thing that we've taken sides on <laughs> yeah. Zemo. Choose your side. Oh team Zemo I cannot believe, or Team Crossbows. I cannot believe that two people on this podcast are talking about Baron Zemo. Yeah. Being the, fucking fanboys. Being, <laughs> being the big villain read in more, Captain America Civil War. Read more Ed Brubaker. The guy who made Winter Soldier big made Baron Zemo really cool. I think you're yeah. I think just you're, like they no, made Ultron I, really on. cool. I think he's not involved in Captain America. No, you are Ed Brubaked right now <laughs> because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving, moving on from fan fiction corner. I'm on Team Crossbones. <laughs> I'm, I'm not team, changing. I'm yeah. on Team Crossbones too. <laughs> no, hashtag, let's hear you guys. The sides are set. Hey, let's hey. hear the tweets. Hashtag Team Zemo or hashtag <laughs> Team Crossbones. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag Team Zemo. Or hashtag hashtag Team Cross. Who lives longer is the question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. I like that. Zemo is not going to be a big player in fucking Civil War. You guys are doubt it ever in the Marvel guys, Cinematic Universe. You guys are fucking nuts. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Feige's like, oh my god, we got Daniel Brule. He's the biggest villain. Oh my since god, the Joker. we got Daniel Brule. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Rules, rules. <laughs> you guys are fucking nuts. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, nuts to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Crossbone fanboys. Jesus. No, I mean, the I'm fucking going, biggest lackey. I'm, I'm, He's the third fucking skull villain that winner, that the fucking captain fights. Who's like, the who second? cares? Who's the second? Another red skull. Uh, the girl one? Yeah. <laughs> Sin. Yeah, we'll throw that in there. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on. Uh, in uh, quick news, Charlie Cox was at a Netflix event and he revealed that the Defenders which is the culmination of all the Marvel characters that these Marvel Netflix shows are introducing, will be brought together for this massive team-up team movie, uh, team-up show They're going to fight Zemo. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the Defenders. No. <laughs> That's Crossbones territory there. <laughs> They're going to be brought together in this massive team-up called Defenders. Well, Charlie Cox revealed that it will start filming at the end of this year. So at the wow. end of 2016 is when, when they're going to start filming Defenders. Uh, he says he knows nothing about this story and how they plan to bring all these stories together. I think we've seen a thread through with Rosario Dawson showing up in each series so far. So uh, here's something else that we've talked about on the show whether we'll see Charlie Cox as uh, Daredevil or other characters from these Netflix series, and here's what he said to CNET. So basically, you know, we've talked about this. Is Charlie Cox going to show up in Infinity Wars? That's like, like we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I think me and Jake, I don't know about you, Jay, but I mean, I know me and Jake have been like, why? Right. I, I agree with you. You're, you're with yeah, us. Keep, yeah, keep them separate. Keep them separate. Yes, man. please. So he's, Char- he's more likely to show up in Infinity War than Zemo, though. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, neither is Crossbones. <laughs> He's not going to be in there either. Crossbones will still be alive. He could be in. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Charlie Cox. die. Charlie Cox. <laughs> like Crossbones? <laughs> like nice. Zemo after 15 minutes? <laughs> Yeah, Charlie. Co- no, uh, Zemo. Uh, Daniel Bruhl is gonna. Be, he's gonna be Baron von Strucker, right? Yes. They already yes. have a von Strucker that they've shown in the movie. No, no he means like the same thing. Like he'll be oh, taken out no. in the first ten minutes. No, of the movie. he'll be dead, man. No, yeah, he'll surrender. Doubt I it. surrender. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so here's what Charlie Cox said to CNET. He said, there was no conversation about joining any of the movies. Who wouldn't want to be in the highest grossing films of all time? He also said, yeah, that would be the coolest thing ever. Marvel TV and Marvel Studios are two very different things. Even if the character were to appear in the film, that doesn't necessarily mean that I would appear in the film. I will pick a fight with the guy they choose uh, that they choose. So that would be a dream. But that's not something that has been discussed. Now, guys, we've talked about this before. Mm. I can't tell you how many times on this show I have said that Marvel Studios and Marvel TV are two very different separate things as well as how neither one really respects one another. Right. Yeah, I don't buy something that Charlie Cox is selling there, though. I don't think Marvel Studios would put a Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have it not be Charlie Cox at you, this point. You don't so think they're going to do think the it's DC? Like, I don't think it's like the DC thing. Like, they've clearly established, even though they're separate production entities, they've clearly established that they take place in the same universe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Unlike your Flash and your Batman v Superman... Like, if Daredevil is going to show up in a movie, it's going to be fucking Charlie Cox. Yes, right. If Baron Von Zemo is going to show up <laughs> in the TV universe or in the cinematic universe, he's going to be dead. <laughs> and his dead body will be played by the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't think he, just like he said, he doesn't know anything about what Defenders is good. He doesn't, he's a fucking actor. He, he apparently doesn't know how this shit fucking works. I agree. And the continuity to me dictates that if Daredevil shows up in any Marvel cinematic movie, it's Charlie Cox. They'll be calling Charlie Cox on the phone. He won't have to pick a fight with anybody. This isn't Hell's Kitchen. He's not walking out there (laughs) like ready to go. Don't be so aggressive, Charlie Cox. You're, you're, you're safe. Your Daredevil is is safe. If He's you're, not a Captain America yeah. bad guy. Ben be Affleck fine. is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Oh Jesus! Yeah, I don't. That, <laughs> not after this recent movie. Yeah. <laughs> Try, quit trying to sound like tough guy. You're you're okay, right? They're, you know, they're I gonna call you. You know how I've talked about how in the past I've talked about how Marvel TV and Marvel Cinematic do not respect each other, and that there's been kind of like this ongoing feud. Well, James Gunn recently said this. He said. There is Marvel TV, who is pretty disconnected from Marvel Film, which is owned by Disney, and that's really not connected at all. Hmm. Which, even even James Gunn knows this, right? Right. right. And, and, and it's like James Gunn knows that there's a there's like this separation between the cinematic universe with Feige. And then the TV universe with Casada mm-hmm. and Ike Perlmutter and Jeff Loeb. There's a huge disconnect. Right. These guys do not see eye to eye. They do not connect with one each other. They do not respect one another. Which I think is why DC TV is fucking destroying Marvel TV, in my opinion. It's because DC TV is not fucking beholden right. to the Snyder universe. We're talking just Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. We're not talking Marvel TV as in Daredevil and Jessica Jones. No, not at all. Okay, okay. But I'm saying, like, that's why fucking... D- well, even even this, even this the, the Marvel, the Netflix films, I think if they fucking tied it in even more, mm-hmm. would suffer. I agree. But yeah. as they stand now... Yeah, oh, I mean, great. yeah, just showing, like, oh, Ben Urich's office shows, like, fucking, like, 
you know, like uh, headlines. Here, here's yeah. a headline of the Chitari attacking New York City. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. Here's uh, one character referencing Thor. Right, sure, whatever. But as far as like you know, fucking like you know, we've got two flashes. Mm-hmm. You know, Ezra Miller and then Grant Gustin. You know, and it's fine. It's fine. I'm yeah. fine with it. I'm good with it. And I, I think that the I think that the Marvel universe. In the, it, it, especially on the ABC TV side, suffers from this. I agree with that. If that experiment could be done right, though, the payoff could be like extraordinary. Like it would be sweet if there was that supporting show that really was like a great fucking show that really did play off of it. Yeah, but like you're talking, you're talking about a, you're talking about a movie. And I'm not disagreeing with you, Jake, but yeah. I'm saying like you're talking about a movie that's got a budget of over a hundred million, two hundred million dollars. Competing with a TV show, which the budget is not even like one thirtieth of that. No, right? yeah, and I'm not just. It's like with how, you how, how, like, like, like people bitching and pissing and moaning about Grant Gustin not being cast as the Flash. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, like, the graphics in the Flash TV show, as much as I love them, when you put Grant Gustin in a fucking live action DC cinematic TV show. It's going to uh, look D- way DC, different. In a movie, I mean. It's going to look way different. And like then he's got to go back to the show. Yeah. And then you got to make the show make sense of the movie. I agree. Because yeah. I feel like that's what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. suffers from. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know what? I don't – even though I do go out and see the movies, like I had even less interest after uh, Winter Soldier and the Thor like tie-ins to that show. I, I don't want to – feel forced in my weekly television watching to go see a movie before checking out next week's episode. Which is a shame, too. Like, I would like to see that what is going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. internally just from the movie Vantage. Mm-hmm. Like, it does feel like that that show really dropped the ball on that mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, after you watch Thor The Dark World, see how that shook up S.H.I.E.L.D. No, by watching separate. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> They're just different from And the then, movies. oh, after watching Winter Soldier, see what the events of that have done to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show and everything. Right. And it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like how comic books suffer from crossovers. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the show is forced to, like, follow these lines. Like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s disbanded, so now we're in a S.H.I.E.L.D. that's oh, disbanded. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of annoying. Like, it's a failed experiment. Well, and then and then the Inhumans movie was, like, announced, and so they had started to introduce the Inhumans in season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, what happened once they signed on Tom Holland and did the Sony merger mm-hmm. with Spider-Man? Yeah, Inhumans is at the end of the road now. Inhumans got pushed back, even if it's going to come out... And so now they've introduced Inhumans, and when is Inhumans coming out? Yeah, who even knows? Yeah. It's, it's not even on the docket right now. Exactly. As far as I know. To kind of go back to the Flash thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't really have a problem with it, but what's really easy is we only got two seconds of Flash in the last movie. Like so, you know, Grant Gustin's still your Flash. Like that's still predominantly the Flash out there. Oh, I, I don't, don't want to see him in a movie. Thank you. I don't want to see the cinematic universe fuck up my Grant Gustin Flash. Right, right, right. But there's nothing to complain <laughs> about so far. We got a Dawn of Justice movie, which wasn't even like a dawning of of it, you know? It was yeah. a f- hot flash of justice. Yeah, is literally. All we saw in there. A right. computer file of justice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like there's still a while to go before we're actually going to get cinematic flash. Yeah. And and DC's multiverse is kind of the perfect thing. I like how Marvel does it because 
Uh, Marvel is it's all within the same world right now that we can see between Netflix and the movies and yeah. stuff. But that's just Marvel giving you an idea for the variety that you get. You have your I mean I know TV doesn't have all these rights, but you have your Silver Surfer, you have your Cosmic, you have your Street Level Heroes, you have your Captain America and and other like capes. Um, whereas DC can do the different tones with their Elseworld stories. They can do a killing joke animated thing. They can do yeah. Flash on TV. They can do a Batman movie. And it, it works there, too. I kind of like the two different brands that have formed this year. Yeah, I, I think DC's doing it right with keeping everything separate. I yeah. agree. More freedom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they're known for the Elseworld, for the multiverse, mm-hmm. 52 universes. Which is why I'm excited for the Fox TV shows, the Marvel stuff. I, I'm ex- I'm actually excited for the Legion show and the, the Hellfire Club. Mm. Because, like, you know, they're talking about getting, like, the same director for, like, Fargo coming in there and yeah. doing Legion. It's and awesome. it's like, wow, okay. I loved Fargo. Jay loved Fargo. And you're going to have this fucking same guy fucking, like, you know, writing and directing for Legion? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm on board. Pretty incredible. Like, if this is not beholden to the fucking, like, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. bullshit, this fucking, like, universe that they've got... Yeah, I'm all I'm all in. Well, it yeah. shouldn't be if it's X Men because that's all. Well, different. or the X Men yeah. movies. Great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But see, the thing is, though, uh, with uh, X Men, as far as that goes, like in the TV universe, yeah, they you can have if you wanted to have a Spider Man, if you wanted to have Spider Man meet X Men in a oh, live action TV. Right. Yeah, you can just do like it. in their cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been mixing all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody nobody's gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. But if they wanted to, if they wanted to have a TV show that like introduced the Fantastic Four, meeting Spider Man, meeting Wolverine, meeting whatever character in the Marvel Universe, they could do a live action TV show like that. Hmm. It could happen if they wanted to do it. That's interesting. Yeah, the TV universe is completely separate from the cinematic rights mm-hmm. of these characters. So as far as like TV rights and cinematic rights, they could do whatever the fuck they wanted to. Yeah, I, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon really played with that conception mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. There was X-Men and Avengers and all of it. Nova. And that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deadpool. Exactly. Right. So yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Agents of Steel is showing is definitely proof of what's wrong with trying to merge the two things too much. Mm-hmm. And I think Peggy Carter or yeah. Agent Carter, or yeah, yeah. But I think Netflix, the Netflix stuff, like your Daredevil and Jessica Jones, just having it as like an auxiliary point is definitely showing the right way to and do I that. I don't think that Ryan's knocking the casting of the characters. I think Haley Atwell's fantastic. Oh, I love Haley Atwell. But the thing is, it's like trying to like you know like keep up a whole series. But even in that, you got to shoehorn whatever the movie does with Howard Stark. Di- right. di- dictates what you have to well, do with and the then show. They, they do it the safe way by making it like auxiliary characters. Like Peggy Carter isn't anything in the comic books. Like she's based off of a family member of Sharon Carter. Yeah, Sharon like, Carter's the important really character. They're really stretching yeah. there. Or and same with Coulson, mm. introduced by Joss Whedon. Well, Sharon like, Carter's been introduced in the movies, but you can't really do anything with her in a series right. now. On TV. Right. right. I, get, I get that, too. But I feel like their solution on TV is to choose, like, make brand new characters that exist right. within Marvel. And that's none of us are tuning in for that. We'll tune in to see The Flash. Yes. We'll tune in to see, like, actual characters. King Shark and The Flash. Yeah, well, exactly. And the Netflix Zoom. stuff is proving Zoom, that, too. Yeah, we'll, exactly. Netflix is perfect at that. Cisco like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. We'll tune in to see Daredevil. We'll tune Cisco. in to see Iron Fist. You yeah, know. but I don't want to see... I'm not Daisy or yeah, exactly. whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh. Guys, I brought up James Gunn, and uh, I know this is fucking silly as fuck, but was it 
was it yesterday or earlier today? Is it yesterday? yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah. He blew up your phone too? Yeah. Right. <laughs> go, Dude, go ahead, Brian. I'm okay. sorry, but like James Gunn was on Facebook and he was doing like a live chat on Facebook. It's kind of like a Periscope. Yeah, which but, he does those too. Which, yes, he does those as well, but he also does them on Facebook now. And uh, I just typed something like in his little chat thing and all of a sudden James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, read my fucking Comment. It's <laughs> awesome. I've been there, man. And it's crazy. I want to play it real quick. The first thing he fucking says is my comment, and it was the dumbest comment ever. And I wish I could have. Given, <laughs> I wish I could have given a different comment, but I didn't. You were on the spot. But here we go. Here is James Gunn reading my fucking comment on fucking Facebook. Those Ravager figures that Seth Green made were dope, and I've given him plenty of fodder for the next film. So basically, I my my fucking my fucking comment was those Ravager films that Seth Green made you were dope, <laughs> and he says I've given them plenty of fodder for the next film, and he's basically confirming that there's going to be more Ravagers in the next movie. But I was just I had a geek out fucking moment. Can you give us a pashu? <laughs> I've been there. I've been there, man. I had a geek out moment yeah. when I fucking typed that. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy is reading my fucking comment, which I just threw out into the fucking internet ethernet, mm-hmm. expecting it to just fucking like go out there and do nothing. Just a big fart in the internet wind. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I've got James Gunn indirectly reading my fucking thought. And answering it. And answering it and talking about new Ravagers coming in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And it blew my dick off and it made my fucking day. I I believe it, man. I I talked to him on Periscope one time and I asked him a question about Bug. And um, he's fucking even said my Two Sheds handle on it. Wow. He was like, Two Sheds? He's like, I can't answer your question about Bug. But I promise you, we will have new characters. Wow. And I was just like, I like ran into the room. I was like, Michelle, Michelle, James Gunn, James Gunn. <laughs> and, um, it's like that, man. And he didn't save his video. Like when when a Periscope ends, you either choose for it to like just go away into the fucking Neverland or yeah. you save it so you can watch it for 24 hours. And he didn't save his video. So I was like, no, <laughs> I wanted to fucking record that and show someone that. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, he it was funny. He was like laying in bed with fucking bedhead on fucking Periscope and shit. Really cracked yeah, me up. Yeah, it always seems like he's like in the middle of something and it looks like he hasn't slept for a day. Yeah, yeah. He, kept, he kept talking about how he had to get off the periscope because his like girlfriend was trying to fucking contact him. Yeah. <laughs> and and he had to like get off there so he could talk to her. And shit. He had like 21,000 fucking people too it looked like at one point on that Facebook thing yesterday. That was Jeez. crazy. Well, I just remembered like I remembered like him posting pictures of uh Seth Green, you know, Robot Chicken mm-hmm. and he he made figures of the Ravagers. And he made them for James Gunn, gave them to him, and James Gunn posted it on his Facebook. And I thought, like, the figures are fucking awesome. And I was just like, holy shit, those are cool. Yeah, they were props for Robot Chicken, weren't they? Yeah, and so I was just like, dude, those figures were dope. And, like, he's reading it. And I'm like, I did not expect you to just read my comic. Like, I thought you were just going to fucking answer questions. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden, he's fucking reading my comic. He turned it into a question. Yeah. And it was just like, I had a fucking geek out moment, and I was just like, oh my god, James Gunn, like, read my words, 
he like fucking like read them and his fucking voice just like made love with my words. Yeah. He, out of all these people like that involved with all these studios, like he seems like the most down to earth of all of them. I like him. Like man. I can't imagine Zack Snyder ever doing a fucking Periscope or yeah. Facebook chat with anyone. Well, not now. Sny- uh, fucking uh, Gunn is always on Periscope. Oh he, yeah, he's always on Facebook. He's very interactive with his fans. Recently, he posted uh, a page from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was basically because it was his movie Ravagers from the first one. And he's like, this is so cool to see this turn up into a comic book, which is really humbling, I think. It's like, dude, you made that a major motion picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is – more people saw that movie than are going to see this comic book. But he was just excited that it went full circle. And now his Ravagers are, have made it into, like, the print media wow. as well. Yeah. Uh, he, he he is a great director. Can't wait for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2. So I was just happy to fucking have such an awesome director fucking, like, even just read my fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's move on to news about Tom Holland. Tom mm-hmm. Holland uh, is going to be the next Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. Uh, and we're going to talk – I want to talk about his uh, solo film uh, with Sony. Uh, Jake, actually, you alluded to this last week uh, when you said that you heard that Tom Holland is featured in Civil War out of costume as Peter Parker for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got no confirmation on the actual time, mm-hmm. uh, give or take, but it does line up with the rumors that there will be scenes of Iron Man meeting up with Peter and Aunt May and that Tony will be some sort of a mentor Despite I'm gonna get a spank to Aunt May as soon as Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> she is you're hot. Gonna, you're gonna be able to spank it to uh, Aunt Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Aunt Marissa Tomei. So hot. Aunt May. <laughs> Pubes so gray. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it looks like he, Tony is gonna be some sort of a mentor to Spider Man. That's leading up. Into the solo film, which is now officially titled Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was asked on uh, Jimmy Kimmel if he was going to appear in the uh, Spider-Man solo film, to which he says, perhaps I will. We don't have a contract yet. Did you want me to play that uh, audio? That's what he says. I'm good. Okay. So he says, uh, perhaps I will. We don't have a contract yet. Also, the official uh, biographies... For the characters involved in Civil War, confirmed that Tony recruits Spider Man. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's confirmed. Um, it's like the Ultron like story. Well, it's explained in the art book. Don't worry about it. I was talking about it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think about? Um, well, I, of course, Tom Holland has Robert Downey Jr.'s invo- endorsement in this. Like in that interview, he talks I don't think about- Sony has like. Robert Downey Jr. money though for the, for their Spider Man movie. Yeah, that's the rumor though. It's like Robert Downey Jr. is going to appear in the Spider Man solo film. I could see them as a mentor. He, he, they're going to set it up in Civil War, and then he is going to be a, a major part of of the Spider Man solo film. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, we were theorizing this on our show recently too, and and I just see it. 
it'd be so much easier for them. Like what we got in Ant-Man with uh, the Falcon showing up. You know, like those characters are... Well, Anthony Mackie, well, yeah, yeah, you can get him, no problem. Exactly, or or even uh, Renner, you know, with Hawkeye. Let me me throw this out at you, Ryan. Okay, let's talk about about, uh, contract bonuses. All right, we, uh, Sony's like, okay, Robert Downey Jr., we're gonna, we're gonna hire you to show up in Spider-Man and we're gonna give you 15 million. If the movie does 600 million dollars, we'll give you a 5 million dollar bonus. Yeah, give him a piece of the pie kind sure. of thing. If the movie does 1 billion dollars, we're gonna bump that up another 10 million dollars. If the movie does $1.5 billion, we're going to bump that up another $500,000 or another million dollars or whatever. It's just thinking of the history. They do bonuses. Right. Robert Downey Jr. is known for signing contracts where they give him bonuses as far as how the movie performs. Yeah, that's why he's going ham trying to promote Civil War right now. That's why he's calling it... Iron Man 4, because mm-hmm. he clearly is getting a piece of that cut, and he mm-hmm. wants it to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, thinking about back to every movie, like the second one of his Marvel movies is is done, you hear about the contract renegotiations, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why at the end of Iron Man 3, it's Tony Stark will be back. Yeah. They didn't, it's not saying that there will be an Iron Man 4. Well, it's not know. saying Robert Downey Jr. is going to be coming back. That's true, too. But, I mean, it just – I feel like they've been on a real rocky ground with this guy. And, and I, you're right. The money is probably the only thing keeping him there because – you know, like you said, he is a big screen actor. He can mm-hmm. do more than just Tony Stark, and I think he does want to do more, kind of thing. But ah, uh, he wants to do more. That's why we saw him in that movie. What was that movie that he did? The judge. The judge. Yeah. But he didn't get the love for the judge. And right. Right. I, I I think what keeps him uh, he wants to be in the spotlight, and I think like Marvel and Sony are going to be able to. He gets love from that. It's not like he didn't get any fucking like uh, uh, love from the Academy for the judge. Mm-hmm. No, Robert I, Duvall did. He didn't. I honestly don't think that Tony Stark or Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. will appear in the Spider-Man movie, not based on financial reasons. I think um, he's being political with his answer and that he wants to protect the storyline of Civil War. I honestly think that Spider-Man will p- pull the flip-flop on sides by the end of Civil War. Mm. And you I think, think in the 30-minute time that he has, like, that'll... 30 minutes is a lot of minutes. I mean, that's that's a fifth of the movie. That's true. It's, it's not Trump change. And I think within that, I mean, I don't know any spoilers or anything, but I really think by the end of this that Spider-Man's going to be Team Cap. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think by the end of the movie that Robert Downey Jr. will also have a flip, and I think that by the uh, by the start of the uh, Spider-Man solo film that Robert Downey Jr. is also going to be Spider-Man's mentor. Huh. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I do. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's the biggest bang for the buck for that studio. I yeah, I mean, it's the smartest move they could make. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not throw Chris Evans in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not as big as... as no, because he's yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> dies. He dies at the end of Civil War. Han is dead. <laughs> Spoilers, Chris Evans is dead at the end of Civil War. Just like Crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, like Zemo, except that happened two hours it's earlier. Like, it's going to be a, a three-body pile-up at the end of this movie, <laughs> according to this podcast. Zemo will be the first body. 
No, I'm ready. I'm ready for. Uh, I'm ready for Marvel's next Phase Four. Captain Zemo. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's building. Where do you go after Thanos? Zemo, obviously. <laughs> it's all about. It's all about. They're just go, they're going with Baron Zemo for every fucking movie. He'll be the it's, villain in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Baron Zemo. Oh, Baron Zemo: Age of Ultron. Baron Zemo: Civil War. Uh, Baron Zemo: Infinity Wars. Everything Baron Thor Ragnazemo, <laughs> and then like like the final movie is gonna be it's gonna be called uh, it's all coming up Zemo. <laughs> it's raining Zemo. It's raining Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think they will. I think especially give me some Mo Zemo. <laughs> I think especially since we have, even yeah. if he's gonna be phenomenal in this, I think since we do have a new Spider Man. Not for us, not for the comic book fans. This is for the general audience. They're gonna keep Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Yeah, I don't want him in the movie. To put, but I don't either. But I'm saying that you don't put, want you don't want Tony in the movie. No, get him out of there. Yeah, I don't. Want, I want a Spider-Man movie. I don't want Spider-Man being mentored by. Robert I Downey got Jr. it. No, hold on. I hold tossed on. the fuck. But they want to. I still, don't. I want to see. I want to see that. First off, I want to see uh, after the end of Civil War. I want to see what you guys are talking about. The chemistry between Tom Holland. And fucking uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear what Jake has to say, and I want to hear what you... I, I think Ryan the chemistry Mears. between Black Panther or Black Widow and Tony will be way better than Oh, Tom yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're going to have more screen gonna, time. They're, they're going to have a fucking uh, Black Widow, uh, Black Panther... And uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie coming out never. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't think Black Widow's having more screen time than Spider Man. Oh, uh, I, I don't think so either. Black Widow of is getting not. a half an hour. No, I'm week. saying like like what if the, like this next movie comes out and, and Tom Holland and uh, Iron Man have great chemistry in this movie? Mm-hmm. People are gonna want more of that. And yeah. I, can't, I honestly, if it's great, I can't blame them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm well, just... well, here's the biggest thing: they want to continue to have Spider Man in the Avengers universe, so they're gonna keep tying it to the Avengers somehow. I don't think Always. Sony. I don't think Sony wants to fucking like. I don't think Sony just wants to come out here and like just be like, okay, we got Spider Man in this next movie, and and here's uh, oh here's here's this marginal fucking Marvel character from Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. No, I think Sony is going to be like, we want to fucking make one billion dollars plus. Yes, and they're going to be like, how can we do that? Okay. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Spider Man, yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't want it. Oh man, I, I honestly, I can't make that. I can't boldly say like, oh, I don't want that right now. I have to say like, I have to see Civil War before I see. The chemistry between Tom Holland. I don't care how good their chemistry and Robert is. Da- oh, I, I, I want do. a Spider-Man movie. I don't want fucking that shit. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Nobody else feels secure with that. Nobody else is saying, "Oh, let's go see any Spider-Man movie." Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple were flops, basically. I agree yeah. with that. Like, I, I I've seen the last few Spider-Man movies, and what's missing from those Spider-Man movies is other supporting characters mm-hmm. from the Marvel universe. Okay, you can talk to me about how much you, you want to throw in, like, oh, here's Felicia Hardy. She's going to be our new black cat. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoopty shit. You can talk to me about, okay, like, here's this other character from the Spider Man universe. No, I want to see supporting Marvel characters in this movie. Yeah, so- I- Sony's in the same boat as, like, DC right now, where they're yes. trying to do this world building thing. 
but they're so late in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, DC's got all the fucking tools right in front of them. They can pull in any DC character that they That's want. True. Marvel, on the other hand, has had like, well, Fox, well, Sony, excuse me, has had their hands tied. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we, we can't bring in Thor. We can't bring in Cap. We can't bring in Iron Man. We can't bring in this villain, this van, whoever. We're stuck to fucking Spider-Man characters. Here we go. You want Black Cat? You want Sandman? You want Vulture? You want Craven? Yeah, we can give you those all fucking day. You want Norman Osborn again? <laughs> we can do it. But it's like Marvel. Marvel has the opportunity to be like, okay, shit, man. Who do you want? Right. Who do you want in your Spider-Man fucking movie? Mm-hmm. Well, who else better to sell fucking Spider-Man than to bring in... I mean, guys, we've only got a certain window to bring in Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. The guy's True. in his 50s. We've only got a certain window to bring him in. Who can revive fucking Spider-Man? This is, Hopefully like, Tom Holland. Well, Tom Holland's a 19-year-old kid. I think... A lot of people, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the younger kid in Iron Man 3. I didn't like him and the chemistry between him and the younger kid. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people did, Jake. And I think a lot of people would like to see, like, Robert Downey Jr., 50-year-old kid. Here we are with a 19-year-old Spider-Man. Let's do this, man. Mm-hmm. Let's watch Let's watch The Odd Couple. Let's watch Opposites Attract. Let's watch fucking, like, you know, fucking uh, Paula Abdul hang out with a fucking uh, cartoon cat. <laughs> Sure, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm sure. I'm sure the people will eat that up. You, you're, but, but, but you're, you're saying like, oh, I want a Spider-Man movie, dude. That's what they've done. That's yeah. what they've done. They've done it right and three times. Sony has failed. So, no, well, hold on. Sony has failed in their opinion. That's why. They, that's why they. Not that they don't think they failed the first three times. Those yeah. were financial insane successes. Spider-Man Two was fucking one of the highest grossing weekends of all time for over I'm, two years. Dude, I love Spider-Man Two. I love Spider-Man One. I love Spider-Man Two, and I I do like Spider-Man Three. I'm one of the rare people, just like you, that enjoy Spider-Man Three. It's Even like, it financially did better than both the Amazing movies. Yeah, but like the Amazing movies, that last one. Let's go with that one. It yeah. made six hundred million dollars. Where Spider-Man movie, even the first three, should have made a billion. Mm-hmm. They should have, and they never have. Spider-Man should make a billion dollars. How do you get fucking people excited about Spider-Man again? Well, yeah, you gotta fucking. In my opinion, if you bring Robert Downey Jr. in there, dude, I'm I am excited. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna piss and moan like, oh my god damn it, they're bringing fucking they're bringing that Robert Downey Jr. guy in there that everybody loves. Oh no. geez, a sixth movie with this guy? Fucking yeah. bullshit. I'm okay if it's like a couple I'm not, minutes. I'm not. I'm not. I, <laughs> to, if if I I I can't say 100 like I Tupperware it, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, like if. If I watch the interaction between Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War, and it's just like fucking like side splittingly funny, mm-hmm. I'll be like, I want more of that. Yeah, maybe that's I'll a- change my tune. Exactly. That, that's the thing. It's like right now you're saying like I want a Spider-Man movie. Which I do too. I've got a bunch of Spider-Man movies. I want something that's more of a shared universe, and I think that's why, like, like why they brought they did the whole merger in the first place yeah. mm-hmm. is because not that Spider Man's not a great character, he is, but I think he works better in the whole Marvel universe. Like, I love seeing the stories where it's like the Avengers and they're fighting a big bad, mm-hmm. and it's like Thor gets his ass kicked, Iron Man gets his ass kicked, Captain America gets his ass kicked. Who saves the day? 
fucking web slinger. Yeah, that's a very modern invention, though, even in comics. But I fucking I love that shit. I love that shit. Where it's Spider Man who fucking saves the day. And yeah, shit. I love Spider Man supporting characters in his rogues gallery. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand bringing the Avengers in and everything, but they need something to set that up. I don't need though. it to be that extreme. It's like it's like Baron Zemo. He's not going to carry a movie on his own yet. <laughs> yeah, gonna have to set it up soon. Uh, I had a crazy theory, Brian. Since you kept bringing up Captain America dying, a weird theory that would have like kind of make everybody right at the table. Mm-hmm. But what if? It's whoever our new captain is making that cameo in the Spider-Man movie. And then they're carrying over directly the events of Civil War. Because if Chris Evans' cap is is dead, as the rumors are going, then the first time you get to see your new Captain America is in the Spider-Man movie. Then they're then they're literally giving each other a bone. First time you see Spider Man was in the Captain America Civil War, and then the first time you see the events of our new Cap winds up in Homecoming. I feel like the Russo brothers are in such bed with Cap that if Chris Evans were to die, the first we'll see the new Cap will be in the first Infinity War movie. That is make a lot more sense, yeah. But I was just that they will write and direct that reappearance of Captain Cause, America because you got a great point with. Robert Downey Jr. will put the butts in seats. Yes. That is their top dollar thing. But I think if they're able to somehow... Uh, that's going to give you your $1 billion Spider-Man movie, which is what Sony has been... Basically, Sony's been fucking like begging for that for years. Yeah. Like They've been waiting for their moment for mm-hmm. years. But if they drag that Marvel story into it, like they're trying to do, by putting whatever new look of the character or whatever in there, I love, then that could also... I love your train of thought. That could do it without the Robert Robert Downey, big bucks. I love your train of thought. I do. I love that train of thought. Like, okay, you know, you, we've gotten tie-in comics for years. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to know what's going on in this whole universe? Well, you've got to watch Spider-Man. And I'm not saying, like, that makes Cap a huge part. Like, literally, it's just a cameo of Falcon Cap landing, and you see the Falcon wings <laughs> or all Seb- red, white, and blue. Or Sebastian Stan. Yes, exactly. Or the Winter Soldier Cap. I think that's a lot yeah. more likely. Yeah, with the nine-contract deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that nine-contract deal is with... Marvel Cinematic. Right, right. It doesn't really carry over with Sony. That's a completely different deal. But that would be so much more inspiring as, like, your mentor because then you have somebody who's new to Cap trying to train this new Spider-Man, and they're both kind of finding their way together, yada, yada. Hmm. Yeah. Basically like uh, Mark Wade's Avengers right now, where it's a bunch of kids. For me, it's just like, you know, like, I love, like, huge team-ups, and it's like, if you're telling me that I'm going to get a movie with Robert Downey Jr., who, like, everybody loves as Mm -hmm. Iron Man, if I'm going to get to see him team up with fucking Spider-Man, I'm not going to shit on that. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's only such a fucking short window for Robert Downey Jr. to continue to play Iron Man that I would love to see that. Like, that's fun. That's awesome. Like, I'm not going to shit on that. I will shit all over it. I will not shit on that. <laughs> what do you... Okay, so, 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 Jake, you're just like, okay, yeah, give me that fucking Tom Holland Spider-Man. We can that see that so shit much. in Infinity War and in other Marvel Cinematic Yeah, universes. because they're going to give so much but attention. But that's not part of the it's deal. It's two movies. If they can give Spider-Man 30 fucking minutes in Civil War, yeah, Spider-Man's not going to be in Sony, Infinity War. Sony wants something on their side. Sony need If they're giving Spider-Man for a movie or two... 
too, like you're implying. But I'm being they very want like a trade over on their side. I'm being very egotistical. I'm saying what I want. I don't give two fucks about what <laughs> exactly. Sony wants. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not how the deal works. <laughs> I don't care that Sony wants a billion dollars. I'm very self. You just want their character, and they <laughs> see, can go to hell. I, I, I don't. I don't see that there. There's. There, there's really like I don't know anything about Tom Holland Spider Man, and if I'm the studio, I want a little bit of a safety net. Yep. Sure, and, and that safety net is Robert Downey Jr. And as far as like I'm concerned, like there can you can do no wrong with having like Robert Downey Jr. with Tom Holland in a movie. I think that that's. I, I, but I we're going to get that. That's what's getting ready to come out in two weeks. What's the? I'm saying what's the down? No, well that's it's a team movie. It's 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 Captain America: Civil War, which is going to be mostly like. This team versus this team. Yes, I'm just saying, like a Spider-Man solo movie where Cap- where fucking Robert Downey shows up as like a mentor, like he's fucking like Mr. Miyagi and shit, I'm banging Aunt May and shit. Fucking hell yeah! <laughs> I would love to see the him tapping Aunt. That's May the ass. one Robert Downey scene I want to see is him resisting Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer on it, but eh. I think that's crazy. Call me crazy. I don't want it. Maybe for Spider-Man 2. Why? Why? It's a, I don't know. I see. I, I'm not like maybe after like 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 I can understand that train of thought if like I've already seen Civil War and I'm just like, oh, my God, sp- fucking Tom Holland is so fucking good at Spider-Man that I want to see this actor go on and just do his own Spider-Man movie. Right now, I haven't seen. Spy- I haven't seen. I don't. I, I don't care who's in the costume. That's not. That really has nothing to do with how I feel about it. Like I want it to be someone good. I, Tom Holland could fucking shit the bed and suck. So okay. So I mean, sure. If Tom they Holland say, they blows, say, they say, they get say, Robert Downey they Jr. Say, in Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield's coming back, Jake. Then God, God Andrew, forbid. And here, you, Jake's just like, God oh my God, so Robert I can't Downey fucking Jr. wait for Andrew Garfield to come back and fucking do Spider Man by himself again. <laughs> oh my God, I can't fucking wait. That's I exactly, fucking love him. That's exactly fuck, what I Fuck said. off, RDJ. Exactly I don't need your I Robert said. Downey Jr. Andrew Garfield, come back and do your same old fucking bullshit stick that's that you exactly. did in two other fucking movies <laughs> that exactly I didn't give a I fucking said. shit about. Do that shit again, because it was so fucking goddamn good. Exactly Bring it on. Bring it on. That's exactly what Woo! I said. Yeah, all right, whatever. I don't buy that for one fucking second. You think I'm lying? No, I don't think that you would want to fucking see Andrew Garfield. No, I agree. Come back. Why yell about something that you obviously know I wouldn't want? Andrew Garfield, come back and do the fucking movie. No, God, no. I didn't even watch Amazing I'm just saying, Spider-Man I'm just saying, until like, I had to before without, Amazing Spider-Man with, 2 came out. Because I had to watch that garbage for this Tom, podcast. Without seeing Tom Holland be fucking Spider-Man, right now if you ask me, do you think that they should have fucking Robert Downey So we're Downey already Jr. admitting that this shit blows and it's unless we get Robert Downey Jr. in it, it's going to be a pile Sony of That's what Sony is Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Before audiences can see this Ugh. movie, before audiences can see Tom Holland as Spider-Man, right now, me, Suit Brian, <laughs> I'm saying, yes, you need Robert Downey Jr. Now, have I, let's say I've seen, let's say Brian and fucking Earth 2 has seen fucking Spider-Man in Civil War, and Man, I'm just Earth like... Earth 2 got that movie early? Earth 2 Brian has seen this movie early. <laughs> Earth 2 Brian... One of, one of them got it Earth early. Earth 2 Brian has seen this movie, and it's like, oh my god, Tom Holland... Oh my God! That's motherfucking Spider Man. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. That's the word I'm on the street. I'm gonna stop you right there. That's Earth Two, Tom Holland. Though Earth Two could be completely different from Earth One, Tom that's Holland. True. I mean, then that is the word on the street. That is a lot. What a lot of the critics are saying. I know, I know, but I, but, 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 you know what? 
I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But, like, let's say I watch the movie and I'm sold on Tom Holland. At that point, I might say to myself, you know what? Yeah, we don't need Robert Downey Jr. in this. I mean, how much Robert Downey Jr. are we talking about? Here, here's some food for thought. What, the name of the movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. What, what is that referencing? Is there, there's no comics I know of that go by that name. With yeah, there is. There yeah, is one? There is, actually. Okay. But, I mean, I feel like it's like the inside... It's not like a very, like... Well, it's like an inside nod that he's back under Marvel's wing. That's more more of what it but is. But it's he's not. That's what they want you to think. Yeah. Bec- and that, to me, that implies that Sony does not have the... They're not backing this. They know that they need Robert Downey Jr. They know they need some help from Marvel. How much are we talking Enough that they named it Homecoming to try to fool audiences into thinking it's not their property anymore. Like, that's basically what I'm seeing from this thing. But see, I like the argument of, like, oh my god, yeah, we don't need Robert Downey Jr. right now. I'm totally sold on uh, fucking Tom Holland. I, I never once said that. No, I. I'm never. I'm not right. saying that you did. This is not. Then, then not this is argument. not an adaptation. But you said Dave. the argument. <laughs> this is not an adaptation. So where's that argument that you're talking about coming from? You're saying the argument because you just want a Spider-Man solo. Exactly. Film. And he's saying basically that's what's not wrong with be, me just wanting that. I mean, though. we get that you well, what's want the it. argument. You about? can know. they can't do that. They're not going to make the money they want. What with a solo they've movie. done that. They've done that. And the whole reason that Sony has fucking done the merger with Marvel is they know they can't just do a Spider-Man movie at this point. Because there's only so many fucking routes you can take with that character before you hit Spider-Man 3. And then you're like, what the fuck do we do after this now? <laughs> there's only so far you can take the character before there's nothing else to do. All right. And, I, and I'm not saying that I agree with everything that Sony's done. Sony is already talking about fucking keeping Venom out of this universe completely and doing a solo Venom claymation animated movie and Venom doesn't even show up in this universe. I think that's fucking crazy. It is crazy. I think that's fucking crazy. But on the flip side, I think like I think that Sony's trying to do so- I think that Sony needs to do something different from the, out of the from the get-go. And before they give Spider-Man his own movie, I think that they do need to have somebody hold his fucking hand in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so wrestling. That pe- it's need- it's like The Force Awakens. If they would have had Senate meetings in The Force Awakens again, people would have been like, "Ah, here we fucking go again." Yeah. I think in this one, it's like you need to have an established character hold his hand. Who better to hold his fucking hand than fucking Robert Downey Jr.? Sure. Who fucking brought this whole fucking MCU into existence, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that, like, Iron Man is fucking... Iron Man is Marvel. No, Spider-Man is Marvel. Iron Man is definitely Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. I get Exactly, that. exactly. But before I, that, it was Hulk and But Spider-Man. in The Force Awakens, in The Force Awakens, what happened in that movie? You had, you had Han Solo, who is Star Wars, in my fucking opinion. You had Han Solo, and he was looking at Finn, and he says, I like this guy. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like this guy. I could be wrong. Said, I didn't want that to begin I know, with. I know, I know, I know you didn't, but you had Han Solo, and he's looking at Finn in that, in the movie, and he says, I like this guy. I like this guy. He says it like two or three times to Finn, and that's what I'm hoping that they do here. But can't they you, do that in Civil War? I, and then just hand the ball off? I think the focus within Civil War, um, I think, I, I think they could do it, but I think Sony, is Sony really that confident at this point with like 
Six hundred million for Sp- Amazing Spider-Man two when it, movie should have made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and like we've heard like you know like all these fucking critics talk about how amazing Tom Holland in the, is in this movie, and, and we've heard Robert Downey Jr. say how amazing he is in this movie, mm-hmm. but but I mean is Sony is Sony after after like the fucking performance and the fucking like the the money that they've seen from this. From 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 like these past movies, are they one hundred percent confident that they can go forward? I mean, I one hundred percent agree with you. I'm not reporting here what Sony wants. I'm reporting what Jake wants, and I, I'm sorry that what I want disagrees with the way for them to make a billion dollars. But I can't help feeling the way I feel. Yeah, I, I just, as a Spider Man's my favorite fucking character, and I don't want to see because we fucked up so much with the Andrew Garfield shit. We have to have a Robert Downey Jr. crutch. I think they do. Fuck that. I think. I mean, do. I don't disagree that I they probably they do. do. I think. I, I, I'm I think not they, a fan of it. I think that they need to have Robert Downey Jr. hold his hand into the next movie, and then usher in. Future Spider-Man film. Yeah. I think it has to happen. No, Jake, I'm with you. Like Spider-Man is one. He's definitely my favorite character and got me into comics. And yeah, everything. but five but movies in, they've they've ruined everything. And it's just like wrestling. They need a champ to come in and lose a match to this guy so that he's cool again. Because right now, Spider-Man is not cool. Mm. And I mean, if DC keeps doing it like the way they're doing it, you're going to see it with Batman soon too. You know, or we're, other we're already seeing that. Yeah, basically, exactly. In the Suicide like, Squad, y- you can ruin a character, and they've done that with with cinematic Spider-Man right now. No, I mean, think about it. Think about it this way. Let's say that they uh, originally pa- they they originally cast like ten years ago. They originally cast the perfect Spider-Man. Well, like like here we we'd be looking at the looking at this on the flip side where. Spider-Man would usher in yeah. the perfect Iron Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they had Spider-Man show up in a Marvel movie, then they'd finally be doing something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's and probably it's like, an here, alternate world. Where yeah, they- yeah, here we go. There, there's there's Earth 2 where fucking like, Spider-Man is ushering in fucking Robert Downey Well, it's basically Jr. what the comics did. Like, Avengers comics weren't selling well, yeah. so let's throw Spider-Man and Wolverine in. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of people pissed and moaned about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just I can't help. It just makes me piss and moan a little bit that it's Dude, like... Dude, I know. It's it's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it is backwards. It's Spider-Man. It should be Spider-Man alone should be a billion dollar fucking movie. But the fact is, is Spider-Man did over 600 million dollars in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that's fucking crazy to me. I mean, because what- Spider-Man is fucking Fucking leagues fucking cooler than Iron Man. Agreed. Any day of the goddamn week. It's a result of the product they made, though. Like, I would be ashamed at filmgoers if Amazing Spider-Man 2 made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, oh, God. That- like, what do you, you're, 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 you're going to theaters to see something that's mediocre at that mediocre. But Iron Man yeah, 3 over and over again. is one of the top. Do- you know, one point three billion dollars, and that's probably our least favorite of the Iron Man movies. Yeah, not My me, least not favorite. me. Real okay, but I'm just saying, like, you can still kind of put out the mediocrity and make the money. They they just they dipped too low with Spider Man. Yeah, I, I like Iron Man three. I don't. I don't call it mediocrity. Right. Well, then it's you not- should you should understand that, like, in order to usher in this new Spider-Man, that you need somebody to maybe hold his hand yeah. to bring to, to 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 tell audiences, like, yeah, this is a Spider-Man that you can that you can trust. I mean, 
Uh, you know, we've been talking about this. I didn't. I didn't think we were going to be talking about this as long as we have. Been. Yeah. I think the 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 Iron Man three is an interesting point. I think the press was really a lot behind the success of that too. Avengers was such a massive fucking hit, mm-hmm. and then the there was so much that. press that this was the first movie of Phase two, the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after. If we have Civil War, you know go fucking Avengers-style gangbusters and do the over-billion dollars. It could be the same thing for Spider-Man. But nowadays, though, it's not like you get two superhero movies in a year like it was then. We got, like, five other movies. And I know some well, of those And we're going to get three Marvel movies in a year here soon. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's going to be so much that you're not riding that momentum anymore. They're going to need star power in their movie. Well, yeah. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, we're going to be featuring uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk in that movie. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so you're not keeping the same Jake, momentum that Iron Man 3 Dude, had. I'm sorry. I agree with you that a Spider-Man movie alone should bring audiences in. That a Spider-Man movie by itself should make a billion dollars. It should. But, like, Sony, on the flip side, has, like, they've thought that too, and it hasn't. But the problem is the writing, not the character, in my opinion. Like I mean, that Electro shit was bullshit. Right, it's the the writing. Nobody's not. looking at IMDb and being like, "Oh, they finally got this writer." All right, now all like billion of us <laughs> are going to go see the movie. It doesn't matter if no one knows who the writer is. If the if the movie is is great, then they want those butts in seats. They want to sell those tickets before opening night, man. Think about it. It's just like what we were talking about with Walking Dead last week. It's like what we've been talking in order to get the most amount of, of bang for that buck. I don't I a hundred percent agree with that. Right. Like you don't you're beating a dead horse explaining that no, to me. It's, I'm, a, it's not that I'm not computing what you're I saying. I mean it, like okay, if like uh you know, Robert uh Robin Williams showed up as a genie form here and he's like, Hey, what do you want, Brian? I'd be like, Hey dude, I want a billion dollar Spider Man movie by himself. I'd be like he'd be like, Okay, uh, he'd fucking twitch his nose like fucking like uh You're crazy, dude. I'd wish for the Pashu girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a fuck about a he's billion got dollar Spider Man movie. He's got you there. <laughs> you just wasted your wish, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's gonna be. You don't pursu- get any of that money, Brian. Jake's gonna be pursuing all night, and you'll be back here in three hours with no money. Uh, I just got pish fucked. <laughs> but no, like, like you can wish all you want, but like, I think like Sony is going to. I think Sony just wants to take advantage of the relationship that they formed. I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. It's the smart move mm-hmm. as far as let's make as much fucking money as we can. But as a to fan. just make yeah. To make all movies fucking team movies at this point. Yeah, but you, no, no, not all movies. I'm just saying, like. I mean, that's the route we're to going. Usher, to usher in Spider Man, I think this is the way that they need to go. Just to usher him in. Yeah. To get audiences. I think Spider Man has not, like, like, you liked most of, like, you loved the Raimi movies. You d- weren't a big fan of, like, the amazing Spider Man films, the Mark Webb movies, and the Andrew Garfield stuff, but, like, for like fans that have been burned by Spider-Man, in order to get back in their graces, like I think this is the way to do it. I like, understand because like, people are dumb. It's all Spider-Man to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't understand. Oh, it's a new. It's mm-hmm. all Spider-Man. They saw two shitty Spider-Man movies. Oh, it's like people will see the commercial and they'll be like, "Okay, another Spider-Man movie." I didn't like the last one. Right. That the metal rhino was stupid, and I didn't like it. Just and, think about the reaction when they announced this 
weird merger deal or thing between Sony and Marvel. Like, literally everybody was posting on Facebook, like, Spider-Man's back! He's Marvel now! Like, yeah. and that's what they're going. I mean, that's all I keep seeing still. I it, think it's, I think it, I think at this point it's just a matter of, like, like, trust. Like, we're trusting Sony to make a good Spider-Man movie. And Robert Downey Jr., I think, is, like, the way to do that. Just like The Force Awakens was just, like, a way for, like, Han Solo to say stuff in the film, like, oh, I like this kid, or I like this girl. And it was just, like, Han Solo giving this thumbs up. That's and how saying, they pass the torch. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I like Finn. I like Ray. No, it happens so much in the movie. Watch that movie. He says, I like this kid. I like her. And it's almost like this character that I love is giving his thumbs up of these new characters. And and subliminally, they're telling you... I don't, I di- I don't like, disagree with you, but... I should like these characters, too! <laughs> okay. Again, again, self-centered Jake was already in love with Ray before Han Solo even showed up on the screen. Yes, yes. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm right there, too, man. I love her, too. I love her, too. But I'm saying for those fans that did have a problem with her... You've got fucking Han Solo saying, hey, here's my stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it. I'm, it's a great comparison. It's wash away the stink of the prequels for people. Without those legacy characters, yeah. it's just more crappy Star Wars No, shit. but I'm in 100% agreement with you thinking like, oh my God, a Spider-Man movie by himself should be great. Yeah, why can't he do you should a be a, You should make yeah. a great Spider-Man movie. Jake, the thing is, like, I honestly think like without Robert Downey Jr., if they write a great script, yeah. if they have great casting, they could have a great Spider-Man movie. The problem is, though, people might not show up to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You could have another situation where it's like, oh, okay, let's call this movie Seller. Nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We could also call it 10 Cloverfield Lane, and people show up to see it. Well, that's the difference of saying, you know what? We've got Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, or we don't. I'm just not a big fan of that, that like the plot that that entails, that it's like... I don't uh, think it entails any plot. I think he shows up on a, a rooftop he's got a for ten minutes. Billion, yeah, I'm fine with that if it's five ten minutes. That's what you're gonna get. That's, That's what all I, they I, need. Exactly. They just need his name on the IMDb page so exactly. people buy the tickets. Mm. That's what. I, That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like it could be it could be Robert Downey Jr. or it could be Chris Evans. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Somebody's showing up on that fucking rooftop. Yeah. But like, well, that's why I was asking how much have... time are we talking? A lot. Like uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I, – I mean, granted, they'll give them a large chunk of money, but I don't see it being – I think it'll be even less time than what Spidey's getting in their movie. There might be even a scene where fucking, like, Robert Downey Jr. shows up to fucking, like, you know, save the day, and Tom Holland fucking bails him out. Mm. You know you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah, that'd be the perfect scenario to, like, put him over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, Jake, it's like I, – I, I mean – you know me. I just like the I like the yell and scream and shit. That's nah, fine by me. <laughs> what? That's the first I've heard this. I think me and Jake are actually on the same page. Like, oh yeah, you guys like, always like, are. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what makes us so crazy. So, no, the thing is, it's like it's the difference between Suit Brian and Jake. It's like it's like like if like come down to it, like brass tacks. Like, there's no reason in this fucking world that we live in. That a Spider-Man movie should not make one billion dollars. Oh yeah, Spider-Man's the coolest fucking character Marvel has under their belt. We've been talking too long about this. <laughs> this I need to smoke. Sp- yeah, let's take a break because this is this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Be right back. 
You know I cook anything. Yeah, do. Pork chop sandwiches. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck! We're all dead! Get the fuck out! My God, did that smell good? Detect it. There's no going, and you tell me do things. I done running. Joe. All right, hey, we are back. You know what, uh, Jake? Uh, let's not argue. <laughs> I agree anymore. I apologize. I don't think we're going to get the emails this week. So if you guys could keep it light on the emails next week, so we can read these, that would be fantastic. But uh, let's talk about uh, Variety had a uh, article about how Michael Keaton is in early talks to play a villain in the Marvel and Sony co-production Spider-Man Homecoming uh, starring Tom Holland as the latest Spider-Man. Marvel and Sony had no comment on the casting. Uh, Let's see here. But guys, they're talking about uh, Michael Keaton playing a uh, villain in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, What are your thoughts on this and who do you think he might play in this movie or who would you like to see Michael Keaton play? Mm, Damn, that's a good question. Um, Baron Zemo? Baron Zemo, yeah. (laughs) Overarching style. (laughs) Too late for that. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be in the... That's part of the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I, I... I don't think they're going the Norman Osborn route, um, but that's what I would ideally like to see. Um, I think they're probably going more of the Vulture route, which I think a lot of people are talking about as well. Oh man, dude! But I on. hate the Vulture. Give, no, hold on. If we're gonna, if we're oh, gonna, you know what, John Malkovich. If, if you're gonna, if that's what Raimi wanted. That's what Raimi wanted. If if you're gonna fucking have Vulture, you've got to make it John Malkovich, just like Raimi wanted. True, That's true. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know who else he could play besides maybe Mysterio. You know, maybe having... You know, because he... I don't know. Like, Craven! Craven! Keaton is Craven? Yes! I don't think he's got the build for... I would want to see, like, someone huge for Craven. That's hmm. stupid. Huge people are bad actors. Craven, give me... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Batista did a terrible job in Guardians of the Galaxy, but, didn't he? Yeah. But how much screen time did Batista have in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like Dave Batista. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. It is a team film in that one, but I, I, I Craven. I want fucking Michael Keaton as Craven. I want that fucking lion's head on his fucking chest, and I want to fucking see Michael Keaton as Craven. Hey, fuck Michael Keaton. How dare? <laughs> how, how dare he? How yeah. dare he make a movie ba- shitting on the entire superhero genre? Batman can't. It's and gotta then he be in this now? And then he wants to be in fucking a Spider-Man movie? Alright, J. Jonah Jameson showing up as fucking, uh... What a piece of shit. J. Jonah Jameson right. showing up as fucking Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Whatever. Give me fucking Craven fucking Keaton. Hmm. Keaton Craven. I'm craving for Keaton. <laughs> Do it! His hair does look a lot like Norman Osborn. If you give me... The more I'm looking at these, he's a shoe in for Norman Osborn. Oh, he's a pashoo. <laughs> he's a pashoo. But and I, for fucking Craven. <laughs> That's the argument there. He did Birdman. He's banned from the entire superhero genre. Uh-uh. You're out, Michael Keaton. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Make your bed sleep in it, bitch. 
<laughs> eat shit in my asshole, <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, I would ideally like to see him as Norman Osborn, but I don't think that's going to happen. You want Craven? I don't know. I mean, I don't want him at all. Just no. like the Joker, that is a character that they do. They love to redo over and over again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we will see another Osborn. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, at some point. Yeah. I think you should play Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Eating heads off fucking bats and fucking shit. Rip. Yeah, dude, he was fucking Batman, and he's fucking like Ozzy Osbourne, and he eats the fucking head off a bat. That's, dude, that's fucking like, that's like performance art. Very symbolistic, too. Symbolistic yes. symbolism going on there. Let's move on to some, let's fucking, uh, let's. Fuck Michael Keaton. Yeah, hey. No. Hey. God damn you. He made Birdman. He doesn't like superhero movies. Let's move on to DC News real quick. He likes paychecks. Yeah. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right. I think we can all agree that one of the best parts of Batman v Superman was Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yes. Well, apparently new footage was shown at CinemaCon last weekend. Here's the article from Variety. I liked how on Comic Slobs, Greg called it CinemaCon. Yeah. <laughs> what is Ooh, going on? I go to that the kind of uh, research we do. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan brings up cinema, CinemaCon, and Greg believes that it's a fucking, it's a spice. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a cereal convention? Yeah. We should combine Judge Bread with Cinnamon Con. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a tasty treat. Variety says Warner Brothers talked up the expansive nature of the DC Comics Cinematic Universe during a presentation to exhibitors at CinemaCon. On Tuesday, while debuting uh, footage from Wonder Woman that highlighted the Amazonian warrior princess beating up a platoon of World War I soldiers. There was also a brief glimpse of the love interest Chris Pine atop a motorcycle, as well as Wonder Woman using her shield to deflect gunfire and riding a horse, sword drawn and ready for action. Uh, Patty Jenkins, the director of the film, said, We're going to see her coming of age. And uh, so uh, Peter Serretta, who uh, from Slash Films, says uh, Warner Brothers showed a bunch of early footage from Wonder Woman, her riding a horse, pine on a motorcycle, and flying a plane. Love the period feel. So it sounds like people who have watched this footage really digging this Wonder Woman tone, really digging this Wonder Woman movie. Uh, you guys looking forward to Wonder Woman with fucking yeah. Gal Gadot now after seeing Batman v Superman? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's the only thing they tried to sell me that I'm looking forward yeah, to. I felt like that was the only point of Batman v Superman was to get me to watch movies that will easily be better. <laughs> Basically, watching a Wonder Woman commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, like story wise, I I need to know more about this to get excited about what this movie's going to be about because I don't know. Like, I I, I couldn't possibly write a fan fiction Wonder Woman movie. No way. No way in fucking hell. Not even a sexy one? Yeah, well, that's different. That's different. But Oh, I'm sold. At the end, she's eating a mackerel and saying Pashu. Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> yes. But I, I can't I can't possibly be excited about this till I actually see that footage myself and say, okay, that's cool. Because in Batman v Superman she was awesome, of course, but that was that movie. Right. So this is a totally different Beast, I need to see that, but I, I, yeah, of course, I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah, yay. I Jake, is done, <laughs> Jake is done arguing. No, I, I agree with what Jay said. No, I don't agree with what Jay said. I, I'm excited for it already. I don't even need to see the footage. Wonder Woman was easily the only shining light in Batman v Superman. Like, not that the whole movie was completely terrible, but that part was great. Don't you think that they need to bring in Green Lantern to usher in the Wonder Woman? I'm fucking, I'm fucking no, with no. you. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. <laughs> Batman needs to go back in time and then show up in the fucking I think order. he's going to be in this, isn't he? Guys, uh, Wonder Woman? No, Batman. Yeah, I thought he was. In, in a World War One movie? Well, it may not always be in that setting. I, I'm pretty sure that was early on. Like, right after Batman v Superman, they said, yes, Batman will be in the Wonder Woman movie. I have no idea what fucking think, drugs you is, have been this smoking. This is supposed to be a period piece. It's supposed to be set in World <laughs> War I. I know that, but maybe the whole movie is not set in that period. Damn, somebody, fu- somebody fucking got lost on Reddit one day. I'm serious. This I'm not making this shit up. Jay, why would I? No. Why would I make it up to start another argument? Jay, I'm not. Jay, <laughs> Jay is going out. To I say, do not. Please don't argue. I do not want to argue. I'm just saying that's what I heard. I totally, yeah, totally that, heard that. I also for, heard for, you're for, a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too. I read that. On I've heard that too. <laughs> I heard Zemo is going to be in the Wonder Woman. Movie. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the main right. villain. Uh, after they kill Cross. <laughs> I'm excited for this movie also. Um, I I think that Chris Pine... Chris Pine has me excited, and, and Gal Gadot also. And uh, I think Chris Pine should be should do Pine Saw commercials. Oh man, that'd be perfect. Chris Pine Saw, <laughs> that's great co- casting. <laughs> that's no, I mean seriously, like they got that one chick, like we're like yammering on about Pine Saw. But if you had Chris Pine on there mm-hmm. talking about how this shit's gonna clean your fucking floor, uh, dude, I'm I'm buying Pine Saw all <laughs> goddamn day. Wow. What was it though? Uh, they're taking I didn't know this- you had a thing for Chris Pine like that. <laughs> I do. I do. I totally, I totally would. I trust Chris Pine with my flooring. <laughs> I like the idea. It, it seems like they're going the safe route and doing a Wonder Woman origin story. It's going to be her m- meeting Chris Pine. It's going to be World War II. I'm sure there'll be more movies after this where she might be in a setting where she could be with Batman or other people. Yeah, but um, right now, like you talking about her hanging out with Batman in World War One. Dude, seriously. You sound like, no, no, you sound like a fucking crack addict. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but this is yeah. what I fucking heard multiple times. Uh, yeah, I know. I've 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 talked to morons too. <laughs> every week. No, you, every week. I'm Jay, just, I wasn't talking to them. Jay, you're right. If they want to make a one billion dollar Wonder Woman <laughs> oh, God, movie, no, they no. need Batman there. No, no, no. Back in time, man. <laughs> no, I'm not supporting this. I'm just saying this is what I heard. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Warner Brothers has confirmed at CinemaCon that Ben Affleck is going to star in a Batman solo film. We all saw this coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hollywood Reporter then confirmed that Ben Affleck will direct the project. Uh, there's also rumor that this is the project that he and Jeff Johns were working on together and that they have both penned the script for the Batman solo film. Ben Affleck said this last month. He, uh, he said, he and I are working together on something, and I am really excited about it, and I love him. I can't imagine... 
you know, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns working on something other than Batman. It's not like they're fucking. They're writing the Green Lantern movie. Yeah, they're writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, these these guys are fucking like writing the sequel, to like Bridges of Madison it's, County. Yeah. Say, it's Argo Two. It's Argo Two. It's like no, come on. Of course, it's fucking Batman. Him and Jeff Johns are working on Batman. They're f- trying to figure out a way to incorporate this guy who's not even alive during World War One <laughs> into it. a fucking Wonder Woman movie. I shouldn't have said that, that way. It, makes, it doesn't make Jay look like a fucking yeah. idiot. If there's any way they can make Jay look smart, yeah, you're gonna exactly. Need, you're gonna need Jeff Johns on yeah. that. Jeff Johns like I ain't He's a good writer. Jeff Johns like <laughs> Jeff Johns is like I ain't eating shit out of that guy's ass. <laughs> so you know what? We're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking throw Batman into this fucking World War One movie. Yeah, I like the idea of both of them looking at the script and just being like, you know. We don't know Jay. <laughs> we don't know that motherfucker. He wants, he wants weird shit. We, we don't know him. There's uh, nothing. Nothing has been confirmed about Ben Affleck and uh, Jeff Johns writing the screenplay. But we all we can all assume that this is the project. Uh, what would I, I, my question is to you? We know this is going to happen. We know Jeff Johns is helping uh, Ben Affleck with this. What would you guys like to see from a Batman solo film? Mm. What, more Wonder Woman, huh, Jay? <laughs> no. I'd, I'd like to World see... World War Two. <laughs> World War Two. I'd like to see the, the story of what happened to the Robin, honestly. I think that'd be really cool. What made Batman become what he became in Batman v Superman. Uh, I think I'd like to see that a lot. So uh, we're talking about a prequel. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Jake wants to see a prequel. What do you want to see, Jay? Yeah, I want to see that story explained, too. Um, I mean... I. It, if I had my my way, it'd, it'd be you know Court of Owls, absolutely, or Hush. Even I love those fucking storylines. As far as modern day pre Snyder, you know Batman, that's the stuff. Well, I guess Court of Owls is yeah, Snyder, but Hush was of course Jim Lee's you know baby, and yeah. I, I fucking loved that before Snyder took over. So either one of those, but yeah, you're right. I think I think you have to. I think you kind of have to tell that Robin story right away. You know, I, I don't think there's any way around it. They wouldn't have teased it so early and and then wait two more Batman movies to explain what the fuck happened to Robin. So, yeah. Um, I I agree with you, Jay, on the two books that you picked, but I think it'd be interesting to see him do that as a post-Batman v. Superman movie because both of those stories, not to spoil too much, but the crux of it is basically like Bruce Wayne or Batman doesn't know shit. Yes. Here are these surprises that have been under his nose the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so I think that would almost work just as well being a follow-up to Batman v Superman to a guy who has met Wonder Woman, to a guy who's met Superman and everything. And then he's like, oh, shit. I don't even know Gotham. Like right. Gotham's been under control of the, or what who's this guy like dressed up like me? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. like either of those could just be like a great like mind fuck to kind of I think they can still salvage this this murderous Batman that they made in the movie. And I think Ben Affleck has all the intentions, I hope, of correcting that path and I think both of those stories could easily be a hit and getting us to where we want it to be also. But that's a, that's another thing to explain. Like, why is he that way? Yeah, and that's what I think. You know, like with Man of Steel, you know, we've got to explain this destruction. I think the same thing is going to be said for Batman. We have to explain yeah. why he is now this I, way. He didn't used to be this way. I'm with Jay as far as like they have to explain 
the whole Robin suit. Yeah, you have to now. There's yeah. no way around it. Yeah, you bring that up, you have to explain it. Like, like for me, though, it's like I would love to see Court of Owls oh, yeah, man. done in the cinematic universe. Talon, Court of Owls. Call that movie Gotham. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know You shit. can eat the owls right out of my alley. <laughs> so I am totally down with fucking uh, Court of Owls, but I don't think that that's where they're going to go. I mm-hmm. think that, like, from this point on, like, realistically, they have to address the whole fucking, like, the Robin. Yeah. That fucking Robin suit. That's what I want to see. Do Under the Hood? The old Jason, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah. I, I, it's got to be Jason just Todd. Just jump right into it. And I, I, I don't want Jared Leto, like that whole rumor of him, no. him being Jason Todd to, to come to fruition. I hope he's Dick Grayson. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope he's I one hope, of the Robins. I hope, like, <laughs> I, I, hope that, that I hope that it was a Robin, but I hope that we find out that it's Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that, that'd be <laughs> perfect. Yeah, the synergy alone. Yeah. And then we get like like the Winnie uh, the Pooh Batman shared universe, dude. And just like fucking like bring in fucking Tigger. Bring in, <laughs> Ooh, I'm I, a big Eeyore fan. Bring in yeah. Eeyore. Um, I think I think Rabbit and Riddler could have a great crossover. I think Eeyore and Batman would get along well. They're both very like solemn. Yeah, characters. you find out that Eeyore lost. No, his dude. Parents I want to see. I want to see fucking like. Tigger fucking go like all fucking Lex Luthor, and the next thing you know, he's like fucking like he's got Kanga up on a fucking rooftop, and he's like flipping Polaroids of Rue <laughs> at Kanga, and he's like, dude, I fucking I kidnapped Rue, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking and fucking and fucking Kanga's like, oh my god, oh my god, he's like, uh, is your mother's name Martha? I don't know. <laughs> all right, let's, let's bring me the head of fucking Piglet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I will kill Rue. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, we're not doing any emails this week. We're yes. saving those for next week. But we are going to move on to Star Wars news. We're going to wrap this bitch up because I got to go fucking home. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. Like like when you do what a show, a, you do a show every week, and you get to the point where you just don't care anymore. <laughs> It's sad. That's sad. It's, it's nat- sad. it's all natural. It is natural. It's sad, Jake. Like it's natural. Oh, this is my pop culture leftovers. This is my creation. I made it. And it's just like you get to that point 134 episodes later where you're just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Listen, if you if you if you're eating the same food for eight hours, eventually you're gonna be like, you know what? This isn't tasting as good as it Except was. Except oh, unless you go Pshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was uh, even even she could <laughs> no she no, couldn't no. eat that t- that fish for fucking eight straight hours. No, she needs to mix all, it. Keep up all those shoes. It's the craft beer, man. I mean, yeah. come on. That's why you got to pair them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we talked last week about Rogue One. We talked about Jen Urso, mm-hmm. and remember we reported that her name was Jen earlier in another episode. We we heard that rumor from MakingStarWars.net. And then, of course, when the trailer came out, her name was Jin. Yes. They were right. Well, Spot on. They have also reported that uh, Diego Luna's character, his name is Cassian Willix. Hmm. So I can assume that when we find out what his name is, that it will probably be Captain Cassian Willix. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to report that right now. Get that out of the way. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We have We may have our Han Solo for the upcoming film. Uh, the Han Solo uh, solo film, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds I, I fucking love how, yeah. yeah, the Han Solo solo film. The Han Solo solo film. Guys <laughs> 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 are so funny. Star of Star Wars story. <laughs> ah, it's so redundant and silly. 
Um, but we may have our star for that movie. And guess what, Sage Kelly? It's not Miles Teller, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, thank uh, God. Oh, fucking Stephen Damn Hawking it. dropped right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, guys, I honestly think, as far as like all the names that were brought up for the Han Solo movie, you remember they talked about like how many actors have like tested for this movie, and they brought over, they brought up, didn't they bring up like over two thousand actors like fucking tested for this movie? Yes, like a ridiculous number mm-hmm. of actors tested for this movie. I think honestly, like some of them did test for Han Solo, but I think they brought a lot of them in. Just to test for future roles in the Disney mm. Lucasfilm Star Wars universe. Yeah, might as well kill eight birds with one stone. Exactly. It's like, okay, yeah, we tested you for Han Solo, but you know what? We've got this other movie coming out, which is a Boba Fett film. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be a great fit for this film. Or like I, the idea of Rogue One. Like all these, I, none of those characters yet have big names, but yeah, you got a large cast there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like maybe later on down the road, you know, we could use you in another movie. Um, so anyway, here's a report from Deadline. They said after screen tests that narrowed down the field of possible actors portraying Han Solo, for the standalone movie in the Star Wars universe, Alden Ehrenreich has emerged as the frontrunner for the coveted role. The casting of this character has been shrouded in secrecy to the point of it being referred to as Project Red Cup. Get it? Solo Cups. <laughs> Remember that? <is. laughs> oh, man. Somebody tickled Jake's funny bone just then. Yeah. That was too much. After screen tests, it was narrowed down to only a handful of actors that included Taron Egerton and Jack Rayner. Yeah, it's not Taron Egerton. Yeah. <laughs> However, sources with knowledge of the casting process said that Aaron Reich is now the leading is now leading the pack after the, an impressive performance. Hmm. Uh, Jake, you and I remember this actor. I do. As the cowboy from Hail Caesar, a movie in which we tossed, but I think we can both agree that the best part of that movie was this actor. I, I said the very same thing. I said I wish the whole movie would have been about this character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think, I, honestly, I think like if they do hand the reins of Han Solo over to uh, Alden Ehrenreich, I think we're in good hands. Yeah, I'm happy with this. I'm I happy high taste this. I high taste it as well. I was just thinking about what you were saying on the casting of them having these 2,000 Han Solos. And yeah. It, it reminded me of last week when we were talking about how uh, all of the females in Star Wars have are you know white chicks with brunette hair. Right. Oh, they and, must have cast 2,000 rays, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's all I'm seeing from here on out is you get white dudes with brunette hair for the rest of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> good point. They're like, we got this figured out. We've already cast the next 800 female leads in Star Wars movies. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what, you expect us to cast a blonde person? No, they, we only had brunettes show up. <laughs> Yeah, we know we know who Admiral Ackbar is coming back at. <laughs> Tatiana Maslany, right? Tatiana Star, is Admiral Ackbar. Which, whichever one doesn't get the Han Solo role, gets Ackbar. Speaking of which, Orphan Black season uh, season four premiered this week. Did you watch it? I have not watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, I got to catch up on season three still. I've watched season three, but I'm waiting for you to watch season three and then watch the premiere of season four, and we'll talk about it. I think later. that started free preview week and started today. So, yeah. like from today till the 24th on Comcast, there's like over 200 like series on on demand. You can watch every episode. Uh, Directv. Also, if you have Directv, you can watch all three of the 
You can watch all uh, season one, two, and three on uh, DirecTV On Demand, too. Yeah, if you've never for, seen Orphan Black, yeah. watch that shit. Watch that shit. That's right. They always do that before Game of Thrones, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, I was going to read another article from Making Star Wars that night, but I'm not going to because I, you know what? I want to go home. What do you think about that article? <laughs> huh? What do you think about the article? I Toss agree, it, I agree with whatever you think about this article. It's it's about it's a it's about new dialogue that was discovered in Ray's Force Vision from Star Wars. Oh, this article is bullshit. I'm glad we're skipping it. I, I did want to confirm though that um, I, I'm well, not even joking. No, I know. I get it too. I just I really love the idea of like talking about the article without going into depth. <laughs> Star Wars: The like Force Awakens. Show. Though I did want to confirm this from Episode Seven. This is like from the Star Wars Story Group and everything. <laughs> it's been confirmed that The Force Awakens actually refers to both The Force Awakening in Kylo and in Rey. Okay. Yeah, I read that too. That makes total sense. So, yeah, that, I'm on it board for that. It awakens in Kylo? Yes. Was it? He can feel the light side. He can feel the light. Mm, now you're going there with it. Okay. He's okay. still conflicted, man. I still see him coming around. I see. I do see it, too. Yeah, I, I do, too. Uh, honestly, I would love to see, by, like, Star Wars Episode Nine, him fighting alongside Rey. Yes. I kind of hate that that's confirmed now. <laughs> I kind of like that just being, like... I know, kind of, like, up in the air. Yeah, exactly. Let, <sighs> let me hypothesize about that for the next, like, right. six years until I get the last movie. Yeah. I, it was brought up so much, though. I don't know. So, yeah, that that's that makes total sense. Yeah, so I was going to read that other article about the... It's a the dumb dialogue, article. So I'm not going to read it. Okay. It was some stupid dialogue that they fucking... Oh, we discovered this one dumb fucking line. So I like... Like that you couldn't hear? Yeah, not as well. Okay. They watched it on closed captions, and they came to a new discovery. Ugh, fuck, you shouldn't have to Which do that. Which isn't that exciting. Can I tell you, can I tell you like, like, it's just so awesome just to be able to watch Star Wars The Force Awakens... Whenever you want to. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've watched it seven it's in, times. It's in my player right now. Yeah, it's in my player. Do you have it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It's, okay. in, it's in mine too, but I've only watched it once so far. Twice now. I yeah. feel so bad every time you guys get an email and, you, and everybody's like, yeah, after watching The Force Awakens three times, it's like, oh, I, I watched it once so far. <laughs> Maybe well, next week. What I'm going to do now is I have a... If you have Star Wars The Force Awakens on Blu-ray or DVD or digital... Don't fucking participate in this, but I am going to give out a code for Star Wars The Force Awakens on digital. Nice. I guess this is a contest. Sure. The first person to email me after watching this and to send me an email, I want you to title it... Um, after listening to this, you mean? After listening... Yeah. Uh, no. I want you to. I want you to not to listen to this. <laughs> oh, you said after watching this. I was, oh, yeah. I was confused. Okay. After watching The Force Awakens. After correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> you the, asshole. The first, the first person to listen to Jake, you won. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the first person to correct me for being a moron. Thank you. Thank wins you. Wins a digital code for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. No, the first person to email me. I want you to title the email. Um, I like. I like poopy. <laughs> I want you to title it I like poopy because I want you to feel stupid. You're getting a free copy of You're getting Force a free Awakens. Co- so. Yeah, yeah. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. You're getting a free copy of The Force Awakens. It's a digital code. Now, don't fucking send me an email if you already own this on Blu-ray. Let, let somebody who doesn't own the movie get this. <laughs> but... 
The person that doesn't have this on fucking Blu-ray or digital already, if you don't have any way to get this, if you're like, you know, I'm cash poor right now. I mm. can't fucking get this right now and shit. I want you to send me an email titled, I like poopy. <laughs> I, they should say pursue after they say I like poopy. How do you too. spell that? It makes it seem like they really like the poopy. I li- yeah. If, PSU. If you want extra points for it. <laughs> I'm. It, it might. I don't know. It might. It might affect my decision. But you can put pursue in there. But I, it definitely has to say I like poopy, and then and that's in, that's the title. Now for the subject, I want you to put. No, seriously, I really like poopy. You have to spell the really like that too. Yes, yes. You have to put like like the subject is I like poopy. P o o p y. And then in the in the actual like the content of the message, it's like no seriously, I really <laughs> like poopy. The first person to send me that fucking email, and you send it to comments at popcultureleftovers.com. First person, you get a code for Force Awakens digitalhd.com. I'm gonna give you a fucking code. That's awesome. And you're gonna fucking own the movie. For saying that you like poopy. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, like, no, what What other, hey, hold on, what the fuck, what the fuck other podcast is offering a fucking, you just tell me that you like fucking poop? You, you, you fucking send me an email saying you enjoy poop? And I give you fucking Star Wars? That's like, no, that's like, Jake, that's like you walking out on the street. That's like you just walking, walking around on the street, Jake. Just walking around on the street. (laughs) And the first guy you fucking see, you walk up to this guy and you're just like, hey, sir, I I like poop. Should I put poop in my mouth for free Star Wars? And this guy, (laughs) this guy, this guy just looks at you. Gives you a fucking wink, <laughs> and you know what he does? He fucking slips a he slips a fucking copy of Star Wars: The Force Awakens <laughs> in your jacket pocket. That's what he does. You, you want to hear something sinister? That's what he fucking does. I am. Jake's like, I like poop. Yeah. And this guy's like, you know what? You, this this guy likes shit. Here you go. Knock yourself out. Go to a galaxy far, far away. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I went to. Uh, Target to check out that special edition they had because there's the 20 minutes of extra documentaries or whatever yeah. and everything, and the case is so shitty for it. It's is like it a, really? It's like a paper thin fucking case, like, and it costs five bucks more than the one I saw Jay got, mm-hmm. where you get like the fucking plastic case with the black. Did trimming. you get the black one? Yeah, he, the, did. he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super sexy with the black and everything. For three dollars more than that one, I went and went to Best Buy and got the steel book. That's what I. I would have loved that yeah. too. But I went to Target and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not buying the paper thing." Someone had opened. I, I actually I went to Target and I I I took that copy up there. I went to the checkout line. I looked at the lady. I sat it down. I said, "I like poopy," and they <laughs> nice. They kicked me out. You know what we're doing on this show? You fucking tell me that shit. I'm going to give you a free, co- free we'll digital copy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, so I decided not to get it, but someone had opened two copies of it. So I was like looking at the inside of it and everything. Oh, that's lame. And I fucking um, took a snapshot of my phone of the digital code and then went home and used the digital code. And it un- <laughs> and it unlocked all just, the uh, Target exclusives. Oh, oh really? wow. You just uh, stole that content. I, I totally did. I didn't have to say anything <laughs> about poopy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, now none of our listeners are going to enter this contest. <laughs> They're just going to go open <laughs> packages <laughs> at the fucking store. <laughs> You're just going to break the law. They're like, fuck this poopy shit. I'm going to Allegedly, target. I allegedly broke the law. Yeah, we've got some listener out there fucking like eating his own shit saying, what? what? <laughs> he's got like, he's got like, he's got like dingleberries Take hanging Take that shit out of your mouth, Whoa. Johnny boy. I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for nothing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is he from Boston? <laughs> I like the idea of him saying that with the poop all around his lips and stuff. Like what? <laughs> it looks like like the Joker applied Joker applied lipstick or yeah. something. <laughs> Brown lipstick. Yeah, but so I took the picture with my phone and Best Buy's right next to Target. I went to Best Buy and bought the Steelbook. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I love the Steelbook. It looks oh, nice. it's so nice. Yeah, it's nice, man. It is nice. All right, but yeah, if you want a free copy, you can either do what Jake says and break the law, <laughs> or or you can be the first Classic to email Jake. me and just uh, just send that subject and send that fucking uh, that message, and I'll, I'll if you're the first to do it, I'll send you the fucking code. If you if you are like the second or third person. I'll, I'll tell you to go eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> you best get to breaking the law, third person. Yeah. You, you didn't like poopy enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. You're gonna just gonna get a message back that says eat shit. <laughs> eat shit right out of Jay's ass. Yeah. Oh, that's a callback. That's sad. That that's a fucking callback. Yeah, like, we, we can turn that, that into a callback. <laughs> Like, that's a callback. I know. We actually had one of our hosts say, you can eat shit out of my ass. We did. Passionately. Passionately. I meant it. I did mean <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, ain't that <laughs> All right, guys. And so just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. You no, shit out of my seriously, ass. Seriously, I like poopy. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Comic Slobs. Oh, yeah. ComicSlobs.com if you want more of me, but that's all. Yeah, guys, go to iTunes, subscribe to Comic Slobs. They will talk to you about all your favorite comic books coming out that yeah. week. And you know what? You might even save money. You might save money on shitty comics. Mm. And, and you'll know good comics to buy Yeah, whenever they review one. There you go. Whenever that is. I don't yeah, know. whenever that is. We'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap, even though we're the shit Woo!
We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture push over Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.